this is kind of weird, but I do a podcast about the show. Would you be at all willing to do an interview about it or anything? That was such a long time ago. Um, I'm like right in the middle of something right now, and uh, your number came over unknown. I don't know how you got my name and number. When I'm torrenting more recordings, internet, it's a warning, and I don't think it'll download in time. By the time I've watched the show, it's half, it's time to go. Turn the one more switch to make the show sit right. It's alright, I'm watching Say by the Joe's. Hello, and welcome to Saved by the Bell Reviewed, where we have reviewed every episode of Saved by the Bell and Saved by the Bell adjacent media, because we love each and every one of you. <laughs> Is that why we did it? I didn't do it out <laughs> been, of love. I've been searching for the reason of why we did it, and that's the best I came up with. I uh, did it out of hate. I was doing it out to become rich and famous, but <laughs> I can't really say that at this point, right? Got neither of those things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You got plus two Twitter followers. That's true. pretty good. I did it for the two Twitter followers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we love each and every one of them. I am David Bittenhofer, and the person who did this podcast because they thought it was an arcane ritual written in the Necronomicon designed to bring out the apocalypse is... Carolyn Maine. <laughs> Boy, were you wrong. <laughs> Nuts. Well, it's not over yet. We'll see what happens by the end of this. <laughs> the nice young baby. Yeah. You've got that fanfic to do. And the person who's doing this podcast because we accidentally Skyped the wrong person the first episode we were recording is... Is it me? <laughs> I don't know. Who was it? Never Ryan Alexander Tanner. I remember, actually, I was having memories of when we first ever were getting ready to do this, Carol and I weren't sure we were like not sure about david but it was just because the first time we had a meeting your sound wasn't working <laughs> and so we were like and like we just had technical difficulties and we didn't hear you say anything and we're like mm, i don't know if it's gonna work out with this guy i said that david was a perfect full-grown baby boy no you didn't and the person who did this podcast because they wanted all of the sex is Austin Gordon. You're so greedy. Why do you want all the sex? Can't you share a little? Leave some for us. Come on. Yeah. I learned from the best. Zach <laughs> Morris. Sorry, baby. We can't do it tonight. Austin gets all the sex. <laughs> he did it so hard that there's nothing left for anybody. Nobody baby. else can have it. He just has all of it. Today, it's over. We reviewed Saved by the Bell, The College Years, Miss Bliss, a weird behind-the-scenes knockoff. Naked Jesse, fakes naked Screech, and so much more. But all good things must come to an end. And on an unrelated note, this podcast has to come to an end, too. Cool, it's been fun, guys. Yep. (laughs) Follow me on Twitter, at Austin Gorton. Who cares about your Twitter anymore? (laughs) Uh, I guess we could start off by focusing on Saved by the Bell. So what are you guys going to remember about... Saved by the Bell, now that we're done with um, it. Um, yellow shirt, Asian lady, dancer. Oh, yeah, during, was that during the earthquake? Yeah, that was when the earthquake shook the baby out of Mrs. Belding's yeah. vagina. Yeah. I will say that, uh, 
I love this show now for all of the alt narratives that we have built into it. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. That's the only thing that kept me from blowing my brains out all over this pod- microphone. Yeah. You guys, well, I'm going to smoke a big old joint while we do this in yeah, celebration. Yeah, let's do that. Here's to, <laughs> to two and a half years I'll never get back. Yeah. <laughs> never. I was thinking, when I was thinking back on Saved by the Bell, I was like, well... Miss Bliss was worse than I thought. That whole mm-hmm. season was worse than I even remember. And the college years were worse than I remember. And then I realized the entire show was actually worse than I actually remembered it for. I mean, even the regular Saved by the Bell. I mean, it was fun. But watching it back to back, you realize it's not a good show. And the actress Miss Bliss was really mean to you, David. I was surprised. Well, that's a whole different issue. I should write a <laughs> rap for against Haley Mills. Huh? <laughs> I love that. It's time for David's return to the rap field, for sure. Yeah, exactly. She might pull me out of retirement. We needed more rapping. You know, Austin and Ryan, if you ever want to come back in to rap. I spent a good two hours trying to make it happen. And I just was like, I'm going to leave it up to the experts. Like, yeah, I know I know my strengths and I know my weaknesses. And there's just really no point in trying to uh, to cross that bridge. I wrote some verses and shit. Um, yeah, I feel like, I guess I ended up liking season one more than I did when I watched this as a kid. Because I feel like the first season of Saved by the Bell is probably the show at its most pure and least ridiculous, which is mm. not to say it isn't still ridiculous, but it's closest to being kind of like a normal TV show before it just becomes like a wacky cartoon. But then, of course, I like all the wacky cartoon shit. But yeah. that's that's more for our for our alt narratives than for its actual quality. But yeah, I I definitely felt like Good Morning Miss Bliss was worse than I remembered it. Hmm. But I think in the end, I liked the college years more than I did as a kid. <laughs> My read on the show hasn't really changed at all because I mean I have I I wrote that out like my thoughts on it and they're the same. Like I think it's the best worst show. Yeah, pretty much ever. I mean, probably it's just the age I am and stuff and when I saw it and how I saw it. And that it's basically like an Archie Comics show, which is part of the appeal to me. It's basically the live-action Archie Comics show. And then, um, just, I guess we just got a deeper read on it than I ever. (laughs) Like, it's not any different. Like, I've seen it. I'd seen every episode, like, 50 times, and now I've seen them all, like, 51 times, you know? <laughs> so, but uh, we did, and we got a lot of trivia in, and, uh, no, I do like the, the things we read into it were fun. But it hasn't really changed my perception, and I feel the same, like, the Malibu Sands suck, I always hated the Miss Bliss and thought they were boring, and I still do. I have more of a sense of the order of the show, I guess, than I did before, which makes it even more fucked up because it's an incorrect order. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, like, like our sense of it, which is mangled. Like the episode guide sense. Just right. the lack of continuity. Like I never had realized that Zach and Kelly's relationship was yeah, so was short. So, so short. Yeah. I everything... always thought it was like the linchpin of the series. Yeah. Every, like the order in your head makes much more sense than when you just watch it all out. Well, and just how, like, thoroughly bad the show is. Like, just the the inconsistencies, mm-hmm. how they set up things for themselves that they can't follow. I guess, like, when you see it all syndicated, you you figure you've seen every episode, so you're like, oh, I, I guess that they never followed up on Zach and Lisa starting to go out. 
But yeah. like this really proved it beyond all doubt. Or, I mean, that they, one I knew, but there's they just things... never even tried to mm-hmm. put this all yeah. in any kind of order. Yeah, for me, the rewatch of this, like, so I had foggier memories of this as a kid. I think I watched it the least. Well, we should talk about this out of everybody. Well, you know here. what's funny is we used to talk about that a lot in the early ones, and I think it got the show got so cemented in your brain <laughs> that you forgot that you didn't even know it that well. Well, I learned it. I yeah. learned it from taint to pate. I walked through every <laughs> step of this dang motherfucker. Damn, Carol. Yeah. And, you know, it has, in one hand, it has, like, way more or less charm than, more less charm <laughs> than I remember, uh, because I know that Zach Morris is the patriarchy, and I hate him so much. Yeah. But then the other hand, like, I was thrilled by the squiggly shapes and the wizard <laughs> and the, <laughs> the obstacle courses. Oh, yeah. And, like... Of course, I like the college years the best when everybody was really horny and it got yeah. 90s. And you got a sexy vending machine lady. Right? She's unforgettable. She's a star. I would watch four <laughs> more seasons of the college years. I no think, problem. I think if there's one <laughs> big effect. a monkey. <laughs> I think there's one big effect this process of this podcast has had in changing is that your enthusiasm for the college years is i think rubbed off on me i like the college years better for having talked to yeah. you about it oh yeah. it's definitely rubbed off on me austin do you still ever squaw it's a squaw oh yeah I, totally i think austin squaston i think if it had been just us three guys on the show and i don't think we ever would have been said anything positive about the college years you know other than like kelly's pretty hot yeah, probably. Except sexy vending machine lady. Yeah, I, I mean, come on. She, she transcends boundaries. <laughs> Should we get a shirt that says, do you even subscribe, bro? <laughs> <laughs> or a shirt that just says sexy vending machine lady. Yeah, oh yeah. That... No picture or anything, just the text that says it. This should be our cover band where yeah. we <laughs> sing, I don't know, more say by the bell well, shit. You know how it's like yeah. a thing now, the Kelly Kapowski and suspenders shirt? Like, uh-huh. I saw a kid at the school wearing oh, it. Her oh, shirt, yeah. the shirt is Kelly. The shirt is a picture of Kelly with, like, right, it's like a right. tube top and suspenders yeah. on. It's like a sexy 16-year-old Kelly Kapowski picture. <laughs> we should replace that with, we should make a shirt of the vending machine lady. Uh, oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like a really bad screen grab with pixels. Or that, like, that same kind of an image of Mike in his workout shirt when he uh-huh. had, oh, like, my God, the sweaty Mike. boobs. Oh, man. oh, my God. Big Mike was <laughs> so Mike. big. <laughs> no, my big, uh, the big recontextualization of this for me was the Zach Kelly relationship. Uh-huh. And how, like, until we had started doing this show, I would have said, like, oh, yeah, Zach and Kelly, like, they're one of, like, the great TV romances, like. That's you watch the show and you want them to end up together and in the end they do and it's a satisfying conclusion and that's how it should be because they're one of TV's great couples. <laughs> and, and then we watched this and part of it was, you know, you guys' perspectives and part of it was just having, just being more aware myself of, I guess, the patriarchy and of how some of this stuff comes across that I didn't pick up on as a kid. And then when I would watch him in like reruns, I just wasn't paying as close attention to it. And you just realize that Zach is a sociopath. Right. And he completely ruins Kelly's life. And that them getting married is, they're presenting it as like a triumphant conclusion, but it's like a sad tragedy because this 
you know, this, this young woman with potential who's smoking hot and could get anyone and wants to be a doctor just settles for this manipulative sex crime committing sociopath. Right. Well, she doesn't even settle for him. She's like yeah. conned into it. Basically. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. It isn't even like a weary resignation. It's she's like tricked into thinking this is a good thing for her she, and it's not. Remember? He jumped out of an airplane so she'd get engaged <laughs> to him. That's what happened. It's... And and even if you take out some of the more, for lack of a better term, subtler misogyny that's going on with Zach and Kelly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm saying like... Sure, yeah, no, they're watch, I know what you mean. I know. Yeah. Like what you realize is even just watching it on the most uh, superficial layer, he's an ass to her all the time. All the time. <laughs> and the only time he isn't an ass to her is to make up for when he's been an ass to her, you know? Right. Yeah, it's pretty much like finding out as a grown adult that your parents, like your dad was an abusive narcissist and your mm-hmm. mother was an enabler. It's mm-hmm. like you yeah. get that kind of hindsight now that we're adults and we like try to be around good people besides doing this podcast we try to surround ourselves with Aww. good people <laughs> shut up carol <laughs> girls can't talk yeah i feel like once upon a time i would have said that saved by the bell was ultimately a triumphant love story oh my god but now i'm like no it's the story of a villain winning it all yeah it's yeah true. the villain wins at the end the other another thing from watching the whole series that uh struck me that I hadn't really thought about I think before is that Kelly is like there's not a lot of consistency to her she's not like a super established personality like she's kind of bubbly and nice and stuff but like sometimes she's really smart and sometimes she's really dumb yeah and like mm-hmm. sometimes she's like a foil for Zach like that's when it's the best I think is when he's trying to pull some shit and she like figures it out which only happens a couple times, though, and a lot of times she just is dumb. And Like, in the wedding, she was just totally dumb the yeah, whole time. she's just hot. She's a hot shell for men's power fantasies. She's really hot. Some love story. <laughs> she is hot. Uh, anyways. Uh, no, what, actually, what kind of got recontextualized for me upon watching it, which might not be for other people, was how much I hate Screech. Oh, oh my god! Well, that time. was reading the book too. That's like true. I liked reading the book, but it was terrible. Yeah, that was like the second layer to it. Like yeah. the first layer is just watching it. And I'm like, <laughs> man, because you know, growing up, I was the nerd in high school, and I'm like, and like you watching it, you know, when you're growing up, and you're like, yeah, Screech is annoying, but I'm probably annoying sometimes too. But then oh, you just god. watch it, and I'm like, God, he's terrible. He doesn't do anything right. He won't take no for an answer. He's like a stalker and just annoying, and you don't know why he's around. And then you add the second layer is now that we've read the book and you just know that Dustin Diamond isn't really a good person, and it just makes Screech unbearable to watch anytime he's on the screen. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good point, David, because I feel like that is a big difference for me. Watching it as a kid... And then carrying that forward, I probably would have identified more with Screech as as the nerd. Mm-hmm. But then you watch it now and you're just like, yeah, I was a nerd, but I wasn't like that. <laughs> At least in terms of like, I don't think I was a stalker. And I don't yeah. think that like, I was that just like dumb when it came to just basic human functionality. Well, and I think that um, if there's one, because this is like... We've all had some nostalgia projects in our lives what? before this one. 
And I think one, a, a larger conclusion I may be reaching is that a thing that stands out about some of those late 80s, early 90s shows, I think more than other eras, shows like ALF and Saved by the Bell and Family Matters and Full House, is that the characters, their behaviors that are played for laughs, if you presented them in real life, are like <laughs> horrifying behavior. Yeah. Like yeah. really upsetting behavior for a person to exhibit and have to watch. That'll be something interesting to watch for in our next show when we're mm-hmm. when we're plucking from from more eras and things like that to see if that kind of because you're right I feel I don't I feel like that it wasn't like a 70s thing like I don't think yeah yeah like the classic 70s sitcoms like Mary Tyler Moore and All in the Family and stuff I don't think Taxi. they yeah I don't feel like they presented that kind of behavior in that same way. These really invasive personalities, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I have a sitcom, we're going to be visiting that plays with that trope, and the people are even more terrible really? than you're imagining. <laughs> yes, we'll get there. But, yeah, but it's almost, as I'm thinking about it now, like, in the same vein as, like, the misogyny or patriarchy of saying, like, if you're nice to a woman, she should just date you because you're a good guy. And in the same way, it's like these characters that are just so annoying and awful and do all these terrible things, well, you should still have them around, be friends with them, be nice to them, because in the end, their intentions were good or they're, you know, they have pure hearts or whatever you want to say. And I'm like, no, if somebody's annoying and is not getting any better, eventually it's okay just to be like, I don't want to be your friend. You're not fun to be around, you know. I have right. no obligation to you to hang out with you if every time I'm around you end up burning down my house. Well, know? it's kind of funny, too. It makes you think about it in general, like, Saved by the Bell is, like, about this group of teenagers that, like, they never, like, really grow apart or change in any way throughout their whole time. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. Well, <laughs> some of them change so much they disappear and are replaced with other people. Yeah. But then they change yeah. back. The there part. are certain like uh waiter wizards that transcend <laughs> oh a different plane. Like they change so much. They've entered a higher realm of being. Yeah. James too. I want to talk about James. Oh <laughs> my god, why couldn't James have been hanging around scoring tail in college with Lasky? Mm-hmm. Hey, I have a question for you guys. Yeah. yeah. It's like, think about this. How many of these did we do? Like a hundred and fifty or Seven million three three five and nine. Uh well this this will be our hundred and thirty third episode. Oh shit! My guess is twenty five. I was super mm-hmm. close. <laughs> um, uh, so just think about that. Like, do you think we form some sort of weird hive mind about Saved by the Bell? It seems like well, we're all sort of we do in have agreement a, about the show and all these weird we, ways. Yeah, we do have a bond. We all represent like a different mm-hmm. faction of a Saved by the Bell experience that we yeah. did share together, and we like share that so much that I'm like level ninety nine now at fucking Saved <laughs> yeah, by the Bell, totally. while I hate it, and like yeah. certainly I know so much more about it than most of my peers, save you three. No one, like, yeah. my boyfriend knows shit about it on purpose i know i really know a lot about it now i well, probably I feel yeah. like we really gained a bond when we drank each other's urine yeah that was <laughs> blood day yeah. yeah and remember david that weekend when we came to your house and then we're never going to talk about it ever again what happened 
But do you remember it? I feel like that brought us all really close together. Yeah. That, that moment where we said, this could never get out. Yeah. <laughs> that really, Found that by really secrecy did. for all time. Remember? Austin was frantically washing the blood off his hands, but it wasn't coming off Austin, was it? We weren't going to talk about this. Remember when we went back through time and got ourselves disinvited from Austin's future wedding? Remember when Austin didn't invite us to his wedding? I know. I know. That hurts me so deep. Because of what we did. I was offended at the time that he didn't invite you. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny though. It's like these... We met these guys on the internet. We talked to them for 130 episodes. <laughs> That's over That's like 300 hours, probably. Right? We spent over 300 hours with just some guys from the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Although we've all met face to face now. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Except we haven't had a full on four way. It's always been a try. Yeah, I know. Add. That's true. Sometimes it's been one on one also. That's true, too. As if, as if David and Austin were played by the same actor who goes and switches makeup <laughs> on stage. I've never seen them together. Exactly. Uh, I don't know what you're talking That's about. Really we are clearly different people. That's crazy. I never even thought about that. It's we're, like you don't even notice it. And then once you realize it, you're like, oh my God. Right, you know? right. Smoke bomb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing, I'll say something positive about Saved by the Bell, which was, and and Saved by the Bell reviewed is especially doing this podcast. I gained a much greater appreciation for the background characters. Yes. Oh yeah, like I mean, obviously I knew of the nerds and <laughs> the jocks, I guess, and everyone else. But Ryan especially, and I guess everyone else helped me point out certain better characters, like yeah, dancing for- uh, Asian lady. Yeah, <laughs> I wrote a uh, thing about it before we start doing this so i had like mentally cataloged the background <laughs> characters myself yeah. but i feel like you just watch it so much and i remember too when i would watch it a lot uh it was on was it tbs late at, it was on from like yeah. four to five in the morning and i would watch it and i was like stoned a lot when i would watch it and you just like stare at start staring at the people in the background and then it's so fruitful and you start being like, oh, shit, these twins are in this all the time. And, like, you just start, like, noticing that stuff. Well, and for me, like, it's the background extras and just the supporting characters. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. like, it's everything. What I what I really genuinely enjoy now is more the stuff that's happening on the fringes around the mm-hmm. Golden Six than anything that's actually involving the Golden Six. Yeah, it's like the story in the background is more compelling. And some of that is just like, it's a lot easier to to like accept some of the wacky cartoonishness when it's coming from a non-main one or two off character than when you're asked to buy that coming from like the characters that are in the show week in and week out. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I liked watching the background characters come and go. And it was interesting who would survive and for how many episodes <laughs> and how close you could get to a plot line, but not too close. Mm-hmm. And then like now that we even have gone one more step inside the veil to read Dustin Diamond's biography, mm-hmm. we know like he was finger banging a lot of those people too. Mm-hmm. And Allegedly. that's probably, probably I mean, maybe just smelling like the crack of their door. <laughs> yeah. That definitely happened. Like, <laughs> Do you think that Dustin Diamond would like sexually harass extras oh, and they'd be no. like, no, Dustin Diamond, no. And then he'd like make them feel bad for him. Yeah, and then Mr. <laughs> Belding would do the same damn thing. Yeah. A couple yeah, of gross outs. 
Yeah, and <laughs> with the background characters, also one thing I realized is, I mean, I, going into it, I knew how much Bayside centered around the Golden Six. We, I never realized how many episodes would just feature the Golden Six doing stuff and just extras watching them the entire time. <laughs> yeah. like, like classes dedicated to them doing things while people in the desk just sat behind and was like, yeah. we're just going to watch these uh, six important kids do stuff. It's not just that we're not watching the adventures of the other kids. It's yeah. that the other kids, within the context of the show, have no other adventures and <laughs> exist solely to also watch the main six characters. Yes. Which is kind of too much like us. Uh, they were our audience uh, surrogate, right? Wow, we're, we're through the, the looking guys. glass here, people. Right? I know. I also never realized what a non-factor Lisa was until I this watched through. Yeah, yeah. it's disappointing how, what a total lack of anything she ever gets. Mm-hmm. Like she gets her, her token grab bag of one-off characteristics and then a creepy yes. on-again, off-again stalker, be, stocky to screech. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Like they just, she is yeah. criminally underused through all throughout yeah. the show. That's she does the... a good job, like Lark Voorhees, I think. Well, that's why I say she's underused, because it seems like she actually could have done a lot more if they'd mm-hmm. given it to her. Well, yeah. it's surprising that she didn't do more stuff. I mean, I guess she went crazy. I don't know how fast that happened, but... um, Yeah. Yeah. It's too bad about Lark Voorhees, though. That's sad. Yeah, and as Austin said, it's like superficially when I was just thinking back, it's like I can name characteristics about Lisa. She likes to shop, she's rich, she gets chased by Screech. But then you realize other characters actually have plots that involve them and she just never Mm -hmm. really does. One time Lisa had a credit card and she had had money and and a dad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like one time she wanted to date a guy so she changed her whole personality. One yeah. time she told Jesse to stop talking about her slave ancestors. That was amazing. <laughs> I forgot about that when I was going back through. That's one of the most like, oh my god, <laughs> things that happens on the show. I know. When they do race stuff, it's it's pretty bad. Yeah, well And that's coming from me. Yeah. I mean, because that could be a really interesting premise for an episode of a show. But not if it was this handled show. in a smart way, or yeah. if it had something interesting to say about it. Yeah, that shit's out of control. Oh, yeah. I can't believe it. David, do a shot. <laughs> yeah, do some drink some booze, David. <laughs> I'm already drinking beer. I know, boring. Okay, <laughs> boring. You guys a question? Yeah. Yes. Because um, my thing too, I'd say by the bells. I just would always watch it if it was on. I would just watch. Like I could mm-hmm. not watch it. Is like compelling to me. And uh, I think that I will still watch it. Would you guys still watch it just if it was on? It'd be interesting to watch it without the notepad, you know, and just <laughs> yeah. like, sit there and scratch my nuts and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting, Daryl. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I would. I will say that. Thus far, there's been a handful of occasions where I've been flipping through the channels just to flip through channels and would have had the opportunity to stop on an episode of Saved by the Bell, and I chose not to. Hmm. But that could have also just been because we were like in the midst of 
our overview of the series and I didn't know if it would you know if it was an episode we hadn't watched yet and I didn't want to taint that or if it was one we had already yeah. watched but you know we're st- it's still incomplete so I'm not sure going forward if I'll be more compelled to do it to watch it or not but I definitely think that if I was to watch it I'd be watching it for the edges more so than the main focus and I would just be remembering like I'd be watching it to fondly remember our show discussing <laughs> that show of being like, oh yeah, this is the episode where Carol talked about all the poops Mr. Belding <laughs> took in the toilet. <laughs> this is one of those episodes. Right, yeah. right, yeah. The thing is about that, because we sure talked about that a lot, but the thing about that is that he really did take a big shit in the stall <laughs> in an early episode. And that's why yeah, we I talked forget about what episode that was, but it's a definite flush and he comes out, right? Yeah, was... I know. Bambi? Are you there, Bambi? Yeah, I think she ran back into the forest with Thumper. <laughs> Who is that? Hey, it's Slater, Mr. Belding. <laughs> What have you done with Bambi? Tell me another way to read that, you guys. It was the one where Zach was Screech's pretend love interest. And he would talk to oh, Screech yeah. on the phone yeah. and pretend his name was Bambi. And then he showed up as Bambi. Yes. And he looked like young baby boy slash lady hot. Like they used to do in old Shakespeare. What an amazing premise. Well, the best, the best part up. about all of our alt narratives that we came up with is that for the most part, they have some kernel of truth to them. A kernel in the stool of Mr. Belding that he flushes. (laughs) Yeah, and that's why they work, and that's why they will echo through the ages. It's like there's a scene that starts off with A.C. Slater coming into the bathroom and then immediately washing his hands. What else are we to assume except that he was finger-banging a woman and then used the juices to curl his hair, right? It only makes logical sense. I'm only being reasonable, you guys. (laughs) That's the only possible... It's right there, you guys. It's right there in the subtext. (laughs) That's the thing, too. We're like, I really appreciate the rich subtext we created for the show. All we ever did was like, anytime someone did anything, we were like, he was taking a shit. Like, they were fucking her finger bang. That's it. That's all we ever thought of. We also found a lot of murders. That's yeah, true. We, fu- we found murders and we found a giant Spider-Man, too. I yeah. know! Not to be that confused with Spider-Man, but... Oh, holy shit. Elliot Weber, rest in peace. Oh, my God. Incredible. We knew who was horny. We knew who was a murderer. We yeah. knew who pooped. We knew everything. We knew who was a giant spider. We knew... I still think we need to do some sort of webcomic series re re showing the entire series from Elliot Weber's perspective. <laughs> like Ender's game and then Bean's game. <laughs> Eight spider octagon screen eyes. Oh my god. Oh my goodness. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's been fun, you guys. You sure learned a lot. <laughs> uh should I do a shot or should we move on? Do shot, a shot, 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 and shot. We'll shot. What um what is the brownest liquor that you have? Yeah, yeah don't make him do brown liquors. He can, he doesn't handle brown liquors well. Austin, pick him a good color. Um, I'm gonna put my socks on because it's cold. I'm gonna go get a shot too. <laughs> right. Dude, take a shot of that raspberry liqueur again. Oh, more raspberry? 
Yeah. That's even browner than most of the browns. I can do some browns liquor, Austin. Don't make me sound like a wuss. I know, but you you have you have problems with like bourbons and bourbons is the most. Well, I mean, some stuff like scotch you just don't shoot, right? Well, yeah, that's that is true. I'm back. What did you get a shot of, Carolyn? I got gin. Woo! And it's less a shot than I'm just gonna sip it, yeah. but I'll do a big sip when you shoot. Well, I just got the raspberry liqueur. It's not very strong, but you guys can I, do I something figured, worse later. I figured it was a good start for you. That's a good start. That sounds friendlier than brown liquor. Colonel Quickie Mart's Sweet Kentucky Bourbon. Brownest <laughs> of the brown liquors. I mean, I certainly have bourbon, but I'm not... That's the one thing I'm gonna... Up chuck all over your laptop? Yeah, me and bourbon don't get along. Uh-huh. I love it. And it's bourbon. sad, because everyone loves bourbon, and it's like the fashionable thing to be drinking, and... I guess I just can't be fashionable. What's What's next, David? Uh, me taking a shot, are you ready? Alright, yeah, shoot, take a shot. Shoot, 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 shoot. shoot. Prost. What did he say? Prost? Prost. Yay. Prost. <laughs> yeah. the, what like, does prost mean, Austin? Uh, it's just a, like, cheers, basically. All right. There you go. There's your German for the day. Prost. All right. So, Austin. Yo. What was your favorite, we'll go, moment of the entire series? My favorite moment of the entire series. Or moments. I'll be easy on you. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, I got a, I got a whole shit ton of moments. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, we talked about Zach dressing up like Bambi. The yeah. the moment where Slater like eyes are up. Oh, yeah, and then realizes boob. it's Zach, and then is more into it because it's <laughs> Zach and drag. Oh yeah, when they were gonna do it. It was definitely. Uh, I'm attracted to this being. Who he thought it was a woman, so he's I'm attracted to this woman, but I'm not quite sure why I'm so attracted to it. And then realized it was Zach, and then understood why he was so attracted. He's like, oh, this is like the best of both worlds. Um, I loved the uh, the super erotic buddy bands video that <laughs> and Jesse. Was it erotic? Oh God, so good. <laughs> buddy bands. Hey, um, they work. I was never good at making friends. Never could get a date for the dance. And I tried everything. I tried everything I could think of. And then I discovered Buddy Bands. And now, for only $3.95, my dance card is full. Buddy bands. Buddy bands. Buddy bands. Hey, they work. <laughs> Are you always going to remember that? I've already forgotten. Man. I don't know. Yeah. Um, all the times that Max pulled some sort of foul out of some other thing. <laughs> <laughs> and it always seemed to be a foul of some kind. Um, the time that Kelly's dad guilted a loan of her prom money out of her. <laughs> You like that, you monster? 
Are you, are you like taking notes on being a father there, Austin? Like, Look, all I did was I noted, you know, in a pinch, kids can make for good sources of income. You guys, uh-huh. he grifted her. I know. <laughs> so daughter. I like how much grifting there was in the series. Yeah. There was I, I mainly just love that moment because it just set up the unending well of Kelly is poor jokes for us. Yeah. <laughs> She's so poor. Does he ever get another job, or is he just jobless the entire time? He never gets another job, David. (laughs) He's a shiftless layabout. This is is a legitimate, and this is like a rare, decent moment for Zach. Um, The Zach and Kelly prom. When when they have the little prom outside, like that's a legitimately the dumpster spaghetti prom. Yeah, and like Zach's not a dick about it, and he actually does something nice for Kelly. Yeah, no, that was a sweet moment. Um, the hot Sunday video. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, I was waiting for that one. <laughs> um, that time Laura Hudson was on our show and bet with Ryan, and then welched on it. And uh, Jesse, of all people, the feminist mm-hmm. of the show, yeah, says, "Why?" No, it was Kelly. No, it was Jesse. It was totally Kelly. No, I will bet you a thousand dollars. I'll bet you five bucks. A five bucks on this. They yeah. shook, guys. Uh, they shook. It's it's, they, it's, it's it totally happened. One of them, Jesse, says, <laughs> "Why is Mrs. Belding eating raw fish?" So how and did you feel when Kelly said that? I. <laughs> I had no feelings because okay. that I reject your premise. All right. um, but then Mr. Belding says that's not my wife. That's Shamu. Yeah, which was a really Shamu was a really popular reference at the time. I got it queued up right now. Yeah, I can't wait for this five dollars. Oh, this is Mrs. B at SeaWorld. Why is she eating raw fish? <laughs> that is not Mrs. B. That's Shamu. The whale. Okay, it was Kelly. Five bucks. All right, so just for the record, we checked. Laura owes me five dollars. It's true. It's true. The important thing is that I took a stand. The important thing is that (laughs) the important thing is that I have five dollars now. Well, we we all we all have different values. That means, you guys, that I'm now worth seven (laughs) dollars. So I blame um, Jeff for this. I, I think you're I think you're right to do that, Laura. Blame Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I never got that five dollars. That was the one where Jeff made a hair baby. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh wait, yeah. no, that was Steve. She was the one that said fucking Jeff. Yeah. That definitely got links. Mm-hmm. I think. Yep. It was in the yep. Jeff period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The two episodes. Gary's love of roles. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, the time Herbert Hodis won a date in the date auction for like 15 cents. Yeah, but then that ended in tragedy, though. You can't just pick and choose. Hold, to be continued on my least favorite moments. <laughs> that is what I love about us watching this show too much, is how we really followed that background extra narrative in that episode. That's what it's all about to me. When uh, Jessie tried to drown her stepmom in the pool. That was cool. Yeah. Uh, when Ryan's niece was on our show, pretty much yeah. that whole episode was pretty fantastic. Aww. Uh, but but particularly her description of of all of the families <laughs> of many races coming together. You know what's even worse? Italian stereotypes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's my favorite one. <laughs> wait, ta- wait, Layla, set it up for us. So just a family. Uh huh. Yeah. Of all different races. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and there's like a mom who sucks at cooking. Uh-huh. The um 
tomato sauce. So some random guy just comes up to them and offers them some tomato <laughs> sauce. No, I would be. I would call the cops. <laughs> They're like right. trying to feed you some random tomato sauce. Yeah. And you don't know what's in it. <laughs> Take it anyways and eat it. Your fear of speech is valid. <laughs> You seem to be, like, mixing the podcast moments with uh, actual Saved by the Bell moments. Well, the outline that I was given didn't break out (laughs) podcast moments. It's true. I was wondering that myself. Well, maybe it's changed in the last 30 minutes before the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Just like the fanfic. Um, Well, I don't think I have any other podcast moments, so you're okay there. Um, Tori's twin lines of... The teen line will remain open. We raise enough money to keep the teen line open. Yeah. <laughs> and we limbo. You pick the event. Okay. We limbo. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those are great. Uh, the time that they dressed up that chimp and took old-timey photos for no apparent reason. <laughs> Yeah, so weird. Professor Monkey is one of my moments, too. Yeah. And yeah. really, just about any time that there was, like, overly elaborate costumes and wigs deployed. Yeah. Oh, I love those wigs. I love seeing the wigs change through the... will stay the same through the season. Yeah. Or my... yeah, spot and wigs. Yeah, I got that really into the wigs. Yeah. My all-time single favorite moment, the moment that probably defines Saved by the Bell for me now. Hmm. Yeah. Finger guns. Yeah. Yeah. I knew that whoever went first was going to get the finger guns. Finger guns. <laughs> that was the biggest deal. <laughs> that was like so. Su- Belding was such a pedophile. Well, he was at least. He was at the very least. He was in what? the in the How most. How can you soft play this? Possibly. <laughs> In the most innocent of view of what happened. In like the Michael Jackson, I was just sleeping with them and giving them wine. Yes, Your in Honor. that way. Um, uh, even by those standards, he's an emotionally needy principal who is, yeah. he's clinging to them for companionship, like, and he won't let them go. And he's their principal. I don't know. That shit's yeah. amazing to me. Well, it's certainly like uh, another thing, like when you look back on it. Going into it, I knew that Mr. Belding probably liked the Golden Six more than he should have, as in he favored them more than the other students, and that was probably just bad principal practices. But then when you're watching it, how it's like he wants to be their friend and hang out with them, yeah. you're like, you, you, that's just not right, you know? <laughs> well, it's like he wants them to like him. Like, to this intense degree. I think that was the thing I noticed the most actually watching it this time. It's, like, how much he, like, wants their approval and their friendship. Yeah. Yeah. The Finger Guns is one of those things that, like, even when I watched it as a kid, it struck me as just being wildly inappropriate. Like, I'm, like... Oh, that's good. You had those instincts. Yeah, no, I didn't. And and it was... And I... (laughs) I appreciate the compliment, but I'm going to undercut it a bit okay, here. Okay, go right ahead. Because it wasn't even so much that I was thinking of it in terms of like, that's not right for a grown man to be in a child's bedroom. But it was like wrong to me just in terms of like, that doesn't make any sense. No principal yeah. would go hang out in a student's room. Yeah. But then as an adult and watching it with you guys, you get that whole other context to it of like, what did Zach's parents think? 
when Mr. Belding just came walking through the front door and up the stairs into their son's bedroom. Like, there's a whole another layer to it that mm-hmm. I never even considered. He was just brown with him. Where was he? He was sleeping in the school, too, that episode. That's Yeah. I think he was, like, taking showers in there and stuff. He was, And yeah. shits. He was shitting. Well, he'll shit there. Shitting right in the shower. No matter what. No going matter on. what, yeah. Did you guys ever, <laughs> you two guys, did you ever watch the show together while we were doing this? Uh, clothed. <laughs> How naked were you? When you watched the show together? All of the naked. Uh, I feel like we had to. Yeah, I feel like we had to have at least once or twice. Yeah. At least like in the early days when we were recording in the same place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think me and Carol only ever did like in emergency situations. Right? Yeah, 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 we certainly didn't do it very often. Yeah. Because you have to take notes, and it's just hard when... Because sometimes I even pause, so... Yeah, yeah, totally. And you have to deliberately not talk about it. If right. You, I remember yeah. If you have a person right there, together, yeah. where it's hard to save it. I think, mm-hmm. yeah, we did, it, we did it a couple times, non-emergency, just because, like, we were spending the day together watching mm-hmm. Drag Race, usually. Oh, yeah, we doubled so. up and stuff. Or I think, like, we watched the Lifetime movie together, because we were just like, all right, we gotta... Yeah. I think we watched, maybe... Austin skipped out on the Lifetime movie. Did he? Sort of. No, not the podcast, but he didn't Austin's watch been in every one, right? Isn't yes. it Austin and Carol did every yes. episode? Attendance award! Yeah. Yay! <laughs> no, I'm saying I had a mini Saved by the Bell uh, party... For the uh, Lifetime movie, and Austin did not want to go. You had uh-huh. a part. Who else would go? If just not... another couple. <laughs> it just ended up me, Lauren, You don't and have other couple. friends. Uh, no. You're not allowed to. Yeah, what the fuck, David? Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, what the, what the fuck, Austin, on that one? Oh, yeah, why, why aren't you coming over to watch? Why I made uh, I made food. I uh-huh. had a, I had a separate better viewing party with more people. Oh, <laughs> 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 Karen, what is your favorite moments from this entire um, thing? That a lot of them been said. <clears throat> what are the others? Um, 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 I liked when Zach was a old lady at the folding chair theater. Oh, oh yeah, and then he it's ran incredible. away, and biffed it, and ate it really hard. Yes. <laughs> it was like because he, he, he couldn't run in heels, you know. <laughs> and then his old titties threw him off balance. That was great. And you know it was not intentional, yeah. like yeah, no, totally. Mark Paul Gossler, and then he just they didn't tried to... write in to fall. He just <laughs> fucking fell, and they kept the take. <laughs> That's the Saved by the Bell motto: keep the take. <laughs> one I... take, Saved by the Bell. They didn't right. even have like a feeling one way or another about it happening. They're just like, "That's yeah. the take. Let's go." <laughs> one take, one draft. It's in the can. Um, I also like that. Similarly, off screen when Mark Paul Gosler injured himself on Circus with the Stars. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. I just like that there used to be Circus with the Stars. <laughs> yeah. Let's watch all of those. I know. Weird Al really impressed me on that, like, get on a little stand and, like, flip around and there's fire thing. Weird Al did that? Yeah. No way. It, it's impressive. I'll show wow, you. Shit. I'll link it. It's amazing. Uh, I also, I have... Mike's body. I like the moments when he inhabited space with it. And that one time when he burnt pizza rolls because he was fucking too hard. Well, good Mike. That's one of those alt narratives that just has complete text to it, right? Right, like, right. We're this barely is all stretching. You guys, I'm deadly serious about literally everything I've ever said. <laughs> I don't know why you're acting like it's a joke. What about when Mike sweat a jack o' lantern? Do you remember that? <laughs> 
sweat jack o lantern. I don't remember that, don't but it's out. Yeah. When he was cool. exercising, and so then he ended up sweating, and then his basically like two oh, eyes yeah. where his nipples are, and then like a smile yeah. around his stomach. And yeah, like, his sweat jack o lantern. That's, that's nice. the picture of Mike that we need to put on t shirts, screen printed, like the Kelly one. <laughs> He's so he's so big. Uh, <laughs> I like Professor Monkey. I like that. We mentioned that. Monkey. Right? Yeah. I like when Jesse Spano fucked Maud Deeb like a dead fish <laughs> in a hot tub. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was good. Trey McDougal. So yes. Um and I like the one hit that Horshack got in on Screech's oh, face. Oh man. Mm-hmm. That was your favorite part oh. of the and when Sherman ate out Miss Bliss's ass and then danced really good. I don't know, you stole one of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. That's that's all I liked. <laughs> the only time and like a, a lot of Austin's too, for sure. Ryan? Uh, thanks for letting me go before you, David. <laughs> Are you going to like flip the order for the next one? Because you're going to get the shaft if you always go last. David likes the shaft. <laughs> I was in a panic when I was trying to write this stuff down, so okay. I didn't remember everything. Um, okay. Let me see what I have that hasn't been used. When Slater was like, hey, he's going to the dance with me. Oh, in the subliminal <laughs> language episode. Kelly. I'm like glad to see you. Hey, keep them away. All right, just back off. Back off. He's going to the dance with me. When I was when I was scrolling through the episodes on IMDb, I was I stopped at that episode and I'm like, God, there was something from this episode. Yeah, that was the Corey Beers episode. It was the Corey Beers episode, but that's what it was. It was the he's going to the dance with me. That was a thing that I bet, I bet there's a couple things that if people started listening to our show later where they're like, what the fuck is Corey Beard? Because <laughs> we just misheard the name of the musician. Yeah, I think I specifically misheard it. Was it you? I don't remember who it was. And then, yeah, it devolved into a running gag. Making fun of me. Shockingly. No, no, it wasn't making fun of you. Never. It just became our go-to musician <laughs> that they liked on Say By The Bell. Corey Beers. <laughs> what was his name? Bo Ryder? Bo, no. Bo Revere, Revere, maybe? Bo Revere, yeah. yeah. That's the worst name. So I know Corey Beers is way better. Yeah, it's true. It's cool. Um, when there was that uh, Pinkram Fantasy and Kelly was dancing on the giant frying pan. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was a really good moment. That was weird as hell. That was weird. And also, there was a fantasy where she's wearing a pizza for a hat one time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. With Bond. Screech Bond. That's Beauty and the Screech. Uh, is that the one where it's cool to date nerds? Yeah. That's what or, it is, right? Or they're scared that's what's going to happen. Is the... Yeah. They, it's a pink rim nightmare of the guys. That, okay. That, and uh, Kelly has a pizza hat? Mm-hmm. Before they went to the Pinkerton family, they are like, anything Kelly does is going to be the cool thing to do. She could wear a pizza hat on her head and everyone would want to do it. So then they go into the fantasy and then they put the pizza on her head just to, uh, I don't know. It's, it's subtle. Joke. It's really subtle writing. <laughs> There's the one where all the couples are fighting and then the guys do the thing at the max and Slater 
rips his yeah. outfit off and he does a little dance. Yeah. And that's the one where he does the little arm moves, right? Isn't mm-hmm. that oh, yeah. that one? Yep. yep. Yeah. That's, that dance that's, routine. That's the Finger Guns episode. That's breaking up is hard to undo. That's right. That's mm-hmm. that's a great episode. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe that's the thing I didn't realize, but that may be the best episode ever. It might be. It's up there. Is that mm-hmm. the one where Belding is eating, like, steak and green beans at the max? It is the one with the steak and green beans. <laughs> was it all in one episode? Wasn't it steak and omelet or something? Wasn't <laughs> it, like, liver It was and green peas? beans, man. It was green beans. That's what I know for sure. <laughs> um, when, in the fight, when Zack and Slater have a fist fight, uh, mm-hmm. make yep. it. <laughs> Punk. <laughs> that was... Maybe I will, punk. Hey, you started it, man, making me look like a jerk at the max. Well, that's what you are. What did you say? You heard me. Get out of my face. And what if I don't, punk? Then I'll just have to make you, punk. <laughs> that shit is so good. Oh, I just remembered one more. I just you keep going. You my keep next going. one, I think, Carol, you're gonna go. God damn it! I'll share it with you because I, if this isn't, I'm surprised you didn't say this one. <laughs> the Gumby Spaceman. Oh dance. shit! Yeah, yeah, no, I wrote that down. Uh, I didn't say it. <laughs> sad, I should have let you go last, right? <laughs> Does he grab his ass? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. There's he, some hardcore making out going. He on puts there. that whole thick part of the Gumby hand, the t- what would be two fingers, but just like a mitten. He puts that inside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he gets in there. That was a great moment, <laughs> and that neither of them realized it until they took off their yeah. outfits. That was amazing. That was great. Who did? What was that Screech and Slater? Yeah. Yeah. And who did Screech you... think that Slater was? He thought Lisa. it was Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Slater thought Screech was Tori. Uh-huh, and he was going to win a bet. That is a little bit more understandable. Because Slater thought he had to win the bet, and apparently kissing with masks on, like, still counts as kissing, which... <laughs> I mean, I don't know, check with the Nevada Gaming Commission, see if that stands as a, as a acceptable terms of the bet. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was great. And then I only got one more, because the finger guns was my last mm-hmm. and most yes. important one. Was, um... I don't remember the exact phrasing of it the exact words but when zach is like she's responsible for this whole event even though she's handicapped (laughs) (laughs) that may be a least favorite moment for me that was it was just like (laughs) zach's like over earnestness about handicapped people i have something else to say i want another round of applause for the real star of today's game the only one who has to be in a wheelchair all the time melissa donahue come on guys Just, I mean, it's good that they point out that it's sensitive, that it's supposed to be insensitive, but that's, it's still just crazy when he says that. Mm. Whoa. Um, I have one more. It's in the hall monitor called Zach a creep. Now you can tell me the truth. What do you really think of me? You're a creep. Oh, (laughs) damn. Good call. Did you have that one, Damon? No. Okay, great, great. Now it's your turn. You've pretty much taken all of mine. Like, I like like the Sherman Sherman. dance. Yeah, Yeah. you did, because it was shit hot. (laughs) And I like Sexy Vending Machine Lady, but she'll come up later. (laughs) I like the time that Kelly and Latsky had sex. Yeah, that was hot, They definitely had sex. When they incorporated his hot plate into the lovemaking. Yeah. 
I have no idea what you guys are even talking about. And uh, like the Hot Sunday video, which Austin mentioned, and I... I don't know if I liked... I liked the coining of the frictionalist sex genie. Oh, oh yeah. That was yeah. Good. That was always really good. Uh, the Screech and Slater kiss. That's mm-hmm. a good one. Belding pooping. Always yeah. good. <laughs> as well as Slater and his finger bang. <laughs> I liked when the guys dressed in drag, except when it was Screech. I don't like Screech in drag. <laughs> I do not like him in drag. I do not like him in male clothes. <laughs> in a bag. I would like him in a moat with a goat. <laughs> like him on a sinking boat. <laughs> I liked uh, Slater dancing in study hall. This is study hall, not soul train. What dance was it? That was the uh, ants in your shirt dancing. Oh, yeah, I love using ants to make people do things. Oh, yeah, Carol's racist ants. (laughs) That was the episode that led to Carol getting censored. (laughs) Oh, God. My one last joke. Like, the only time we've ever censored Carol. Obama. (laughs) (laughs) uh i liked uh the slater dance move in the date auction when they get the uh, new cheerleading outfits oh yeah when he puts his he like high fives himself under his leg (laughs) yeah this show is starting to sound good again maybe in like three years i'll watch it uh and uh, i like nerd dancing oh yeah yeah uh just a squat dance Mm-hmm. That's always good. And uh, one of the probably the greatest scene in the history of cinema was that uh, paintball scene at the beginning of the oh, movie. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, David. <laughs> and fuck you, Hulu. I brought that movie up on YouTube. Yeah, they still don't do it. And they still uh, don't do it. I was like, yes, no, I'll see it. And then yeah, I no, I, I tried that before we rec- after we recorded it. it was, I couldn't find it. I should have tried it on YouTube first because we had to like join and quit Hulu Premium just for that fucking <laughs> piece of shit show. Oh, you should have, uh, Carol. You should have just like IM'd me and I could or texted me. I could have given you our login. I oh. guess I'll do that next time for all them whatever shits I watch on Hulu. Yeah. Well, you hey, know? Austin. What else yeah. can we? Do you have HBO yeah. Go? Yeah. We oh, can. yeah. I can hook. I can hook you up with HBO Go. Really? Cool. Yeah. Good gentleman. Wow. So I had I had two other moments that I refrained because I yeah. thought Carol would say them, but she didn't. I probably agree with you. And then nobody else did, so I'll say them now. Mm -hmm. Um, The time that Screech couldn't tell a plastic baby from a real baby. (laughs) (laughs) And the time that Screech almost drowned in a tube. Oh Oh my god, you're right, that is my favorite! (laughs) Then he almost died when the weight was on him, too. (laughs) Oh yeah, he almost died a lot. And I I went back and forth as to whether to make those favorite moments or least favorite moments, because he didn't die. Right, because it was like... Got your hopes up. I guess they also... Yeah, because he almost died in the uh, tire tube thing. Uh, yeah. The tube of tires, yeah. too. Yeah. I guess I also, like, when that guy threw that water at that guy's foot and, like, broke it. <laughs> Just dropped it. Screech <laughs> dropped it. Yeah, Screech threw the water at Gary Tallguy's foot. <laughs> said, out of my way, lady with a baby, and then dropped a uh, <laughs> jug of water or whatever. Out of my And he's still children. That was yeah. Oh, oh yeah, he kidnapped those little kids. Oh, oh yeah. Fucking... Screech was on coke during Malibu fans <laughs> for sure. It was to join the volleyball team that he did that, right? Yeah. Anyway, 
My favorite moment was any time Kelly was in a bathing suit. Uh, oh, boy. Call. Yeah. Yeah. Even though that meant that Dustin Diamond couldn't eat his good craft service. <laughs> <laughs> that was a sacrifice I was willing to make. Because <laughs> of her super fat ass, right? Right, uh, yeah. Like, that's a bad thing. <laughs> I know, man. Uh, Carolyn? Yes. What are your least favorite moments throughout the entire series? Well, there were several. I'll go through the highlights or the lowlights <laughs> as they might be. Uh, when all the times did things to Lisa, all the times that Screech did things to Lisa, culminating and ruining her runway right before college. Oh my god, that was definitely the worst of it. It was so fucked up. Um, then also the weird frog dissecting guy. Oh yeah. In Bliss, when he was, like, hissing at people and trying to kill frogs. <laughs> Mr. Martin. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I hated him. Yeah, he was fucked up. <laughs> um, And the penultimate, the worst, worst, worst moment was when Kelly left her college boat to oh, go tie herself yeah. to Zach. And then I think there were some other things I hated, but I'll pick up the scraps, because they're not good. Mm-hmm. Ryan? Um, I had a little more trouble with this. I because tr- I tried to think about things that I like, genuinely didn't like. Because you loved the show so much, you love it kind so of. much, you want to kiss it. I mean, I feel like like <laughs> no, this is Ms. definitely Bliss my stuff. smallest list of of yeah. all the lists. <laughs> like the Miss Bliss stuff, I you could just say any of it or most of it or whatever. <laughs> but um, I tried to think of stuff I really didn't like. I didn't like the army stuff and the Zach's War one. Professor Hot. Uh, Lieutenant Hot. Okay. Right, <laughs> yeah. right, right. I just didn't like, like, the tone of that one. And then I really didn't like when everyone had a Screech mask because oh. the government <laughs> guy yeah. thought Screech was an alien. That was fucked up. I just don't like it. And he couldn't figure out which one was in a mask. He's like, yeah. oh, I guess I can't arrest anybody. On a show with huge leaps of logic, that was one of its biggest leaps of logic. Mm-hmm. You're just so far down a, a hole at that point when you get to that moment. You what know? do you think happened to all of those masks? What, what Do you think someone like, used them to be in a horror movie like the William Shatter? for Michael Myers. We can only hope. Or like, yeah. just probably all weird sex stuff. Yeah. I would say. Or they're just all in a landfill. Oh, no one's mentioned the robot yet. Oh, Kevin the robot. He was good when he was there. Twice. Yeah, he, he, was... he, he may be appearing on a list at some point here. Okay, great, 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 great. I wish he was in the sex tape. Oh, God, that would have been fucking awesome. <laughs> we should have watched the Johnny Five sex tape. Yeah. I don't have that. <laughs> If he was like, Screech, I don't think you should do this. (laughs) Fuck you, Kevin. (laughs) I think Kevin would be on board, though. I don't think he'd be warning you. Oh, you think so? You think he'd be like... first, no sloppy seconds for Kevin. (laughs) Nah, you're right. That would be Kevin. (laughs) He'd make make Screech let him go first. He'd charm his way to first. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else, Ryan? That's it, man. I didn't, I couldn't, you know, I mean, there's no just problem. a bunch of, like, stuff I don't like. like I think Malibu Sands kind of sucks and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But, like, in terms of moments, that was about what I came up with. See, I feel like we're forgetting stuff, and what we really need to do is have another podcast that just listens to our all our podcasts. Yeah. And then reviews those, you know. That would actually be hellish. We start reviewing <laughs> our podcasts, and then when we're done, we'll yeah. review our reviews. Yeah, exactly. 
I guess I'll do my least favorite. Uh, I didn't like the I'm So Excited by Jesse, just because oh, it's yeah. a very uncomfortable scene to watch. Just on a lot of different layers. Yeah, no, um, that's, that's a good one. Zach being scared he's going to die during knee surgery, never. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was silly. And that's that's the one where Belding has to do the homework for Zach, too. Right? Yeah, because oh, it yeah. cripples him. Like, that makes any sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, he sure. becomes an actual student. That was mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, Zach in his whole wheelchair heroics, that didn't seem right. <laughs> but the Zach does that, does a lot of appropriation. Uh, his, uh, Native American speech was also a bit suspect. And, right, uh, that was bad. Uh, yeah. He's like 164th, is it? Or uh-huh. Anyways, uh, I didn't like the unearned ending to the Miss Bliss season where he had that teacher with Alzheimer's <laughs> pretending he's Lincoln. You didn't like Spooky Lincoln, the crazy yeah. old man who took the kids to the woods? What? He didn't know he wasn't Lincoln. <laughs> that's that's the version I'm going with. When he shows up there, he is fully taken on the persona of Lincoln. Uh, I didn't like the fact that Screech could pick up radio signals with his like fillings, because that makes no sense at all. And, uh, I didn't like when Becky the Duck died. That was probably oh. my favorite moment. That Question for you, David. Yeah. Was Screech picking up radio signals with his filling more or less ridiculous than Screech gaining momentary psychic powers from lightning? Oh. Well, I would have said more or less, but then, Carol, you said you know people who've gained, like, abilities through lightning. Well, I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they're called the X-Men. <laughs> the, I, I watch this documentary sometimes called The Flash. He got struck by lightning, and you know, he made him really fast. Super scared. great for him. <laughs> uh, Austin. Well, my my first one, I I am surprised that you didn't say David. The, yeah, I forgot it. Probably the time yeah. when Screech has an opportunity to be uh, with Kelly. Yeah. Well, no, that comes up later. But yeah, okay. Wait, what? So that's when Beauty and the Screech when they're like dating, and then he's like, "Oh, I guess we're just too different," and they go their oh, separate ways. God damn it! Yeah. yeah. Well, wouldn't it have been worse if Screech got his wiener in there? Wouldn't that like taint her for you? <laughs> well, that was it's that was complicated. Bef- yeah, <laughs> it is complicated, but it's just the principle of like willingly giving up when. Kelly was into you just seems wrong. Yeah. Well, and I think maybe that's when we all decided that we really hated Screech. Right. <laughs> that was like the we point knew. of no return. Uh, the time that Herbert Hodis got ditched by his date from the <laughs> date auction. <laughs> Completely unnecessary. Too, Completely unnecessary. Yeah. How did it happen? What happened was <laughs> he got... He got bought at the date auction. For 15 this, cents. Yeah, and this girl bought him. And, uh, Maris Clement. And everyone was kind of like, aww. And then they either filmed the dance maybe earlier in the day and didn't think about it, uh-huh. or they just didn't care. But when they were blocking the scene of the actual dance, they just had Herbert Hoda sitting by himself on no, the bench. No, it. Yeah, they had like a, cause they had a whole thing with Zach not going with his non-traditionally attractive date. Right. And so then he's sitting on the bench with like the loser nerds and they're like, Oh, that was oh your date ditched episode. you too? That's right. Oh. What happened to your date, Herbie? Huh? She told me she suddenly had to move to Europe. Mine too. What a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's 
said well, I was fully intentional. But wh- well, but I don't think that it was written as a like a follow through that they thought about. <laughs> well, no one gave a shit about Herbert, certainly. Yeah, it's two separate things, and they just they don't really make sense together because they seem really happy. When she bought them, Ryan can't accept that they wrote. No way, dude. They have to betray that scene. Like, they gave us this genuinely sweet moment and then completely undercut it for no reason other than sheer laziness. He yeah. was a good value for 15 cents. Right? Yeah, he really was. Would you have dated Herbert Hodas for 15 cents, Carolyn? Um, I gave him the first night. <laughs> first night's free. Just make him, like, bring in all the water bottles. <laughs> I know, he's gonna break somebody's foot. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, let's see, what baby. else did I have? Um... <laughs> When they went to Hawaii and Screech was a culturally oh, appropriated white savior. And also Zach fell in love with a single mom and professed his undying <laughs> love for her and swore that he would return when he graduated from high school to be with her and help raise her daughter. And she was never mentioned again. Well, she was murdered, just like all the other Zach ladies. I mean, I does he have to murder her since she's overseas? Can't he just ghost drift her? Have to? No. She <laughs> <laughs> does. You're right. Um, the time that Kelly was like, hey, I think maybe I'll be a doctor. And Zach was like, mm. Kelly, you're pretty, but pretty doesn't do doctors. Mm. I think you'd be better off aiming a little lower in your life. And then she became a sleazy cocktail waitress, and he was like, aim higher than that, babe. Let's get married. And then she ruined her life. Yeah. You're saying favorite moments? Because I agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then um, that time that fucking Hulu cut out the beginning to the wedding in Vegas that gets called back in the actual show. <laughs> <laughs> Making a plot point makes zero sense. And uh-huh. there's fairly, there's very few plot points in any part of State of the Bell that makes sense. Right. And now so this is one that would. <laughs> why rob us of one of those few opportunities? <laughs> I know, shit like that, I almost wasn't even going to bother to point it out. I was just like, alright, there's just some weird scene where they're talking about painting a gun. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> I didn't even like make a note of it. I was just like, yeah, whatever, this is some dumb thing. Yeah, I didn't like think much of it. I was just like, well, <laughs> someone didn't care about something. Whose decision along the line was it to cut out that scene but keep the full credits introduction to every episode? Well, yeah, and there's so much filler that they could have gotten rid oh of throughout that movie. It was like, cut out the beginning. Well, it's clearly just <laughs> no, because that was no. the cold open, so it was easy yeah. just to cut that out and then oh, just have yeah. it start with the credits but it was a dumb decision yeah because there was a couple of montages that they could have <laughs> taken out they could have spent less time getting their feet did yeah, in the the, yeah. Uh, again the intro the whole time that whole song about like getting mm. money well i wouldn't want to give that up uh ryan what's your creepiest moment oh good because i only have one and i was really hoping i could get to do Good to go first, because I only have one. Because it came to me like a beacon of light <laughs> when... Uh, yeah, because I mostly wrote a bunch because I just couldn't think of just one. But creepiest moment, I think it's easy, just a single one, is when Jesse's dad was in the hot tub <laughs> with Jesse and his soon-to-be wife, and he puts his arm around him, and he's like, Ah, oh, my girl! <laughs> It's just was not okay, man. It's just, yeah. I'm not even saying anything like, oh, Jesse's dad's going to try to fuck Jesse. I'm not saying anything like that. Just that he has this weirdly young wife 
who's close in age to his daughter, and it feels like it's making that point in an almost fetishistic way yeah. when he's with both of them like that and saying that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shit was creepy. <laughs> Carolyn? I mean, everybody's already mentioned this, and then being their favorite ep- or favorite moment, <laughs> but it is undeniably creepy when Belding crawled in the bed, ordered special breakup boys pizza, and shot finger guns all over that shapey comforter. What was going on, people? That one is very creepy. So paddle, ball, paddle balls in the office by himself. That's mm-hmm. creepy. And do you remember, too, isn't it when he shows up at the house? Screech shows up and he's like, Belding's like on my tail and I tried to shake him. And yeah. He's yeah. been like zigzagging in the streets trying to shake this middle-aged man and he just can't. And when Belding like took Screech to the max and they had their like special... romantic dinner yeah. get away from... I think this was after that. I think he was yeah. with him at the max and Screech was like, fuck dude, I got fucking Belding here. Yeah. And then, uh, that was what came next. And second creepiest would be something that happened with, like, the hobo in the Christmas basement. <laughs> when he washed his balls in the sink? Or yeah. Or you mean, like, <laughs> the time that Zach and his mom took in a homeless father and mother, seemingly out of the goodness of their heart, but then just turned them into, like, captive sex slaves? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, not all right. Stuff. Creepy stuff. Austin? Well, there was the episode where Belding paired everybody off for, like, a marriage project. Oh, yeah, yeah, and they wore, like, husband-wife shirts. Yeah, and then made, like, the rest of the class watch, and that just seemed not appropriate for a school setting. You're right. Mm -hmm. Um, There's, you know, we could do a whole list of of Zach ones, like when he spied on the, when he bugged the girls' slumber party. Right. Or when he manipulated Kelly's prom date to the hoedown prom so that he could be with her. And mm-hmm. she was still like, this seems like a guy I'd like to marry. <laughs> um, or the time that he pretended to be Professor Lasky to bang a student. Oh. <laughs> she was horned up for Lasky, though. Yeah, Jeez. the horned up chancellor's daughter. <laughs> yeah, So horned up. I don't want a victim blame, but she should check some credentials. I know, right? Like a photo ID or something? Wouldn't he have a picture in the back of that book about how African people are superior? <laughs> No, he had that, I'm okay, you're an aborigine. Yeah. That's when we learned that he hated aborigines. And then there was the time that Zach pretended to be Lasky so that he could kiss Kelly and be like, oh, you you meant that. That meant something, didn't it? She's like, yeah, because I thought you were my fucking boyfriend. Where have you been, Jeremiah? That was incredible, Jeremiah. I know. Zach? You were kissing back big time, Kelly. Only because I thought you were him. Oh, come on. Admit it. You know there's still something between us. Yeah, and it better be distance. Um, The time that Kelly was encouraged by a medical doctor to <laughs> give her professor a sponge bath. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that was, that was kind of hot, though. <laughs> Um, that time that Zach's dad wouldn't take no for an answer yeah. from Miss Bliss. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And then I think the crowning, like when you when you say to me, what was like the creepiest thing from Saved by the Bell? The one that comes to mind is Zach having Screech photograph girls underwater so that he could turn them into a calendar he sells for profit. Oh yeah, what was the line? <laughs> Fuckable Teens Magazine. <laughs> Screech, go was- get your camera. We're going to take pictures of the girls in a pool. Something like that. Screech, go get your camera. We're going to take pictures of the girls in the pool. It's a real 
<laughs> no nonsense. Just throwing it out there. And then this him and Mikey happened. also spied on, they tried to spy on the twins, but they watched an old lady. And to me, like, yeah. that's just the, that's the epitome of a sitcom writer thinking that this is just, like, a thing that, like, boys will be boys. And no one takes a moment to stop <laughs> and consider just how deeply wrong it is. Right. Well, yeah, adding to that, there was also the time he made the dating tape of all the girls. Oh, <laughs> that doesn't yeah. seem like a, that great of idea. Yeah, I mean, you guys all got my biggest one was what Austin mentioned. But then there's also a foot guy from the mall. That was kind of oh, creepy. Yeah, he was kind of oh, creepy. Yeah. <laughs> he was taking pictures of Lisa's feet, I think, and that doesn't <laughs> go well. And then they all spent a night in the tent together. Oh, yeah. That that was such a weird one. With Screech in a muscle man costume, no yeah. less. Screech lost the tickets. Yeah, they made him sleep in the mall. Basically, any time Screech had a romantic subplot, that was creepy, too, I think. Yeah. yeah, that was supposed to be like... No, I guess they weren't ever trying to sell you on the believable, but just that they... No, there's the one with the college years with the tennis player. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, that yeah, I feel like the well. only time it sort of worked was with Violet. Yeah, yeah. I feel like yeah. that did work, actually. Except the D-man sells her out in his book for not having today. Yeah, yeah So, bad ending on that, too. No, But no, I think that... Newsflash, um, Dustin Diamond's an a-hole. <laughs> <laughs> I think that it made him a more likable character when he was with Violet. Okay. It did. He could have done a lot more with that. Yeah, she just I know. disappeared. Yeah, that's one of those, and I think when I thought about it going in, I'm like, I only remember three episodes, like three or four episodes with her in it, but it feels like that relationship lasted longer, too. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like about as long as Zach and Kelly's relationship. I know, and true. she would call him Samuel, like she oh, actually Samuel. respected him <laughs> as a person, and that made me remember he was a human instead yeah. of the horrible monster known as the Screech. The Screech. Yeah. And he actually wasn't, like in those episodes when he was with Violet, he wasn't as annoying. Right. Well, no, because he was done with, they'd like, they'd shut down the Lisa thing. Mm-hmm. They moved him into this new relationship. She kind of helped humanize him. He didn't end up having to do as much, like, stupid shit. Yeah. It was a good relationship. They could have, even if they couldn't keep Tori spelling, they could have had another nerdy type romantic interest to keep Who's Screech. the lady nerd that you guys think was hot? Louise. Louise. Yeah. Louise. She's too good for Screech. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 She she was into moose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. They She's, were such a cute couple. She was into his moose knuckle. Austin, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what's your favorite episode ever? Um, <laughs> ever. Of okay. all time. I think it's got to be Breaking Up is Hard to Undo. Really? Yeah. I mean, that's... <laughs> I feel like that is the episode that... it. There's not a lot of screech. It Mm -hmm. plays with the two central relationship dynamics that Saved by the Bell is most known for, Slater and Jesse and Zach and Kelly. Um, It has some good slash creepy slash wildly inappropriate stuff with Belding. So it kind of works as like an episode of Saved by the Bell, but it also works for like what we've brought to the episode as well. Yeah, I think it's got to be that one. Yeah, that's a great one. Mine really hits on everything Austin was saying, except it gets rid of the building creepiness. That went with Snow White and the Seven Dorks. Fucker! (laughs) (laughs) I have a long list. I just keep having to change. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Ryan, so yours was also Snow White and the Seven Dorks? That was the one I was gonna say. Yeah. Yeah. 
What's your, like, second... Well, what's your reason for that one, and then... Uh, I mean, it's just everything you want. It's a, like, it dealt yeah. with the relationship dynamics. It had a little drama, because, you know, Zack kissed Jesse, but it all works out in the end, because this is Saved by the Bell. You got the nerds are fe- featured prominently. Yeah, yeah. They're doing their yeah, squad dancing. Point. You got very safe, sanitized 90s rapping going yeah. on. It's is... definitely of its time in that regard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, and it's one of the most incredibly dated things they do yeah. in the series. Uh, it's just everything they can love about Saved by the Bell. And it's just, yeah, it's so 90s, so colored, so cartoonish. It's got a lot of Herbert. Yeah, it really yeah, does. Tons of Herbert Hodis in there. It has the cast rapping. <laughs> and it has a school play that the Golden Six can't get past their own personal bullshit enough to be put <laughs> oh, on yeah, they, for an audience. <laughs> they take it some does. sort of like a public group effort and make it all about them in very obvious ways and ways that would just confuse Somebody who wasn't in, who did see things behind the scenes like we did. Like that's true. Even if you were in the play and just one of the nerds, and then suddenly this is what happens at the end, you'd be like, "What's going on?" Like this isn't part of the script. And yeah, although the nerds are very good at keeping their cool and just going with the flow and being like, just "Standing right, there and you know fishing. the show's got to go on." Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ryan. All right, I'm gonna have to go with. I mean, I got a big long list. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to have to go with model students because... <laughs> You're a creep. Yeah, that's You're the one where they take pictures of the girls in the pool and then they make a calendar out of it. And the pictures in the calendar are so implausible based on how they've gotten the pictures. And then... It's so clearly like the headshot pre-production. And then, and then Kelly gets a modeling job out of it. And then Zach sabotages her. And that's what, And then does she go at the end? She anyway? does. She does. Yes. Yep. Yep. And then it doesn't even matter at all or nope. affect anything ever. Is that the one where they had the student store too? They yep. had that cool ass oh, seashell yeah. clock. Oh my god! It is. Oh yeah, with the seashell clock. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> that's just that one. Really. Yeah, that like, one's on my list too. That's that's a classic. I feel like if you were gonna show someone an episode of Saved by the Bell that kind of defines what the show is like, that would be a good <laughs> one. You know, that would be a good one. The lack of values and the implausibility <laughs> of everything that happens. Carolyn? This was hard because I've been doing pretty good at deleting all the temporary hard drive space in my brain yeah. about this series. Uh, so I remembered the college year and I was trying to remember what episode the horned up vending machine lady was in. <laughs> Couldn't remember the it. The one that more Mike's trying to get a date. Yeah. Was that the one where he burned his pizza rolls? It's the poker Everyone. game is the, nice. is the episode. Oh yeah, well, yeah, Poker Tony. Wasn't there some guy? Yeah, po- wasn't he like someone's son or <laughs> hey, something? Hey, Poker Tony. He was Dom DeLuise's son. <laughs> That's awesome. And he loved poker so much. He loved much. poker and <laughs> snacking. <laughs> she was always just something. show up. If two people are having like a private poker event, they he'd show up and be like, I'm a part of this too. And Zach was like really worried about impressing him. Yeah. Uh also I liked when there was a dead professor, but then he was just faking out and he had secret notes planted. Yeah. And then I liked when there was a dead professor who really died. Wait, what was a fake dead professor? Was he, it fake? He, he wasn't what really fake, David. We just all thought he was gonna die. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he didn't even die. That's right. And then the 
other guy died. One did die, yeah. And the horned up Dean like ruined his funeral. That's right. And I like that too. <laughs> but for all time, favorite episode, I gotta go with college year. Thanksgiving. Yep. Yep. That one's on my list too. Right? The night st- the night sky was dark because all the stars were on stage. <laughs> like a tremendous Thanksgiving. It was one course after another. And now that I know that Jonathan Brandis was in the pilot, and Marsha Warfield was in the spooky last episode, it's like mm-hmm. that was their their legitimate Cast members. That's as big a role as Violet Bickerstaff. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly, Willie was. Mm-hmm. Uh, what others do we got here, Austin? Anybody else? Second pick? Uh, let's see. I had the uh, Save That Tiger, which was the prank. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Mr. Booberry's in it and Soul Train Teacher, right? Yeah. That's when the ants made him do the backflip. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the, the ants make you do incredible flips. Yeah. Um, I also had the prom. Just oh. because it was kind of the like the the second wave, it was the second season premiere, and it was kind of the like forming classic Saved by the Bell in that it ended the Slater's at Kelly triangle. It kind of pushed Slater and Jesse together. It tried to end the Screech Lisa thing. Mm-hmm. It introduced the Kelly is poor meme. It was just sort of the kind of laying the groundwork for some classic Saved by the Bell stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, save the Max, which was Max's last episode, because mm-hmm. we had wacky radio stuff. Yeah, we had wacky telethon stuff, and we had Beldy mooning the school paper. Oh. Yeah, in his youth. And they didn't even save the Max. <laughs> they saved right. the building, but not its owner. <laughs> it lost its soul. Uh, House Party, which was the uh, Fuck, poker game, was, yeah, mm-hmm. with Maxwell Nerdstrom and yep. Screech's mom. Um, and the Barbara and dance routine. Yes. Yeah, that's always yeah. a big one. We didn't even put that as one of our favorite moments. No, it's I just I put it like that's one of my favorite episodes. There's a lot of great moments in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miss Bayside, because it almost kind of said something about like gender roles. <laughs> yeah, well, that's just because we had the online editor of Bitch Magazine on for that yeah. one. Fair that mark. helped. That, that also <laughs> helped. We were really trying, but then we kept being like, and then he grabs your tit. Um, my runner my probably my runner up for favorite episode is pipe dreams Mm. yeah that's Um, a sad one though what is that with becky it's sad that's why it's that's why i couldn't crown it my favorite because it is sad but it's It's also the episode where zach single-handedly shuts down the oil lobby via earnestness Yeah, that and was it incredible. ends with a group high five. And that's, that's true. Really, how <laughs> the you last did. two minutes of that one are some real as a real winner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> rockumentary. Oh yeah, with Casey Kasem and Zach mm-hmm. as Vanilla Ice. Uh, the masquerade ball when they kiss. Uh, the whole episode, like that's just one of those stupid secret admirer, mistaken identity things that the show did a couple three times. Mm-hmm. But that one is the best. Austin, you can't just name all the episodes of Saved by the Bell. <laughs> I know. Can't he? I know. Can't he? <laughs> Season 1, Cont episode 12. <laughs> and then, yes, A Question of Ethics is my last one, which is the one with... Oh, yeah, Robert Guillaume. Yes, oh, okay. the professor that we all thought was going to die but didn't, and was just <laughs> stealthily leaving tests all over the school. <laughs> That's another one that we liked because of something that we made up happen. <laughs> no, but even, even putting that aside... 
I think both David and I thought that Robert Guillaume was did a very good job. And, yeah, it was cool to have. Yeah, I really him. liked yeah. him. I really hated the whole everything about Zach in that episode. I hated yeah, the, yeah. How he was the ethical one in the end, even though mm-hmm. he's never showed any ethics right. to begin with. Right. But, uh, Ryan, you have more, Dan? To the favorite episodes? Yeah. Let's see. Uh, kind of, I guess, running Zach in terms of like best worst episode. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, that is a pretty bad. You one. Just like casual racism, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you like Slater's War? <laughs> no, but that's one of the great. That's definitely of the college years, the standout yeah. one yeah. for that because it's so bad. Um, the fight. Yeah, pretty mm. much just for that fight scene. It's not that great outside of that <laughs> moment, but what a great moment. Although it does have Belding in the bear costume <laughs> and, the fake, and the little oh. fake fire in the gym and they're chanting. Oh, is that that one? Yeah. yeah. I, was, I thought that was the one where he was... Uh... Yeah, that's the one where Zach fucks his sister. Yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe that is the one where he fucks yeah. his sister. Add that to my favorite story. moments. Yeah. <laughs> the fight is when he has the bad toupee that falls yep. in the And it drops into the punch. It falls into the punch. It solves all the problems. <laughs> <Yep>. That's... <laughs> That's what we all learned was toupee falling in some punch is a real good conflict resolution tool. They still got used out of that wig later. Yep, definitely. Um, yeah, the screechy spaghetti sauce one. That might be because yeah, the, when I my niece was on that one with us, that was really fun to me. It was super classy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't say anus. I know we weren't for two hours. <laughs> And you almost a... broke. I knew. And then the Teen Line episode with the girl in the wheelchair. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. it's not even the first Teen Line episode. <laughs> and also because... you have to uh, specify what Teen Line episode you're talking yeah, about. exactly. Regarding unrelated Teen Lines. Those yeah. are... <laughs> I know. They're not just like, oh, yeah, the Teen Line, because that's the thing we established. Yeah. They, like, come up with the idea again. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, because also Zach's insensitivity when he talks about a handicapped person. <laughs> mm-hmm. Those are mine. Yeah, I like Class Rings, too, because he had Gem Diamond. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was good. That and... was a gem of the Tory episodes. <laughs> uh, you got the, the one where they had the Battle of the Sexes. I forget what it was. The Will. The Will. That was good, just for the Battle of the Sexes. I'm is that the one with the quiz? The... The, was it the quiz show one? <laughs> How did no, they battle? That was the quiz bowl. That was the strike, the teacher strike. Where right. They had the pictogram scavenger yeah. hunt, and then they had the baking contest, and they had the <laughs> a fix, car contest, fix a car, yeah. and then they limboed. Yeah, that was the podcast you gave us. Uh, quizzes on riddles, or <laughs> that was really fun. That's one of my favorite our podcast moments. Yeah. You guys really got hyper competitive, really. <laughs> That's where I brought in us, keet, 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 dude. Yeah, that was the first appropriate time you've ever said that, Dave. <laughs> and the last. Uh, the Not the last time I said it, just the last appropriate time. Right. Um, <laughs> I've just realized the Tori episodes are pretty good. Right. I know there's got to be a favorite moment of Tori. When I think back on her, I like her, and she was she was good at starting chants. She was good to begin, but then she just became a Zach groupie basically yeah sure. I, I liked check your mate because it was pretty ridiculous but also had a you know russian rape so <laughs> yeah that was traumatic <laughs> yes that was the episode that showed off dustin diamond's chess prowess yeah you know they really needed to bring in his uh, chess experience to make that episode work mm-hmm. right they couldn't have just told him to move a thing to a thing <laughs> 
the Zach tapes are good too, and, and I oh, like yeah. the election too, just because of it's the ridiculous high school election stuff where everyone starts promising stupid things. Oh, I think that's one of the worst ones. Nah, you're wrong. <laughs> fight, 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 fight. I'll kill fight, you, fight. David. Oh, yeah. How I've just been thinking about this, how we're doing the last one, and I'm just like, is David going to tell me off? The the <laughs> waiting for it. What's he going to do? Let's give him another shot and see. <laughs> yeah, you got to get me drunk enough to do that. Yeah, take a shot. Carolyn. <laughs> yeah? What's your least favorite episode? All of them. Yeah, just one. Except for the Thanksgiving episode. Except right. the ones featuring Jonathan Brandis. I guess it would have to be. So the blisses are the real stinkers. There's some moments that I like, but they also just suck a lot. Mm. Um, how about yeah? Let's go. Let's go. Spooky Abe Lincoln substitute teacher <laughs> bliss. Fuck that guy. Ryan, what was your least favorite episode? I didn't really think about it, and I just automatically excluded all the Miss Bliss. Clips, shows, college years, and Malibu Sands episodes. Okay, because I feel like none of those counted. Tough but fair. And I would say I'll I'll, uh, I'd argue with you on Malibu Sands, but otherwise, I'm on board. Austin, I don't want to argue with you. (laughs) So the one that I picked, I don't even dislike this episode. I just can never remember it. Like any time I've seen it, I'm sure I've seen it a lot, but I never can remember it. Like when I see it and i'm always like oh that one because i felt like that before we watched it and then i know that we watched it and talked about it for at least an hour and a half but i still feel the same way about it is the the hold me tight episode with the wrestler oh yeah where zach's dating the wrestler girl yep because there's something about that i think just because it introduces a character that's not interesting and that you'll never see again and it's just one and done. It's not even a two-part or anything. And, like, nothing really remarkable happens. Like, that one is just, to me, like, the dud of all of the main canonical episodes. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I remember something. Use the move that you used at the max. That one move. That when we were in the max and those two guys oh, that's right, were there. He still tells her how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> is that, like, foreshadowing for the Vegas wedding when yeah. they used moves? Yeah, I think so. It's always guns filled with paint. You know, paint from that paintball excursion no one saw? David, uh, that made so no sense to anybody but you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my least favorite is the love triangle. I don't see any way around it, oh, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. That's mm-hmm. a, like, it's a good choice for worst episode. Mm-hmm. It's the most like anger-inducing episode. Yeah, Screech is very like, oh, I own Lisa just because I find her attractive. And then, yeah. and then, so that's annoying. But then Zach gaining an interest in Lisa just doesn't seem yeah. very natural it's, either, you know. And it's, it's annoying on multiple levels. Yeah, and of course, Screech was supposed to be over Lisa for so so many times, and it never happens. But uh, Austin, um, on a technical level, uh, dancing to the max because while it's a perfectly cromulent like fifth episode of the series. It's a really shitty first episode of the series. Yeah, it's a weird one. Yeah. Um, Blind Dates, which is the one where Belding's niece comes to town. And she's like hot. And she's hot. Oh, and yeah. despite the fact that it gave us Screech in a Zack wig, which was pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. I it's the I feel like it's the most sitcom-y in that all of the problems would go away if Zack just went up to Kelly and was like, I have detention. Belding's making me take his niece out. It doesn't mean I'm not interested in you. Is that cool? 
I just yeah. like the idea that Belding's making a student go out with his knees. Like forcing him, yeah. You <laughs> yeah, there's that. that. I mean, there's that angle to it, too. <laughs> He's like, get her pregnant, Zach. One yeah. night. Come on, bud. Yeah. So then my runner-up, and this is this is me being a hipster, but uh, that would be Jesse's song. Oh, Just because yeah. that's the, I mean, oh, she by the bell. Oh, I'm so excited. It's so scary. <laughs> like, yes, every fucking BuzzFeed article, every listicle on the internet. Hey, did you, did you guys know that, uh, Jesse's song, she gets high in caffeine? Waka, waka, waka. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't as good as the nitrous episode. Yeah, but that also gives us the hot Sunday video. Uh, I know. That's, the I know. That's that so is a great episode. It. There's a lot of good stuff. It's that one scene that, like, everyone latches on to that's, like, the part you don't like. You're right. And you were probably right, David, to just single that out as a as a least favorite moment rather than tanking mm, yeah. the episode as a whole. Um, but my least favorite episode, and I didn't even have to think about this at all, despite the fact that I have come to realize that Saved by the Bell is <laughs> the story of a tragic love between Zach and Kelly. I have the hardest time watching The Last Dance where they break up because of fucking Jeff. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to be sad. Yep. Can't help it. It's just, it's like hard-coded into my brain now. Yeah. Austin. What? These characters aren't real. What? Shh. Quiet. Okay. Uh, I guess we could just all say who our favorite main Golden Six is. Do they? So they have to be one of the six? Yeah, because then we're doing secondary characters. Oh, boy. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. I would say if they were in the opening credits. Yes. That's a main character. Hmm. I will go first. It's Kelly. Everyone knows that. So move <laughs> on from there. <laughs> For reasons that can remain unstated. I also, well, I can say who I also like, but uh, Austin. I surprised myself with this one. Um, putting aside the hotness of Kelly. You can't just. Put aside <laughs> the hotness okay. of Kelly. Acknowledging and then looking for something beyond that, just in terms of like the pure golden six, I think my favorite might just be Slater. Mm-hmm. Mm. I like Slater. Once you get past his rivalry with Zach and the casual misogyny, which really does go away after like the second season. Yeah, I guess so. He like, and that's. There's an actual almost an arc to his character in the way he goes from rival to friend and pig to just a guy that is no more misogynistic than the average 80s sitcom male character, which is still to say a lot, but he kind of fades into the background in that way. Um, and he's kind of funny in a natural way and doesn't get saddled with too many terrible storylines. I don't know. In season three, he was demanding breakfast be made for him by ladies and such. Yeah, that's true. And he was upset by losing contests to women and saying women can't drive. Yeah, the Malibu Sands didn't didn't do much for him. But I think once we got past that, it it really... I mean, like, by the college years, it wasn't even a thing. Yeah, by the college years. Yeah, because he didn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah, like, for me, it's so hard, because the more they're on screen, the more I hate them. (laughs) Except Kelly. just makes them worse. Uh, Yeah, I mean, Kelly is pretty, but, like, that doesn't make her a good character. I disagree. Okay. Well. <laughs> she's, a, she's not an offensive character. She's a likable character. Generally, but then sometimes she really like proved herself to like uh, be kind of a, a sinister secret. Per- well, she hated Lisa, which I guess is fine. <laughs> did she? I feel like she hated she Jesse did. more than Lisa. Yeah. Probably. I feel like she got really sick of Jesse's shit by the end. 
didn't we all? But I like Jesse too. Uh, can I can I pick Big Mike for this, or is he secondary? Yeah, go with Big Mike. We'll, yeah, you can we'll, go with Big I'll Mike. Answer. Big Mike. He was there. His body was big. Uh, <laughs> Although by those standards, you could pick the Max if you wanted to. Yeah, you could. Mm. Yeah, who'd you take? Gosh, do I go with my old favorite or my new favorite? Um. <laughs> Or Milo, you could go with Milo. I didn't like Milo that much. <laughs> I know you guys all loved him. What if Mike did magic? Is that like the only thing that Max has going for him? Oh my god. Magic Mike. Magic Mike. <laughs> what if Mike was a stripper? And then that I would watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like Mike. I do not have a good reason for it. Mm. <laughs> One time they painted his room a different color. He has yeah, a tattoo cool. on his butt. That helps him. That does. Oh, yeah. Tweety he Bird. Showed it to some kids. He showed his butt to some kids. Yeah, that time Mike called a bunch of kids into the bathroom and showed him his ass. No, the best part about that, which kind of is reminiscent of the paintball scene in a weird way, is that uh, who is our guest on that podcast? Probably Terry. No, no usually Terry. It was like no. Alex Robinson. No, yeah, it might have been, been Alex Robinson. Oh, well, was it was Jason Traeger. It was Jason Traeger. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway, what happened with them? Well, no, because if you and that was like the first college episode <laughs> you ever saw. So all you know is you're just watching this show, and then like three fourths of the way through. <laughs> This giant of a man just walks in, says, hey, kids, follow me into the bathroom, shows everyone his butt, and then solves all the problems. And, it, and, it, and if you had never seen the show before, you're like, who the hell is this guy? What's going on? Uh, good call, Carol. That was Jason Traeger. Yeah. Yeah. Well and done. like Jason was like, I was like, oh, and then Mike did this. And Jason was like, who? And I'm like, the really big <laughs> guy. Like, oh, he's like, oh, he's like a recurring character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because there was just no context for a person who didn't know the show. Yeah, because that was literally Mike's only scene in that episode. It didn't <laughs> establish awesome. him or anything. He just showed up and he's like... Uh, just the Max has been gone for so long that yeah. I can only remember like a plant with teeth <laughs> and, and some poultry that yeah. Austin alluded to. Many, many poultry pulled out of various, various orifices. Orifices. Orify. Orify. <laughs> I'm going to say the Max never got me horned up. And uh, <laughs> Wait, my, Mike my got you bit. horned up? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Even with the mystery that is his body, like you don't know what you're yeah. getting when you un- unwrap that present. That's what makes it horny. That's the best thing. You just put, you just wrap his body in a sheet, and he is a human mattress for you. <laughs> you just punch the lumps, and then just find a way to settle in that meat. Yeah. Golden all winter long. <laughs> punch the lumps. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know where we were. I think I said mine. Uh, Ryan, what's yeah. who's your favorite? Here's my list. Kelly Slater. Yeah. I did put Slater <laughs> second, but... After that, you're pretty much... I mean, all the main characters are, like... So unlikable. Deeply flawed. Yeah. yeah. They fall um, somewhere between bland and awful. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's like Lisa's bland and the rest are awful. Yeah, like, so Lisa's not awful. a terrible character, but she's just... She's not a favorite. She doesn't have enough to do. Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe Belding... You like him? I had Belding on my runner-up list. I like him as a character. Yeah. Woo! Like, if I met him in real life, I'd be really excited. I'd be like, whoa, whoa! You mean if you met real Belding or real Dennis Husky in... Either one. Okay. I mean... Remember when I asked Ryan if he'd have sex with Dennis Haskins? <laughs> no. What did I say? I said yeah. He probably. said yeah. Just for the story or something. 
<laughs> you dodged the question. <laughs> so now you've said yes. I don't dodge questions. And then Carolyn and Austin are like, well, what would he get in exchange for having sex with Dennis Haskins? And I was like, nothing. I'm asking him. Would you have sex with Dennis Haskins? Yeah, that was like a month ago. <laughs> anyway, I'm fine to disclose my proclivities, you pee drinker. <laughs> no, but Ryan, you have to... Make a statement. Is it Kelly or Slater? Oh, who do I like better? Yeah. I wrote Kelly first. Yeah. So Kelly. And then I would say Slater after that. Because I like those characters. I had pre-Falling for Zach Tori on my runner-up list. Yeah. Her favorite characters? Yeah, because she, she huh. had this like great air of like, I'm the only sane person in an insane That's land. Right. Until yeah. she fell for Zach. Yeah. Yeah, I should, we should specify this is literally like just three-fourths of the first episode she was in. So... Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. She was a real breath of fresh air when yeah, she came in. Yeah, for that one and nanosecond of For the, the two seconds. And she was really capable. I liked how you could always depend on her to get something done. Like, yeah. she didn't fuck up. She wasn't like a screwball. She had just sort of a different aesthetic about her. She really felt like she was coming in from a different show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, except she still was like cartoonish. Yeah. She was like, I wear a leather jacket and I like motorcycles. Yeah, I mean, she's still a stereotype. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't expect these writers to write three-dimensional characters. Come on. Yeah. Well, she's like an archetype. But her almost archetype was also being a lesbian. Yeah. And if they rolled with that, that'd make her immune to Zack's powers, but they didn't follow through on right. that. Yeah. That would have been such a cool storyline. Right. If he was trying to get with her and she was like, I'm gay. And he was just like trying to make her not gay for like half a season. <laughs> As long as they didn't follow, make her not gay at some point. No, he would just have to not succeed. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, the Miss Bliss episodes are a snooze fest, but Miss Bliss is pretty good. Yeah, she's nice. It's not her fault. Yeah. I hate her. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> With good cause. So... <laughs> she really came for you, DB. So, yeah, I mean, least favorite character... I'm going to go with Screech. It's between yeah. two, really. I got the other one. Yeah. Fucking Zach. You got the Z-Man. Oh, what about yeah. Jessie? Yeah, she's... She tries. She's third on my list. Yeah. She she kind of ruins feminism. That's why she's I'm third on my list. I'm going to imagine that she like, goes to college, she like eats a bunch of muff at Sarah Lawrence, and mm. then like learns something from all that muff eating. Yeah, I mean, it's like when I was going into college, I was a super annoying liberal, and I learned how to be less annoying, I think. Cause by eating all that muff? Yeah, but basically by eating a lot of muff, but you know. <laughs> Best way to keep your mouth shut. <laughs> but Carol, she didn't go to Sarah Lawrence. She went to Vegas and had floppy fish sex with Kyle McLaughlin. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that was an interesting character arc for her. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we never knew that Jesse's like longtime childhood dream was to be a <laughs> erotic dancer in Las Vegas, but I guess I so. got another one though too. Yeah, the the blonde chick in the college years, Leslie. Yes, she was like you remembered the her worst name. character mm-hmm. of them all. So, like, if you were to, if I just said, "Who's your least favorite character of Saved by the Bell?" Who would you say, Ryan? Uh, probably Screech. Yeah, yeah. My list is Screech, Jesse, Blonde in College Years. Wow, you don't even <laughs> put Zach on it, huh? No, because it's just like I don't know. He gets us through the show, you know. I went back and forth as to whether Zach or Screech was my least favorite character, and as as shameful as it is, I ultimately gave the nod to Screech over Zach because. As bad as Zach is, he's 
he has a certain charm about him, and he's mm-hmm. entertaining to watch. And I yeah. can't say that about Screech. And he's like amazing. And like for many many years, he conned me into thinking he was the hero of this story, and he's yeah. not. But that conning as a hero is the exact same thing. Like I guess maybe it's just because I'm actually a woman that I'm just like <laughs> biologically afraid of Zach. Like I know mm. I could avoid Screech or punch him before he beefed out on Horshack at least, and I have a fighting <laughs> chance. But like Zach would, I would potentially falls more susceptible to that because he's so fucking like cute and charming huh. and it's dangerous it's yeah. so dangerous which is why i hate him the most carolyn who's your favorite non-main character then uh now we'll go to the max for my sloppy oh, seconds yeah it's gonna get the max hopefully yeah he pulled food out of stuff <laughs> and he had dad problems and then he just disappeared and left his restaurant to Jeff and no matter what kind of elaborate setup the kids needed he'd be willing to do it yep. he was like a prop master <laughs> he sure was he's like you want to rent out the max that's fine <laughs> yeah let's hold your science fair here Austin um, I mean I got a whole fucking list of people I'm um, sure you do I mean, at the end of the day, it's kind of got to be Herbert Hodis, doesn't it? Herbert Hodis. Well, yeah. I mean, we'll get into your other list, but I had Louise. Oh, yeah, good call. Did she ever do anything? Uh, she did plenty, Carol. <laughs> she, she lit our loins on fire, Carol. Did she pass the Betchadel test? <laughs> probably uh, not. Probably not. <laughs> but somebody who I don't care didn't pass the Betchadel test. <laughs> Would be sexy vending machine lady. <laughs> oh yeah, no, she's on my list. Of course, <laughs> she's right next to the uh, principal's assistant. Yeah. Oh yeah, she was a. Oh, I could write some slash. I'm writing some slash fic right now about them. Please do. <laughs> Ass lady and a uh, horned up <laughs> vending machine lady. We're uh, and um, Monique. And Monique. Oh, you think Monique? But well, they're gonna oh, get injured Monique. in their sex sexcapades and have to go to the hospital, and that's where Monique's gonna get them right. Uh, <laughs> but Herbert Hodes is awesome too, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ryan, who's your favorite non-golden? Non-main. Well, I knew Herbert Hodes was gonna get snatched up. Oh yeah, that's gonna go. We can share him. There's enough yeah. to go around. Oh yeah, he's a legend. <laughs> um, probably Big Pete. Big yeah. Pete. Big Pete's on my list. <laughs> I just loved in our podcast when you first got excited about Big Pete and Carolyn you had no idea him. what was going on. Before I, he showed up, yeah. I still kind of don't know what the appeal is. <laughs> His name is awesome. Big Pete. Well, like, remember? Is it because you're tall and you just like that there's a tall guy? But he's, he's not, not tall. Even very tall. <laughs> I like that there's a skinny nerd with a big nose. Oh, it depends. He's tall laying down, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> he's called Big Pete. Did you like when he rejected us? Oh, wait, that's Sylvester. Yeah. No, that's the joke. His name is Big Pete, but he's not very big. That's why he's awesome. I guess I got through this whole series without getting that It'd be like if we called Ryan Tiny. Yeah. Tiny Ryan. Well, I think I came up with that uh, poem about Big Pete, right? Uh Uh-huh. Did you? I think it was something to the effect of, I can't remember it exactly, but it was like, (laughs) Big Pete, he'll bring the heat. This ain't a red herring. There's oh, gonna yeah. be some tearing. It's <laughs> <laughs> more of a limerick than a poem. He's amazing. <laughs> and that's and that's all we need to know about Big Pete, right? <laughs> Remember in Screech's memoir, the Dustin Diamond memoir, how he was like saying he was kind of worried that 
some other nerds who got speaking roles who were going to, like, steal his thing yeah. with this kind of hyper stuff. Dude, if Big Pete had ended up replacing Screech... Oh, God, that would have been awesome. Would have been a better show. Well, what would you have preferred, Big Pete or Herbert Hodis replacing Herbert. Him? No, because I think Herbert Hodis, like, has to stay... Like, yeah. you get just the small amount of him that makes you want more. But Big Pete has star power. <laughs> He could carry a program. What about Ollie? Ollie could have worked in a certain way. Yeah. I think Ollie was too gimmicky. He wouldn't have... He worked as a background... As, like, a supporting character. I don't know if he would have been... Would have worked as a main character. Yeah, and they couldn't have been mean to him. Yeah. Can anyone remember an Ollie line? Um, like, I'm a frog boy. <laughs> we didn't mean it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I didn't mean it. <laughs> Snow White we take pity on you, but stay with us is what you gotta do. You gotta clean the house in every nook. So knit, wash, look, you sexist pigs, and that's no lie. Treat me like this and I'll stay at the Y. <laughs> you better see the light, cause you're way outdated. And this Snow White is liberated. We didn't mean it. <laughs> Classic Ollie. <laughs> Uh, I remember Big Pete said to the nerd cave, right? Yeah. Wow, Zach's a big man around here. Pretty soon all the cool guys in school will be dating nerd girls. Wait, that means there won't be any left for you dorks. Heavens, I failed to view it from that perspective. How dare he steal our women? We've got to tell our fellow brains to vote for Screech. Quick, to the nerd cave. Big Pete's just great. Uh... Austin, who's your least favorite non-Golden Six? Fucking Jeff. Jeff, oh, yeah. of course. I should have even asked. Ryan? Least favorite? Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm mad at Sylvester on a personal level. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I liked I liked his story. That, that was another of the big rewards of watching the show in episode order, is knowing that he got Zach's phone. <laughs> that was a miracle. That's that one of so those, awesome. like, he never had it back again. That makes it so perfect. I think that's why we watched the episodes. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> um, but I'm mad at him because we wrote him an email as part of our trying to get it. We just wanted to email him because we wanted to ask him about a different nerd on the show. We were going to have questions for him too, but yeah, let's not kid ourselves. We had a, a motive, an ulterior motive. Just to talk to even more obscure actor. And he won't let us. Won't, <laughs> the gravy train stopped there. Oh, shit. Um, so yeah. All right, that's what you're going with, Sylvester? Well, I have one more, but I'll, I'll save it again. All right, Carolyn? Um, um, uh, who, um, gosh, what do I, um, let's go with, see, now I just want to say the main characters again. I have to hate someone else. You don't have to. If you love everybody else, that's cool. I kind of love them more just because they're less used. But, um, let's go with, no, let's go with um, either Zach's dad or Kelly's dad. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Zach's dad uses... Pager, he does too much business and he doesn't connect with his son and he yells at him about marrying and then Kelly's dad tries to get the prom dress money. Um, so do I hate the rich man or the poor man? Mm. Let's hate the poor man this time. Yeah. Ooh, change, change, change things up. Make American great again. <laughs> some hate. Sure. He should have raised Kelly with more respect. <laughs> uh, he doomed her. She had a lot of promise. He's dooming all those little babies. Yeah. He's a bad dad. Uh, my least favorite non-Golden Six 
Shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody. It's Eric. I hate that fucker. Ah, yes. Oh, I was for yeah. That. You hated him because he was tough and cool. He's a good actor. <laughs> <laughs> he hated him because David was so jealous of his acting abilities. Yeah, he was one of our actors. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I hated him. He was so annoying. And then we we're supposed to like him in the end. I'm like, no, this guy was just an ass the entire time. The entire time. He had no reason to be this much of an ass to everybody, but he was. But. You want to give some love to some other uh, side characters? Uh, Yeah, we haven't talked about James yet. James James is on my list. Yeah. Um, He would be anybody's dad for $5. (laughs) (laughs) He'd be anybody's dad for like a free lunch. (laughs) There's my favorite background extra. Yep. Who I call this guy, who I put in that blog post, who just has the great reactions. And Lisa's (laughs) talking about him on a commentary. I think his name was Liddell in real life. Nice. Yeah. There was the uh, hooker they hired to <laughs> make the uh, Tony Crane oh, look yeah. bad. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rod Belding, I Rod think. Rod Belding, yep. He's yeah, on my list. He's, he's a 10. Yep. Oh, that's one of my favorite moments is him laying on the table and throwing the paper airplane. <laughs> so good. A 50-year-old TV writer's idea of what cool is. Mm-hmm. That's just like shorthand for like a laid-back dude. Yep, long hair, laying on a desk, shooting paper airplanes. There's a terrible testeroni. Yeah. Testeroni. <laughs> that's, that's the joke, because Caroline could never get his name right. <laughs> oh. Now David is currying your wrath. <laughs> Would he be the favorite of your teachers, David? Uh, Yeah, because he's a transformer. Yeah. yeah, the Micro Machines guy, for sure. Mr. Tuttle was my favorite teacher. I was going to say motivate, Mr. Tuttle. Motivate, motivate, yeah. motivate. Was he a Transformer, Austin? He was not a Transformer. <laughs> so are you rethinking this answer now? <laughs> I am rethinking this answer. Yeah, all right. Uh, Kevin the Robot. Oh, yeah. Speaking Kevin of Transformers. Kevin was like, was he only in like three or two probably, episodes? Three, three or four, maybe. There's two for sure. There's Screech's birthday and... Okay, so it's three at least. And, and Miss the one where Sally and Screech. Yeah, Beauty and the Screech. And Screech. Yeah, Miss Bayside. Miss Bayside and Screech's birthday. I don't know if we touched on it, but in the Dustin Diamond biography, he had what I thought was a kind of interesting on-sect anecdote about mm-hmm. Kevin that one time they turned him on and his frequencies were fucking with the Tonight Show. That's right. Oh, yeah. That's why they got rid of him. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, Johnny Carson just demanded that they shut down production for like a week. Yeah. That's showbiz, baby. Instead of just asking them to not have the robot on for like this period of time, he was just like, can't be running for this entire week. Kevin was also in the uh, the one where Screech has psychic powers oh okay so he wasn't like four then <laughs> he was not yeah he was he no, was there when he was he not came... okay sorry take a shot david <laughs> what would you like me to take a shot of uh just whatever is nearby i'm not pee-pee. taking a shot of pee pee uh, hey do, do you guys remember Rhonda? oh yeah. big Rhonda. Yeah, she's hot yeah. she's one of the big ladies chief henry was pretty fantastic oh, yeah, oh my god was Rhonda the one that Zach ended up with, who she was like, Yeah. I'm gonna fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Zachy. <laughs> yep, that was Rhonda. I enjoyed Gary Tallguy and Coach Tinyman. Oh, yeah. I still want them to get their own series where they investigate mysteries. Yep. You want a lot of things, Austin. I know. Uh, the overwhelmed styrofoam, plastic foam cup <laughs> delivery guy. <laughs> that was awesome. Do you Go think you ever met the horny vending machine lady? Oh, they have, they trade stories. They they come from the same distribution center and Do you he's think like they fucked? He's like, Yeah, well of course yes. they fucked. She's a horny yeah. vending machine lady. 
he's easily overwhelmed. Yeah. But he's like, he comes back and he's like, Jesus, I just, I was trying to deliver this box with like four plastic foam cups in it. And these two shrill people just got all in my face. And I'm like, fuck this noise. I mean, I could have easily walked around them, but I chose not to. I chose to stare blankly into the middle distance. You guys, what was the principal's name who run, ran the prank school? Principal Stanky. Oh, yeah. He was good. The Joker. Yeah. The Joker. Keith Ledger's the Joker. <laughs> A Gem Diamond, of course. We talked about oh, Gem yeah, Diamond. Oh, yeah, good. And Ma. I guess you never see Ma. Um, the guy at the airport just casually going about his business while Zach and Kelly have their post-freefall sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he stayed on the line for that. Oh, yeah. What about, uh, just had it Stingray. Oh, yeah. Oh, he certainly existed twice. <laughs> oh, and I liked Ox who became Moose. <laughs> no, I think it's Moose who became Ox. Or no, Scud who Scud became, who became Ox, Ox. And then Moose was a different guy. Moose, yeah. guy. Moose was one of the prankster cousins. <laughs> no, Moose. Wasn't there, was no. he just one guy? No, Scud no Moose was Moose. different than Scud and Ox. Yeah. But I think they were all different from the prankster guys. And then Ox was in a bunch, though, right? No, the guy, there was the two cousins that were in the prank yeah. war. One of those actors also played Moose. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right on that. I was misunderstanding you last Oh, who was a different dumb guy? He was basically the same character, right? But then there was Jesus. Bull. Shandling. <laughs> there, there was Moose, Bull, and Ox. Okay. Damn! And, and then Scott. And Scud became mm-hmm. Ox. Bull was just in that one episode where the teachers were students and students were teachers and hamburgers ate people. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> Moose was in love with Louise and was played by one of the cousins that was in the prank war. Yeah. And who was Scud's girlfriend? Um, that that punk rock Blaze. lady. Blaze. Yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. And she was the one who's like, brother you had to drive him to the beach because he yeah. got stoned when he drove and got an accident yeah you know what i know about dumb my brother used drugs to get high and drive to the beach now i have to drive him he's in a wheelchair <laughs> he got stoned probably that's waxing too much philosophy and not paying attention to the road <laughs> yeah i did genuinely like the horned up dean at the end of the college years yeah she got <laughs> really good i wish i wish they would have had her on sooner yeah yes. i forgot to mention i also like milo yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I like Miles Miles too. And he, be, partially because he realizes he's in a sitcom, and that's yeah. always a good thing. I think Zach having more of like a um, antagonistic relationship with the dean that could have gone on for a long time and been yeah. fruitful. Yeah, I know? feel like that was one of those like ideas the writers hit on, and then they were like, "Oh fuck, we're like going to be canceled in two episodes. Why didn't we think of this sooner?" Yeah. Well, the problem is they did think of it sooner, and his name was Mike, and then they immediately <laughs> pussified him. Like, He's just a big old pussy cat. <laughs> well, that's what they did with Belding, too. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, would the dean have just, like, fuck Zach and then gotten all <laughs> mellow let, on it? One can only assume. Well, I think because... part of the problem with Mike as the authority figure was that he was too close. You're like, saying he got into the radius of Zach's aura? No, like, he, the, got he couldn't get any further away because there was just no space yeah, in the he dorm. Was like, he was, like, right across the hall from them, so there wasn't, like, any room for shenanigans. Well, to be fair, Mike is close to everybody. You cannot well, yeah, get far away yeah. from him. 
<laughs> but that's what I'm saying. He doesn't work as an authority figure in the same way that a dean would. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about Chancellor? <laughs> he wasn't horny. I liked his daughter. <laughs> he disappeared <laughs> once he took his daughter off to a nunnery. <laughs> and normally that come off as sexist, but that... That's what he says he was going to do. <laughs> I know. No, I'm saying she needed to go to the nunnery. Like, well... normally I'd be against it, but... <laughs> She needed to be protected from herself. She was pretty horned up. Oh, God. You know she's just going to be scissoring nuns in that nunnery. Maybe. You're probably right. I'm just saying. She's got to go to a rave and just fuck it off. She wanted Lasky so bad, anybody who just said their name was Lasky, she was about to just drop her panties for. And that's just not a safe environment you're creating for yourself. Silence. Nobody agrees. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In honor of Carolyn's fanfic, I got some Crystal Skull vodka here. Sweet. Oh, hell yeah. That's the spoopiest vodka you can drink. <laughs> Slancha. Slancha. Spoopy. Fuck everyone. Here comes another fanfic in Duboka. No one can see my middle fingers, but let's go. All right. Two figures stroll in perfect synchronicity down an eternal electronic hallway. They are a study in contrasts. One, a frail, white blonde boy, and the other, a tall, black, imposing woman. Together, the unlikely pair leads a snorfling, two-headed canine down the roads of forever as they continue down the electronic darkness. A smattering of blinking lights adorn the information superhighway until after a great, great while, they finally come across a road sign. It reads in alternating lights, The and End. Mere steps beyond, the road abruptly falls off into a chasm of nothingness. Surrounding the travelers is the ever-changing, shifting, snowy, static skyline that colors this realm. Channels change of their own accord, fading in or out to time the moods of the residents. Faces blow in and out as different ideas are perpetually entertained and discarded in equal measure. So, this is it? After all this time? Still? I thought it'd never end. May I just say one last time that it's been a pleasure serving beneath you, my queen? Oh, sure, but Scrotus, you old bootlick. <laughs> How many times have you put the hoe in HOTUS? I'll admit, at first, I just didn't see your use. But time and time again, you've proven yourself, if not exceptionally handsome, then exceedingly adequate on all fronts. I must say, I didn't think you could rap. Not as good as you, my Marsha Shino Sherry. (laughs) This is true. Oh, my ebony goddess. How brutal and swift you have served your people. (laughs) Bodies upon bodies of errant teens, strewn in your wake, deathly decimated. Why, you're a one-woman Marsha Warfield. (laughs) Yes, they were so tardy that it was retardy. (laughs) That's offensive. I know. (laughs) You know the rules. Miss two episodes and I will hunt you down and conclude your character arc abruptly. Marsha drags a pointed nail across her throat in a pantomime. And so I reaped. I cut some flowers (laughs) down in their prime, spilling and thus sowing their seeds in the fields of time. 
all except for one, that is. And I'm so glad you <laughs> stayed your beautiful hand. Tell me, after all these years, my precious beloved, why did you spare me, of all people? I don't know. It was just kind of a whim. It must just be that goofy fucking face of yours. My dogs were barking for fresh man, fresh meat, and instead they feasted on Jim Coach. He tasted like floor mats. Oh, yes, he did, didn't he, my poopy poop pups? <laughs> Marcia leans over, spilling out of her leather corset to rub the drooling twin heads of her hounds for what would be the final time, Mr. Booberries and Mr. Pooh Fairies. Pork. Oh! Yes. Well, here we are, the end of the line. How should we conclude, now that we may finally end it all? Well, you see, young man, that depends. What have I taught you? Check the story threads. Follow the plot lines. See? It's a total fucking mess. Which universe did we end up near? Herbert flips through the well-worn golden TV guide. The cover features Alf in a somber sombrero, receiving a filthy, dirty Sanchez from Dustin Diamond's Disney Digit. Herbert and Marsha try to ignore it, but the sky alights with hours of poorly shot, trick-dick, awkward adult star-slash-puppet pornography. Why is Alf so popular with the ladies? Why? Because he won't stop eating pussy! Ah. Did you hear that? Just another ancient echo. Stay focused. <laughs> Herbert uncreases the pull-out map from his TV digest. Yarn and sticky notes adorn a complicated pathway to the center of a Venn diagram composed of concentric coffee rings. I see, just as I thought. We were stuck in between a weird universe and a very bad one. How weird? Does it have an Elliot Weber? Yes, a full-fledged spider child! <laughs> wow, nice! And did Screech beat Horshack? To a bloody pulp. So, basic physics are in play. Okay. And did Jesse Spano show her full-on coot doot? <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, my dear, there was so much beef that it was like, damn. But they cut the entire murder mystery subplot. Ah, how terrible. That really tied showgirls together. I know, it elevated the whole film. But that's just how it went down. You can't go down on Nomi Malone, cause she's always on her period. <laughs> huh? Did you hear that one? Yeah, just some interdimensional static. That must mean we're getting close. This is a terrible world, but it is ours. It's too bad you couldn't have just killed Zack. That would have fixed everything. Oh, peaches and herb. If you slay a dragon, it just grows another head. I can no more kill the devil than I could kill God. Despite what you think of me, I'm not omniscient. I'm just a truant officer. True that. With a perfect ass, your twin globes are the shining stars of my life, darling. I can't wait to be free forever. Together. But. 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 First, we have to finish all this shit. But of course. <laughs> Marcia scrolls through the dog-eared pages of a golden guide, her finger naturally falling on a prominent page. 67, 68, <laughs> 69! Oh, yeah! <laughs> Hark! 
Soon enough, love. Back to the so-called golden ones. Vegas wedding, airing Saturday, 8-30, 1994. Two hours. How cliched. <laughs> Isn't it? I suppose normies need ceremony to prove their love. We know love is only to be proven on the battlefields. Great. Well, just bang this one out. Any notes? The static sky shifts and crackles. Lightning blasts the crumbling road. Blinking lights of props are shift and align to read. Cut the paintball scene. <laughs> wow. What the fuck? Don't we have to change the ending to then? Nope. You know the rules, babe. No hesitation, no second drafts. <laughs> okay, right, fuck. So there's no limits on how shitty things can be. Never! We've got weird and bad. <laughs> so as long as there's overlap, this universe should accept it. They have to. I mean, new class goes on for seven seasons. They'll eat the peanuts out of this shit. Well, okay. May I confide in you, sugar lumps? <laughs> of course, my chubby bunny. I always wanted to see Gilbert Gottfried pimp out two baby boys. <laughs> wow, that's fucked up. Like, with charm school training and balancing books on their dicks, and getting paper cuts on their dicks, and fucking with their dicks? I've never thought about that before, but fuck it, why not? Well, maybe male prostitution doesn't really make sense as a premarital ceremony, but WWPD, what would Peter Engel do? Fuck him. The wizard trapped him in a flamingo and sunglasses for all time, his red eyes screaming silently as he skateboards by. A fitting end. He'll be tossed in the graveyard along with Dennis Huskins and Dustin Diamond's careers any day now. Okay, but really though, let's reapproach the male escort plot. It just doesn't seem to fit. Are you kidding my dick right now? We write that scripted pen, not pencil, baby. It's already in. But... Do you feel a breeze? <laughs> then put on a sweater. Cause around here, there's no second draft, you dumb shit. God damn it! How stupid can this world be? As stupid as there are grains of sand that doth twinkle in the snow globe in the eye of an autistic child's fever dream. <laughs> While Herbert rubs himself anxiously, Marsha dashes the entirety of the script on a cocktail napkin with a golden feather dripping in ominous scarlet ink. Upon completion, the universe devours it in a shower of sparks. <laughs> Our bork here is done now. We have to go back to Dog Mansion. We're developing a pilot called Puchinski, where a dead cop comes back to life as a puppet dog. No kidding. How's the script looking? Rough. And with that, the two-headed hound twinkled static and disappeared from this plane of existence forever. Boom! And that's fucking that. Where to <laughs> next, homie? Well, can we go back in time to bring Marv Albert to justice and convince baby boy Brandis that life after child stardom is worth living? Ziggy doesn't like those odds, Herbo. Did you see the new Curry Feldman song? I mean, fuck! First, we actually have to find one of the few dwindling, chaotic good portals, and then finesse history through a long game of well-meaning gestures. It could take eons to conclude, and were we successful, we might just run ourselves out of existence. Fuck it. Let's just go to, into the Nintendo cartoon. We could make Simon Belmont into less of an asshole-vania. Mega yes. <laughs> How does Marsha Warfield's punch-out sound? Almost as good as Herbert Hoda's brother's power hour. 
Flippin' sweet, bro. This is one productive-ass day. (laughs) Holding butts like honeymooners, the lovers skip merrily down the scant remaining Wi-Fi net road. Their toasts and microbytes and bits of bitram plummeting into the all-deleting hard drive below. Ready to meet our maker? Let's get these shows on the road. They jump off the ledge, entwined and dry-humping like a couple of horned-up professionals. The television sky engulfs them as they plummet into nothingness. Thousands of mediocre shows wash by in a million looping pixels. From the fawns to Fraser to friends, the dream warriors plummet, engulfed by a cacophony of canned laughs. As the star-crossed duo build up speed, the world somehow seems to slow. Flashes of new, fantastical shows begin to glimmer. Amazing actors, clever writing, and competent characters flash in and out of existence. Solid movements begin to form as Marsha and Herbert find themselves entering worlds within worlds of interesting television. Herbert cringes into Marsha's arms as her one leather-clad boot toe descends in ethereal slow motion over the button on a massive golden TV remote. Okay. Careful now. The channel you choose will affect this whole reality. I don't want to have to start from the boring normal universe again, for fuck's sake. We're in too deep now. I know, homeboy. But there's no (laughs) time for a second thought. We're in freefall. Their combined hurtling mass finally touches down, softly as a feather. Contact is made. The button inverts. The channel changes. Everything goes white. Just as suddenly, neon color bars dominate the sky and illuminate a golden throne sculpted of 100 glowing, (sighs) writhing dicks. The throne spins around to reveal a small and salty comedian. Who? Cow! What's up, schmucks? This is now a Gilbert Godfrey universe! (laughs) And I'm the Gilbert God, free of all of you! (laughs) You're welcome, Affleck. Gazoon type. Huh. How very odd. And bad. Yup. This checks out. Of course it checks out, you limp dicks. Go nap off the refractory period. And then I want to see some more. More? But there is no more. We've done it all. We've wrung out every last drop. Certainly there is no more to be had. Oh yeah! (laughs) There's a save by the bell board game you haven't played. That's true. Really? Fuck. Yeah, I'm sick of it too. Saved by the hell, more like. What a load of hooey. (laughs) (laughs) With that, Gilbert prizes two golden dicks off his throne. Isolated, they shapeshift into two portable, yet still gigantic, golden remote controls. Here, you've earned this. Go nuts. It's too much power! What should we do? Who cares? Just make sure it's special. Very special. Now get the fuck out of here. You're limping up my dicks. You ready for this? No second drafts, no second thoughts. See you on the other side, baby. They never made it back to their home planet. So that was the fanfic. Yeah, it was a weird one.
Who wrote that? Some crazy lady. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, it'll give me nightmares, I think it's safe to say. <laughs> David, I like uh, how you were ready to play every part. Next time I will cast you as a dog, because that was a really right. good read. Uh, it's a dream come true. <laughs> so now we're going to go on to the email portions of the show, and by special request from Ryan, Ryan will be reading these emails. <laughs> I don't know why, I just wanted to do it. (laughs) More power to you. You're a man who knows what he wants. Less work for David. (laughs) I think I've responded to emails the most, too. I think I might be the only one of us that's responded to people's emails, like... I've responded to a few. You I guess know. that's true. It's funny, like looking at it and going, like, "Oh, so someone already responded, and we can't tell who did it." And shit. <laughs> I don't like yeah. email. I'm over email. Yeah, Carol is the, not a very proactive emailer. Yeah, Car- Carol and I got the Facebook, Twitter stuff covered. That you true. Guys, yeah. You guys got the emails. I I just lost our password to the email. Oh, so mine's just auto remembered. I have no idea what it is, but. It just fills in. But yeah, I like our email threads about scheduling are always just me and Austin talking to each other. Yeah, I know. So <laughs> I was like, Austin's like, should we do Tuesday? And then I'm like, yes. And then it's like several days of silence. <laughs> I usually chime in with a one word response every once in a while. Every once in a while. Um, word. <laughs> so uh, we did on Facebook kind of a call out for questions, quick questions. So we got a, we didn't get a ton of them. But we did get a lot of email, so I'll kind of skim the email, but we'll do the quick questions first. Are you guys ready? Yeah. yeah. So some of them are for specific members and some for other groups. This one's for all of us from Kevin Myers. What's up? So- what up, Kevin? So he <laughs> asks each of us what our favorite non-Save by the Bell sitcom is. Um, Mine is It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Why Why is that? Because it's amazing. <laughs> uh, it kind of breaks the genre of sitcom, and it makes everybody so terrible on purpose that there's actually comedy in the show. They don't do this soft pedaling, like, Saved by the Bell, where the characters are terrible, but they're presented as nice. It's oh. really direct that way. Uh, Danny DeVito is nude every really? once a lot. Yeah. You know, they just blur him or? Well, they kind of just obscure his dong, but he shows his full butt. Like, there's this one amazing gif where he comes out of a couch sweaty and he's, it's like he's being born. He was inside the couch. And, you, you know, he just, he's, he's, it's a really amazing high point for his career and everybody else's comedy and timing. It's, it's, it's a good television show. All right. How about you, uh, Austin? Uh, do, do we count The Simpsons as a sitcom? That's I think a good so. question. I think so. Let's do Cause it. Because it, I mean, The Simpsons is my all-time favorite TV show. Yeah. I, I don't even have to think Austin, about where do you cut the line to Bad Simpsons, or do you? <laughs> he doesn't. You still watch it, right? Oh, you know, I watch, I just, we just watched the most recent episode, like, ten minutes ago. It feels so different. Yeah. No, it does. I definitely, I would say that for me, I extend it out roughly to, like, season ten. Huh. As being the golden years, and yeah. definitely like not seasons nine and season ten are where you're you're starting to see the seam show and some of the um some of the problems that would come to pl- to plague later seasons. But I still think there's a lot more good than bad in seasons nine through ten, and then after that is when you start getting into the tipping point where 
there's as much bad as good and more bad than good in a given season. But I, I do maintain that even to this day, um, there are plenty of good episodes in any given season, even if the majority of them are mediocre, along with quite a few clunkers. Yeah, I feel like I bought the DVDs seasons one through seven, and that's a really sharp cutoff for me is season seven and then that's it. And I feel like even season seven has one or two episodes that aren't very good, which are like the first not good episodes. And then I think there's some sprinkled in there after that, but I'd rather just like, if something used to be great and it's not anymore, I'd rather just not interact with it at all. But I watched a new one for the first time in like years, like a few years ago, and it felt like... I don't know. It feels like the actors, when they're reading their lines, are just, like, rolling their eyes or something. Like, it feels so lifeless to me now. I'm re-watching this series, and yeah. I just started with the very, very first one, right? <laughs> and it's so weird. Like, mm-hmm. I grew up watching these when they were coming out. Oh, yeah. And so, like, they don't really find their footing until, like, two, yeah. I think. Like, and then it gets the really two, tight. It gets really good, yeah. And then the yeah. golden is, like... Three, four, five, six, mm-hmm. right? Or and so seven. I, seven? Would say. I don't know. When they go to New York, that's the first one where I'm like, just fuck you guys. Just yeah, fuck that's you. eight, right? That's eight or nine. Yeah, that is, is, I believe, the beginning of eight. Yeah, and the one with um, Grimy, I felt like that was the beginning of the uh, end. Nope, sorry, that's nine. Okay. Nine is when. Uh, I like Grimy, though. That's oh, a good uh, episode. See, and it's funny that you say that, Ryan, because Grimy, that episode is, is routinely held out. As one of the greatest of all time. Right? I feel like that one is when it became too kind of aware of itself and didn't have anything new to say or something. I felt like... The, the tone changes yeah. there. Yeah. Was Grimey the guy who killed himself? Yeah. yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, no. And to be clear, I don't necessarily agree that it's one of the greatest episodes. I have some issues with it as well, but I know that it often gets... Cited as such. Ryan, looking over the list of episodes, I would say... You know what the greatest episode of all time was anyway, though? Which is in season seven. Yeah. Um, what would you say? Uh, Lisa the Vegetarian. Oh, yeah. that's a great one. I don't know if I would... You have to watch it. You have to watch it before you judge it, because there's a lot in there. Oh, I've, just, I've never seen it, David, so... <laughs> no, I'm saying... You hear it, and so you just think of the vegetarian parts, but there's so much... No, I know. You don't win friends with salad... And, uh... It's the greatest Troy McClure video ever. Yeah, yeah greatest, great A moron. No, that I, is the colored yeah. chalk. Yeah, yes. more colored chalk. And the food Forced chain. by Lucifer mm. himself. <laughs> but there's the, uh... There's just a lot of stiff competition for the best. Because I think maybe yeah, the one with the union... The, the, the worker strike. Dental yeah. plan. Yeah, at least it needs braces. braces. Dental and, uh, plan. Whacking day was good. Whacking day. The March versus mm. the monorail. Monorail's yeah, great. March that was written by Conan O'Brien. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. I love Cape Fear. Yeah, that's a great that one. That the sideshow. Yeah, that's the sideshow. I've yeah. never laughed harder in my life than the first time he stepped on those rakes. That shit. <laughs> or the stonecutters one, where the he's dragging the boulder. He's dragging the boulder of shame, and then he's dragging the boulder <laughs> of triumph. Jesus, that was oh boy. But yeah, looking mm-hmm. over the list, Ryan, I would say that there, I would be hard pressed to find a clunker of an episode in season seven. But there's definitely a couple of clunkers in eight. Or Season least... seven has the holiday episode where Bart steals the video game. I don't think so. I love that one when they're six. like picking. Oh, six? Would you like to play again? You have mm-hmm. selected no. <laughs> Lee May I suggest feather touch. 
power stroke. And then <laughs> oh, no, you're one, right. It does have that one, right? Yeah, and then there's the one where Marge is trying to get into, like, the country club, and she buys that one mm-hmm. dress that she yep. keeps. I don't really like that one. That oh, one really? Just, I love that one. That, that one's one pretty good. feels like the, the tone of the later ones, where it's just less humorous. And I mean, I like it as a character thing for Marge, but I just don't think it's a very funny episode. Yeah, I like that one. Anyway, I'm with you on The Simpsons. David, what's yours? Um... I love Seinfeld, uh-huh. which has become kind of a divisive one these days because I don't think it holds up necessarily as well. Huh. Especially if you didn't watch it at the time and then you try to watch it. Like, it's funny yeah. because you remember it being, like, you remember watching it. I feel like, because I feel like a lot of people who watch it now just don't find it as funny anymore. I feel like a lot of shows like that that are really influential suffer mm-hmm. later from how influential they were. Yeah. Because people are like, oh, this is just like a million. And you're like, no, this was the first thing that was like this. <laughs> and now everything is like it. So, yeah. It was so smart. But I'd probably go with Arrested Development. Because mm. I really, because it was really funny and it had like a different layer to it too where there's jokes you don't even know sure. are there. Like they're <laughs> foreshadowing. Yeah. It's like a fucking renaissance painting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, I had a, I really thought about this question. I feel like including sentimentality, I might say Taxi. Like, mm. I feel like Taxi is maybe the sitcom I have loved the most. Wow. How in... old are you? I know, right? I didn't realize Ryan was 55. I know. <laughs> it makes sense now that I'm thinking about it. When I was a kid it. in the 70s, no, um, <laughs> when, well, it was on Nick at Night when I was in high school, and I just got really obsessed with it. And I think as a character study, I think it, I don't know. I mean, it has some low points, too, because I, I wonder now, maybe I think, because it's like basically Cheers' cousin. It's like the precursor mm-hmm. to Cheers, yeah. and a lot of the same people worked on it. And a lot of them worked on The Simpsons, too. And uh, so I would maybe say Cheers is the better sitcom. And then Roseanne, excluding this, the final season. But that's so interesting. <laughs> I mean... How bad the yeah, final season of Roseanne uh-huh. is. See, and I, I even... I dislike more Roseanne's like seventh and eighth seasons than the last season. Oh, I because think... like the, la- the last season is just crazy, but it's it's interesting, crazy, and they're right. clearly trying to do something different. Whereas I think it went a little bit off the rails in the seasons leading up to that, in terms of just like when Roseanne was pregnant again. And yeah, then... which she really was, though. Oh, I know, I know. But it's true. It kind of started to lose its direction for a while. But that was, I mean, that's to me the definitive jump the shark moment is those characters winning the lottery where you're just like, this show is no good now. The only (laughs) difference there, I think, is that they, Roseanne at least, was well aware that it was a jump the Mm -hmm. shark moment. Like, I don't think they had any illusions about that being a jump and they did it because it was a jump the shark moment. And they did it for fun. It really yeah. opened it up in a lot of dumb ways, sure. But then they had their twist, too. But I would say, like, the first the first five or six seasons of Roseanne are just really quality sitcom. Well, and they're a great sitcom, and they're also a great, like, human drama. Like, yeah. the development yeah. of the characters is just a really amazing. That show is, has a lot of depth to it, I would say. Mm-hmm. And it's really sharply funny, too. Well, and it's one of the few sitcoms I feel like where you see a lot of actual character growth, like yeah. especially with the kids in yeah. terms of like how they were, the archetypes they were presented as like in the early seasons and then how they changed as the actors grew up. And yep. 
stuff like well, that. Well, Darlene, yeah, from beginning to end. Yeah, but even like... like Becky in the early seasons was like this goody two shoes, good grade getting nerd, and yeah. then she ends up as the one that like runs off and gets married while still in high school and does the sort of traditional ruining of her life. Yeah. Perspective, you know, from a certain perspective, kind of. A, so basically yeah. everyone but DJ. Yeah. Boy, did that kid never offer up anything. <laughs> <laughs> that show is so profound, too, because, I mean, let's not mince words. It's like a working class, non-traditionally yep. oh, yeah. attractive yeah. Mm-hmm. woman. Yeah. yeah. God bless Roseanne. Well, and it was like one of the first shows to have like gay characters and mm-hmm. gay issues on the show and things like that. Like it was. We'll definitely be talking about Roseanne in our in our next podcast. Has yeah. none of you watched Always Sunny? I've watched a little. I've probably watched the first two seasons of it. And I like it. It's another one of those things where, like, the first one you watch, like, I didn't like it because the characters are so hateful. Mm-hmm. But then, like, it's like drinking Malort once you come around on it. No, I mean, I like it. Like, I would watch it now. Yeah. But I think it's funny and, like, well done whenever I watch it, but I've never gotten into a group one. Oh, the other one I would say... It's still coming out and has had a bit of a dip, but yeah. it's still doing interesting things. The other one I would say is I Love Lucy. How old are you? Wow, I didn't know Ryan was 75 years old. <laughs> I just grew up... It was on a lot when I was a kid, and I just always thought it was great. No, I mean... Yeah. I Love Lucy is still on. Like, I right now, wherever you are, you could turn on a channel somewhere and find I Love Lucy. So it's like, a great show. And it's yeah. totally, like, uh, a standard-setting show. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, Ruth- talk about another trailblazer. Yep. She's the reason we have Star Trek. Yeah, yep. Uh-huh. yep. God bless Lucy. I haven't... I've seen a few Lucys, and they're funny. And I, But what I remembered was... Probably my teenage years, I saw a few Bob Newhart shows. Oh, yeah. And that's where I was like, wow, people could be funny in the 60s. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And then, like, Lucy's the same way where you watch it, like, oh, this is, like, legitimately funny even now, you know. And then it is still funny now. Like, it's not just yeah. reference to 1950s thing that you won't know anymore. Like, it is universe. There's a certain universality to it. All right, next question. We got a few. <laughs> We're like 10 minutes in on one question. So. <laughs> uh, so this is for Austin and David. Uh, also from Kevin Myers. He wanted to know what all of our favorite sitcom was, and then he just wanted Austin and David's opinion on something. Hmm. Since the Minnesota Twins just barely missed the postseason, <laughs> will you be ro- will you be rooting for the Cubs now like all good Americans? Don't, don't sleep at their question. <laughs> Someone asked you about Billy Joel. I'm going to be real shitty about it. Anyway, that's your question. David, you want to go first? <laughs> you don't want to go first, do you? <laughs> I am a bitter, jaded person who wants to see as many people unhappy <laughs> all the time, especially when I'm unhappy. So if I'm unhappy with baseball, I want as many people to be unhappy with baseball as possible. So that's where I'm like, maybe the Cubs should lose because then it'll be make the most people unhappy. But that's a really bad answer and a bad outlook. No, on you're life, winning so me back, David. <laughs> <laughs> Winning me this whole question. <laughs> Car- Carolyn just did one of those, like, hmm? snores. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, wait, bitter? Jaded? <laughs> now, as we're talking, the Vikings are doing very well, so if they can actually put something together, like a Super Bowl win, maybe I'd have a more positive outlook on sports. Now I'm snoring. Other people's <laughs> happiness, but yeah. at the moment, I can't say I'm actually rooting for the Cubs, even though a good American in person would. I, I am not as bitter and jaded as David. <laughs> that is true. 
I am adjacent to David, <laughs> and a lot of his bitterness rubs off on me. Hi. Uh, so there's a part of me, there's a part of me that just wants the Cubs to win, so everybody can shut the fuck up about the Cubs and how long it's been since they won a World Series. But there's also a part of me that would just sort of take some Schadenfreude in them having their hearts broken again. I can tell you, I'm definitely not rooting for the San Francisco Giants and their fucking fuck you. every even year gonna win a World Series bullshit. San Francisco. Because the only thing that bothers me more than my team losing is other teams having sustained success. Mm, that's fair. It is about time the Cubs won a World Series, though. I'll put it yeah. that way. So. They, they, they're certainly, they're certainly do. Yeah. Like they're, they're one of the I'm... few teams that I could be like, okay, they, they really, they really do kind of need one. <laughs> I mean, the honest answer is the Twins have been so bad this season that I've kind of checked out of baseball, so I don't really have that much of a rooting interest in anything yeah i wouldn't say i'm rooting i won't be sad if the cubs win at least we i'll be able to say i was alive when history was made so will ryan and carol right yep i mean i would be alive (laughs) carol won't she may have just died right now during that question carol's a little under the weather right now so (laughs) all right here's a question from megan doll has it been discussed that Dustin Diamond's dad played a study hall teacher? He was the one who yelled at Slater, This is study hall, not soul train. Hey, this is study hall, not soul train. And we covered yes. that when we did the book like a week or two ago, right? Yeah, but yeah. Her, her question was asked before our episode discussing the book was up. Did we yeah. notice if his dad was, like, hideous? Well, I haven't gone back and looked at him yet. I bet he doesn't look great. <laughs> what if he was dashing? No, I remember him. He was not dashing, but he did not look like Dustin Diamond at all. You know who he reminded me of? Who? The dad from Eight is Enough. I don't you know, know him. That? Oh, that's my favorite sitcom. <laughs> no, I don't think I've ever seen that one, actually. You don't remember. I remember just the ten of us. Maybe is that what I'm thinking of? Just the ten. Oh, you know what? I think so. Yeah, that's the dad from Just the Ten of Us. Wait, okay. Just the ten. Patton the dad in in Eight is enough. I know who he is. I think I'm confusing my shows. So now I'm just kind of with your shows that are numbers of kids. (laughs) Yeah, ruined. We're ruined. Seventh Heaven. Seventh Heaven. Yeah, that's who it was. Seventh Heaven. Now there's a show. (laughs) <laughs> that we won't ever talk about again. That would be, I don't know, I think we will, because I think there's some very special episodes of that. You watched so. that? I've seen some Seventh Heaven. How old are you? <laughs> like 12? Oh my god, who knew Ryan was 15? <laughs> that show is a good, bad show. Yeah. So it was just the 10 of us is the one I'm thinking okay. of. Okay. Alright. And I, I want... thought that teacher looked like the dad from that. I can see that. Is there a TV show with every number in the t- like the first ten digits in the title? No, like two and a half men. Oh, you mean um, all all the TV shows together could be the numbers? Yeah, yeah, like eight is enough. Something with nine, just the ten of us. Nine inches. Seventh heaven. The show. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what's our next question? Party of five. Yeah, Very party of five. Okay. Um, three's company. Three's nice. company. Four. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a four one. Yeah, it's got to be a foreigner. The band. What's our next question? (laughs) All right. um, Pez D. Spencer, who has two questions. This is the first, who's a friend of the show. Shout out to Pez D. Spencer. Are you going to be reviewing the porn parody, This Ain't Saved by the Bell? Um, That's like the one thing we're not doing. I mentioned it early on, but then I guess we're not doing it. 
because we're not doing it. Yeah. Right? We just start. It's too late. This is our last episode. <laughs> if we found a board game of Saved by the Bell, I would play that. We can just do that in our private lives. We can just no. enjoy our lives now. We don't have to. No. Okay. I'm never going to stop talking about the screech. <laughs> I'm never going to forget all these Disney finger facts. Carol, remember like a year and a half ago when you were like, I don't think I'm going to make it to the end of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You're always threatening to quit. That's cool. <laughs> now you now you won't leave. You're like a kid getting dropped <laughs> off at summer camp. <laughs> I learned so many things, like how to shoot an arrow. <laughs> how to make a basket out of woven... Out of wicker. Wicker, there you go. How to run from bats in the night. Too long didn't read, no, we're not reviewing the Save by the Bell porno. No, we're not. One Save by the Bell porno is enough. Yeah, well, <laughs> we skimmed that one. So Brendan Diamond, although I'd rather have watched the porn parody than the Screech one. Too bad. Yeah. We picked the wrong porno. So Brendan Diamond has a question Any for each of us. Any relation to Dustin Diamond? Uh, that's our question for him. Brendan. So Carol. Yeah. Boxers or briefs? Commando. Commando. Is this for you or for another person? I it's don't like, know. Okay. <laughs> Either way, Commando. Well, for me, it's, it's lady underwear. You yeah. know, it's different, different horse. So you, pick but you, you prefer you prefer your man, Commando. Well, it's not even about what I prefer. It's just about like what I'm used to at oh. this point. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how long term relationships work. Is <laughs> his like you know? If I need the D out, I pull it out. But it's yeah. up to him how he chooses to. Dress it all day and tell then. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So glad we learned some things about Aaron. <laughs> yeah, if you can yeah. look for it now that you know. Well, I always look for it. <laughs> Austin. Yo. Is the kiddo walking slash talking yet? I asked because we have kids about the same age. I think mine is 16 months. Yeah, so 16 months. He's a little bit younger than Liam. Liam's coming up on 22 months as we're recording wow. this. Now. Oh, big shot over here That'll with his 22 months weeks. old. But yeah, he he's definitely walking. He's been walking for a while and um, gets into everything. And talking a little bit, starting to string some words together into sentences. Yeah. Um, puppy is a popular word. Uh... Lots of things are puppy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and he, he loves bye-bye. So we get, <laughs> anytime you leave, it's just like five or six bye-byes. Yeah. Has he said the screech yet? He has not said the screech yet. Has he been like, Dad, why were you ignoring me? Stop talking <laughs> about Saved by the Bell. No, we're not. Uh, thankfully, he, he is not capable of that uh, that complex a level of thought. Maybe he won't even remember these years that you That's were true. reviewing Walk him out. What'll happen is he'll be like 15 and he'll stumble <laughs> across this on the internet and he'll be like, what the fuck? That's yeah. my dad. Yeah, and then you feel only. Do you think that your relationship with him is weirdly parallel to Zach's dad, but rather than getting phone calls all the time, you're talking about Saved by the Bell? Well, while me and Liam do communicate primarily via phone, even while in the same house <laughs> or room together. Is it the only way to get through to you? Just like, just like Zach and his dad, so yeah. that's All right. Yeah. <laughs> So, good to know. Nice to got an update on your kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's a question from me. These are all from Brendan Diamond. What's worse, Good Morning Miss Bliss or Full House? That's a good mm. question, Ryan. Well, I think that they're bad in different ways. Because Full House is, like, insultingly bad and <laughs> aggravatingly bad. And Good Morning Miss Bliss is just, like, boring. 
And at the end of the day, there's a fuck ton more Full House than there is Good Morning, Miss Bliss. Well, and I think Full House is more fun to watch and make fun of. It has, it gives you more to work with. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't want to watch either of them, especially after having reviewed them both extensively. Like, I really have them out of my system. Um, and I really have not watched Full House since finishing the blog, except when we did that thing at the theater where we, like, live uh, chit-talked it or whatever. Right. Um, but other than that, I would say both shows now, if they were on TV, I would just change the channel. I would refuse to watch either. But Standard Say by the Bell, I would still watch. I think that's my question for everyone. Did we ever talk about this? Would you still watch Say by the Bell? Did we do that already? Yeah, I think yeah. we did that already. Okay. Well, then cut that out. Um, <laughs> cut. Cut. Oh, no. Out. <laughs> okay. And then David, you ready for this, David? Yeah, I am ready for but, it. No, you're not. <laughs> David, you promise to answer this question? Sure. <laughs> what is your pubic hair grooming technique? Wow. Uh, I just take a razor to it, so I got a little attachment on my razor, and I just trim it up. I don't go full baldness, but I try to at least keep it from like having large cats that live in it, and, like tigers and such. You so know? you shave it? Uh, yeah, with a razor. I just kind of trim it a little off the top kind of thing wait what do you mean you sh- like a like a razor like you do with your beard yes but there's an attachment to it so it's like a manscaping attachment really yeah yeah you're not aware i i have something like that for my beard although once i got a little too close so i had like a strip just in the middle of my beard <laughs> so then i just had to go full bore on it you know do so- you ever like shave a bald spot on your balls and have bald balls <laughs> Not intentionally. <laughs> um, how short is it? Is it like really short, or is it like? Can you send one of your pubes? Half an inch. Yeah, I could send <laughs> a shaved pubic. So yeah. you do you have to like do it all on your balls? Do you have to like pull your <laughs> stretch out your balls and kind of. I I don't do my balls as much. I just kind of. <laughs> yeah, I don't stretch them out. I guess I'll put it that way. <laughs> okay. Wow, I, I would like to see this attachment. I'm intrigued. David, the, cor- right. the correct answer to that question is what technique? Mm. Mm. Um, well, that was beautiful. And then here's another invasive question for you, David. All right. This is Pez Dispenser's next question. It's a good follow-up to the last one. Uh, has David tried rimming since it was last discussed? Yeah. <laughs> Requiring. No. No. <laughs> oh. That's all right. End of that question. <laughs> Disappointing, huh? Yeah. Well, on her or me? You already you... said no. Yeah, the answer's still no. Oh, <laughs> so nobody's getting their ass eaten out of David's house. Yeah, I think it's like the preference, though. I don't think anyone's like missing out. Missing. Yeah, it's, it's not that one party is, is yearning for it and the other's refusing. You're both on the same level as far as, uh, as where that's at. I believe so. It's my understanding that the amount of ass eating that's happening in Carol's house is enough <laughs> to cosmically balance out all the ass eating that's not happening yeah, throughout the world. But I'm sick of carrying everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you enjoyed it though. Well, I mean I'm good at what I do. <laughs> and there's a certain pleasure that comes with my level of craftsmanship. So here's a question. We won't answer it right away because it's going to lead into a couple of emails we got. And uh, I think you'll have a pretty 
You think there'll be people will be pleased by where this is going? <laughs> this is from Nathan G. Swan. I don't really have a question at the moment, other than maybe, did you ever try tracking down a call sheet or some other production material that would list all the speaking extras' names, like Herbert Hotis? I don't know if that is all cataloged somewhere, but maybe a trip to L.A. is necessary. So we got a couple other emails. Sounds like a Patreon goal to me. Yeah, I know. who's going to go and shake down the old office in L.A.? Ryan's from California. That gets him admission, right? There, yeah. go. Do it. So we got a couple other emails about our search for Herbert Hodis. This one's from Rob Springer. It says, hey, gang, as the series wraps up, I want to take the time to thank you for putting out my favorite podcast to listen to. Oh, thanks, Rob Springer. Mm-hmm. Eat it, this American life. I know. Take that, <laughs> Ira Glass. Suck our dicks. Thank you. We I'll- shattered him. <laughs> I get it. I'll have you know, I looked very hard for Herbert Hodis, and that motherfucker is invisible. I scoured the internet and even looked locally. (laughs) I looked in the coffee shop. I looked under my blankets. Is he knocking door to door? (laughs) Are you Herbert Hodis? That's what we need to do. He said, I figured if anywhere an extra from a low-budget Saturday morning children's show would end up, it would be, of course, be my local Arby's. <laughs> well, I'll be damned if the manager didn't tell me to get out after yelling at the top of my lungs that I don't know what a jamoka is or why it's in a shake. But that's on him. Uh, he says, either way, apparently I've been to some of the same bot cons as Austin and David, and it's kind of refreshing to know I possibly crop dusted some of my favorite podcast hosts. I'm sure they recall the memory fondly while drinking cocoa. This guy's wild. I think he's too wild for us. He should he should find a, a more no, I don't know. Well, he should quit listening to our show. Yeah, that's Um, it. So then Kevin Moran, who's been another pal of the show, I think he asked one of the questions up here, right? Yes. Yeah, we only have like, oh wait, that was Kevin Myers. That was a different guy named Kevin. Too many fucking Kevins. We have like at least seven fans. Seven Kevins. Seven Kevins. Seven Kevins. (laughs) All right. Kevin Moran (laughs) says, uh, I really enjoy the show and thought I would drop you a note to fill you one of my recent attempts to locate the actor who played Herbert Hodis. I figured that the best chance of success would be to contact some of the secondary actors and or show staff members instead of the main stars. My first try was sending a tweet to Dennis Haskins, but with no reply. <laughs> Maybe Stay he was on classy, the toilet. Den. Stay classy, <laughs> I later found the personal website of series creators Sam Bobrick, who actually replied to my email. Wow. This is like Sam We're Bobrick's We're really getting response. in there. Dear Kevin, I have no idea. It was most likely not on the, I was most likely not on the show then. Sam. Oh no! That was the closest <laughs> we'd ever like, get. Sam Bobrick is one of the. I think he's like credited in every single episode. Yeah, I, know. I scanned through the episode information and noticed that Don Barnhart directed many episodes, including ones with Herbert Hotis. I could not locate him on the internet, but I did find the Twitter account of his son, Don Barnhart Jr. Now we're getting there. At Don Barnhart. Don Jr. is a stand-up comic in Vegas. I asked him if his father might know the name of the actor who played Herbert. He replied and said that he would ask his father, but at the time of this email, I have yet to hear back from him. It's too bad Sylvester wouldn't do us a solid help to solve this. Yeah, we fucking contacted Sylvester. We found him, even though he's not one of our So favorites. he says, thanks for all the laughs, and I look forward to your future pro- projects. So I thought this was going to be it. Uh, for our Herbert Hodis yeah. investigation. I love that some of our listeners have been beating down doors and getting in Arby's trying to figure it out. That's he amazing. went to all the trouble of going to Arby's for us. And this other guy thought of two people to email, and that's more than I've done. I've just cried him to a hole at night. Where's Herbert Hodes? So this is some shit you can't make up. Oh, shit. <laughs> we're about to tell you oh, guys shit. right now. And oh, I, shit. Before we say anything, especially to Meg C., our 
favorite pin. I want to clarify, this is real. What we're about to tell you. <laughs> this shit is so unbelievable that you can't make it up. I can't believe Oh, so I was the first one to see this fan right in. Yeah. And they were just writing yeah. in our wall, and I was in class, and they were like, where's Herbert Hodis? And I'm just like, fucking, I know. Well, so we got Facebook messages. I think this happened, too, because your drawing, Carol, of Herbert is our uh, icon now. Yeah. I think that's what... Yeah, we have a, a Herbert Hodis on a milk. Yeah, because the comment, the comment that she left was on the post in which Carol changed the icon to her 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 Herbert Hodis picture. Yeah, it's Herbert Hodis on a missing a missing sign on a milk carton. So, yeah. so what's the name of the? It was a woman who messaged us, right? Yeah, it was uh, Nancy Beckendorf McGonagall. So she fucking knew him. <laughs> oh my god she's like where's herbert hodas i'm like i know where and she's like oh i think this is him and she pulls out a yeah. child's glamour shot and sure enough he's got those bee stung lips yep. and he's a little baby boy with a beautiful perm and i'm like that's him it clearly was him so she it's did- him we found him so then and then she remembered his name and she gave it to us she i like the conversation was something to the effect of <laughs> who who is herbert hodas or like Exactly, we'd like to know. I mean, she's like, no, I mean, who is he? Where, is he from Montana? And we're like, that's what we'd like to know. And <laughs> to, like, assuming we knew who he was, and she wanted us to confirm that who she thought he was, he wasn't. Was, and then what? she came out with a photo yeah. of him. Yeah. And, that- well, and, just, and just to give her her bona fides, she said that he was a drama student at a high school in Billings, Montana, and that she was a student teacher for his teacher right around the time that he was in high school. And she said at first that she couldn't remember his name, but then she came up with it. And then from there, we got (laughs) the picture that she pulled out. Presumably, like, it's a yearbook picture. It's a beautiful picture. It's really great, yeah. It's haunting. And so from there, with the name, (laughs) it was pretty easy to just sort of, like, through Facebook... (laughs) track down the, the the real life Herbert Honus. Yeah. So, well, so, so then we all start internet Wikipedia Brown super sleuthing. Well, so should we not try say... to friend him? And I friended the wrong one. Yeah. So, as far as I got. Should we not say his full name? I don't know if that's invasive or well, not. Well, let's get when you ask him. We should get his permission. Okay. Not. Well, his name is Kevin. Another then, yeah, Kevin, you guys. Of, and the other thing is, he lives in Oregon. He was yeah, here the whole time. He's actually Ryan's roommate. <laughs> you guys, talk about Ryan and Carol dropping the ball here. He's been in the damn state the well, whole so time. Carol and I, like, I discussed it in the wind sometimes. Carol and I discussed driving to go see him, but he's about six hours away. So we're so. totally gonna do so it. Going. No. So what happened was we found his uh, Facebook, and I messaged him and friend request him. Ryan found the right one. Yeah, the one he- I found <laughs> had the same name, and he was also blonde, but he just didn't. Have that Herbert Hodes magic. So what happened was, he I sent him a message and a friend request, and he just ignored the request. I don't think he looked at the message. And then Carol was like, he accepted my request, and then I was stewing about that, and then I went <laughs> And I fr- did get the wrong one, well, was, and we're still friends today. Um, <laughs> so I went to go look at her recently added friends just so I could be mad about it. And I was like, oh, that was the wrong one. And then we looked at <laughs> But his... it was very nice of him to accept me. Yeah, whoever that guy is, is your friend. <laughs> so then we looked at his profile, and we found out where he worked. And then I got you guys to dare me to call it. <laughs> I love how you needed us to dare you. Well... And to be, and to be clear, 
you you looked up his Facebook page, and from the Facebook page, it was pretty clear that he he owns a restaurant in yeah. Oregon. Yeah. So you called the restaurant. Yeah. So I called the restaurant, and it was the number was disconnected, but then it gave me. Uh, a redirect number, and then I called that, and I'm pretty sure it's his personal cell phone. <laughs> Is it a gigantic cell phone? Yeah, so basically, I've talked to him twice. So here's how it went. This is Kevin. Hi, I'm trying to reach Kevin. This is Kevin. Hi, is this the Kevin played Herbert Hodis on Saved by the Bell? It is. Hi, uh, this is kind of weird, but I do a podcast about the show. Would you be at all willing to do an interview about it or anything? That was such a long time ago. Um, I'm like right in the middle of something right now, and uh, your number came over unknown. I don't know how you got my name and number. Sure. Um, I would be happy to explain it to you. I'm not going to do anything weird, but would there be a better time to call or anything? Um, actually, there would be uh, any uh, uh, try next week, sometime earlier in the week. Uh, okay. Um, just during the day or something? Yeah, I'm, I I own and operate a restaurant, and so I'm, I'm uh, quite busy all the time, but... Uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll talk to you then. Thank you. I could call you at this number? Yeah, and your name is? My name is Ryan. I do a podcast about Saved by the Bell, and uh, it's, it's a long story, but uh, we're not going to bother you or okay. anything. I just would love to talk to you sometime. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'll call you on Monday. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. Hey, Kevin, this is Ryan from the Say by the Bell Reviewed podcast. How you doing? Good, how are you? Oh, I'm, I'm alright, I'm running behind today, but uh, go ahead. You have a few minutes? I can I can give you a few minutes. Awesome, thank you so much. So, uh, how could you describe your experience on the show at all? Well, it was a dream come true. I, I uh, um, moved from Billings, Montana to uh, Los Angeles in hopes to um, do some acting. Um, I got the opportunity uh, to buy an audition. I auditioned for uh, chess player number three uh-huh. and, and got the part. Got the part. Um, that was the first uh, um, thing that I ever did on the show. It was, uh, it was a lot of, you know, uh, I think I spent more more money um, in long distance telling everybody that I got the part than I made from the first uh, episode that I did. But uh, it was it was really fun. Um, I I got to meet in that uh, initial uh, show the you know the the players and and then from there on it just kind of it went from there. I went back and. I was uh, dork number three or dork number one or, you know, uh, nerd number two, you know, whatever. I was always five and under until the third season that I was uh, attached to the show. I became Herbert Hodes. 
because mm-hmm. um, uh, I, the part of the nerd that I that I have uh, have been, you know, was I guess there are enough scenes that they, you know, I was a reoccurring character. Did they? So was, yep. So you were cast as like a nerd character. Did you? Did they have give you direction on the kind of representation of the character, or was that you? Did you come up with that? That's just pretty much me. I I uh, I had that uh, lockdown from from when I was uh, I was pretty much a nerd in high school, so um, I just had to be myself. Do you feel like you were pretty much playing yourself, or was it like a created persona? I just, you know, I mean, it was a caricature of, 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 of a nerdy, a nerdy kid in school. But uh, you know, um, just a little high, high, strong, and, and uh, you know, it, it was a caricature. I, you know, there were you know, Don Barnard was a great director, and he and he did give directions quite well, so. Cool. So it was a good experience overall. Oh yeah, it was a fantastic experience. Do you have any like memories of the cast on the show or anything? Just good ones. You know, we we uh, uh, Mario Lopez and I. Uh, he was he was big into wrestling. Um, he was a state champion, and uh, I had wrestled in high school. I was uh, I think probably two or three years older. Um, the one that was closest in age was Liz. She was uh, she was uh, like a year or two younger than I was. She was eighteen, and uh, and I was uh, I, I was twenty, uh, nineteen, twenty at the time. So, um, just all good memories. I mean, I remember setting up uh, wrestling mats when it came when it came time to. Uh, for state came, when state came around, competition came around, uh, helping Mario out in the uh, in his dressing room. Uh, you know, we we would wrestle. Um, you know, kind of spar uh, to stay in shape. And, and you know, he, he was he was very very good. Uh, I remember hanging out with uh, Mark Paul a couple times off of set. It was it was fun. It was good time. Good kids. They were they were all. Uh, good people. I didn't get to know Dustin very well. Uh, he was a lot younger than I was. He was, uh, um, I don't know, twelve or thirteen. So I didn't really have a lot in common with him. Mm-hmm. Um, so what have you been up to, like, since the show ended? Oh, a lot of things. I've, I've uh, uh, went back to Billings, Montana. I met my wife. I've been married for twenty-five years. So I've got five beautiful children. Wow. Um, yeah, and uh, and it's just kind of something uh, funny and embarrassing that, that Dad was on a show, and they like to tease me about it every once in a while. They'll see me on and say, you know, what a nerd. <laughs> uh, that, that was going to be my question, yeah. is uh, Does it come up in your life at all? Oh, yeah, it, it, everybody knows Saved by the Bell. Mm-hmm. It was the... It was the hottest thing around, uh, the, the best, the best show uh, of its day, uh, in its time slot. We killed. Um, so, you know, everybody knows that you can't find somebody who doesn't, um, especially in the, you know, from Generation X to uh, to uh, you know the 
baby boomers. They they all know because their kids were watching it. They were watching with their kids. It was it was a pretty good uh, you know it was it was a pretty tight show. And uh, for all the for all the things that uh, you know the drama of of uh, one person uh, you know Dustin I guess has had his had his time uh, adjusting to being a regular person, but. Uh, you don't. You can't fake uh, the wholesomeness of the show if you look at you know the, per, the people who came, how they went on about their lives. It was a pretty wholesome show. I mean, they didn't put up with you know they they were they were uh, truly uh, you know I don't know how to say this, but they 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 weren't fake. They were they were real people. Hmm. Um. They were they were genuine. So anyway, yeah. Um, it it comes up, you know. People people want to take a picture with me or 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 whatnot. So. Yeah. So do you just get recognized? Um, like do people just see you and go, "Hey, you're Herbert Otis." Every once in a while, every once in a while, they'll 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 like go, uh, "Oh, well, I don't have the I don't have the same hair that I used to on the show." So they'll look at me funny and. Uh, you know, do I know? Where do I know you from? You look familiar. I said, well, you know, I'll I'll, I'll ask them if they they watch Saved by the Bell. Oh, that's where it's at. You know, as soon as Saved by the Bell comes out, then they they know who who I was, the nerdy guy with the big hair. So. <laughs> yeah, we were. So it's become kind of a a running thing on our show because you know I think the background characters and the tertiary characters on Saved by the Bell like add so much to it, especially since they had the same people for years and yeah. we always look up everyone on IMDB but we could never find you so we became kind of fascinated with where you've gone and the, the search for the grail wow. yeah and did you find did you find uh, Romeo no who is that he's the African American nerd with the uh, the, the pitch can voice oh the... Ollie did he really talk like that no 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 he, I, I, I actually, uh, I actually ran into him uh, uh, on an extra shoot. Uh, we were both doing extra work on on a, a shoot for a pre, uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and I and I suggested to him that he should try out for um, um, one of the nerd roles on, uh, you know, there's just. Agent should send him in, send his uh, headshot in for one of those because uh, he he might do do real well at it. And uh, lo and behold, he was there two or three weeks later. Um, yeah, so. So did you do Scott Scott, Scott Wolf uh, went on? You know, he he was he and, and I became became uh, friends. Um, and uh, you know he went on to do some some great stuff in film and uh, um, oh heck I can't remember the one about the boat I can't remember the title of it but uh, I don't know with uh, Todd with Todd Todd Bridges so you did background work on other shows did I yeah yeah we worked on other shows and when 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 we went on hiatus we worked we worked. Uh, we had to do all sorts of other work. So, do you remember other shows that you were on? 
What's that? Do you know? Do you remember which other shows you were on? Uh, yeah, I did. I did a, a, a little uh, thing called "The Making of Me" with the. Uh, it was a made-for-TV movie with uh, uh, Martin Short. He was a. Uh, it was the. It was the. the it was his, his life story. Um, and I, I played a, a bully um, in that. Um, I did some uh, some equity, uh, a lot of a lot of plays, um, did some commercials, and then uh, I did a couple feature films, to small bit parts in feature films. So, the guy, I've got I've got to get running to to my. Uh, I now own a restaurant for the next uh, 20 days. We're actually shutting it down and going out of business. So I've got so much on my plate. Sure. Um, well, thank you uh, so much for taking the time to talk. It was, we're actually about to do our last episode, so it's like this amazing... Cul- Someone on Facebook who was in a class with you like 20 years ago gave us your name, and then we looked you up on Facebook, and then I called the restaurant, and it gave me this number. That's how we found you. So thank- oh, fantastic. So th- very good. Very th- good. Thanks anyway, for... Hey, yeah. uh, the best... Uh, like your, la- your final blog, huh? Yeah. Okay, well... Um, I'm glad I could uh, be of uh, some help to you, and good luck with everything, all the rest of your endeavors. Yeah, you too. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye. Oh, my God, you guys. I can't believe that this ended up happening. But we found him and spoke to him. in the world is real life Herbert Hodes? Turns out he was just in Oregon. Why didn't we all know this? Well, <laughs> so, we were all like giggling schoolgirls too. Or like, I know. Ryan, are you going to call him? No. When we were, I, I think it's so funny that Ryan had to have us dare him when yeah, he was the yeah. only one brave enough to call him on the phone. We're like, I can't do it. I can't do it. We were like 13-year-olds on Facebook <laughs> message. Like, oh my God, you should do it. Yeah, you should totally do it. Yeah, do it. Oh my God. Did you do it? Did you do it? What did he say? No, David was like, because when I was like making you guys dare me to do it to build up the courage, David was like, oh, I feel like we're at like a slumber party. And that was exactly what the feeling was. Like, I felt exactly the same way. So we found out the short answer is that uh, he owns a restaurant in Southern Oregon and he's like a Trump supporter, I guess. And he's religious. He's got yeah. kids. He yeah, was like really his, sick he, recently and he almost died. Those were his I'm so glad that he yeah. lived for us to interview I know. him. I'm so glad that he isn't really good at setting Facebook security. <laughs> so we were able to see all of this from his Facebook page. Because most people you can see like a couple of pictures and they're like vital stats. But this guy's page is like 100% public apparently. The thing about this is like I can believe that we tracked this guy down like just from actively doing call-outs about him for two years. What I can't believe is it literally happened the last possible week that we... Like, if this <laughs> had happened in two weeks, we would have been like, ah, oh, fuck, the show's over. Yeah, we'd probably have to, like, put out a special mini-podcast of just, like, here's a phone conversation or something. Yeah, or something. Like this, right? this snuck in just under the wire, which is yeah. amazing. I did really... not expect this level of closure, No! Right? We that's what's crazy up. about it. It really does restore my faith in the power of the internet. Yeah. Because I was just like, how in this day and age can we not find out, like, this guy's name? And we, 
We did. It just took a little time. What about your faith in the universe? Yeah. And that Austin. everything comes together like this. Yeah. That's, that's still a work in progress. But this is definitely a step in the right direction. <laughs> Similar to Saved by the Bell, everything worked out just, just the last moment. Uh-huh. Because maybe we have been stepping around and found ourselves inside TV or something. I'm definitely inside something. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that bothers me about this is it makes me wonder if we hadn't applied ourselves to something more useful. What could be more useful <laughs> than that. finding baby boy Herbert Hodes? Like, could, could we have found Jimmy Hoffa? We could have, like, cured <laughs> cancer, but instead we, like, found some guy. Yes, yes, I'm sure we could have done a podcast about curing cancer. Like. <laughs> you guys, all we ever did to find him was, like, ask the internet yeah. like several times it's not like we went into rb we talked about it a lot all we did was whine a lot now now let's be fair if any of our listeners have the cure to cancer please let us know please open that yes. up Come on. Yes. that'll be for our next show everybody <laughs> and if anyone knows how to cure cancer <laughs> just send us an email from now on, we should just be like, why hasn't anyone cured cancer yet? I can't <laughs> believe this hasn't happened. Um, I think it's chemo and surgery and some treatment yeah. options. It's not a guarantee cure. It's as close as we can get. Okay, well, so anyway. So, goddamn. Mic drop on that. Well, we got a few High more emails. Five. I know. Fuck. Dude, High five to well you, boys. Oh. <laughs> Classic. I have spoken to Herbert Hotis. Just want to, yeah. want to make that clear. Oh my god, Ryan. Did you feel the golden light enter your body? I would say the main thing I felt besides just... Did you just, giggle? How could you do it without giggling? People will hear the audio. But the main thing <laughs> I felt was... Um, well, I felt really excited. It, like, honestly. Like, it, like, all day. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> but um, I also felt really concerned that we were freaking him out. Yeah. Yeah. I but felt very we, self-conscious about the whole and thing. And we tried in, a, in in our gir- in our like giggling slumber party like discussion. We did our best to, to just say let's not be a creep to this guy and if he's not interested in talking, let's just leave him alone. Yeah, every time I talked to him I was like if you don't want to talk, I will just stop bothering you. You know, he was very much like how did you get this number? <laughs> you have to approach celebrities like wild animals yep. and take one step and palms flat and give them treats. I mean, is he a celebrity? He's he a, he's a star. Yeah. He's a star of our hearts. Ryan, um, yeah. Serious question. Yeah. Okay. When when you were talking to him, how full was your erection? <laughs> um, well, it's always about half mass. <laughs> and what? So it was just average. No, actually, honestly, I was so nervous that it was all, like, shriveled, you know? <laughs> it was the it opposite. Was inside your body. It was like, yeah, it was like the, the turtle head pulled in. <laughs> so you guys want to do the rest of the emails? No. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so we're going to kind of breeze through because we actually got a lot of emails. I just want to talk That's to cool. Herbert Hodes more. Well, I'll give you his number. Thank you. I'm going to tweet him all kinds of pictures. Yeah, we couldn't find him on Twitter, but we didn't look very much. I bet he doesn't tweet. Yeah, well, you can it. you can follow the wrong guy as his name on Twitter. <laughs> I'm going to ask him a lot of questions. <laughs> so, uh, one more thing when you when you mess when you friended the guy the wrong one, you sent him a message, right? Yeah, he never responded, he responded but I was like, it? yeah, 
I don't know. I bet he must. I don't know why he would friend me when I sent him this message like, hello, we appreciate your work if you're interested in talking. And, you know, it's yeah. like all about Sam and the Bell and he yeah. doesn't. Yeah. I just looked at your picture. Oh, yeah, He's probably jerking why? off to your photo right now. <laughs> it's like not even an erotic one. Oh, wait. No, now it is. Now it is. So we got a couple emails from Dr. Clayton Edwards. Doctor. He's written us quite a few emails over the few years, and Ooh, I've always been amazed that yeah. I know I've always been amazed that a doctor would listen to our Is show. Is he a horned up doctor? <laughs> Probably. No, some uh, nurses that are horned up. He has to like fend them off. <laughs> I'm just going to make an executive decision and say yes, he is. <laughs> so this is from horned up doctor Clayton Edwards. <laughs> I was trying to access older episodes on my iPhone, and when you scroll down on the podcast app, it only shows the last twenty. Uh, I looked online and found numerous forums that said that was under control of the owners of the podcast to change the option to show more or something like that. If that is true, can you change that setting? Uh, I guess it maybe it's too late to do that. I don't know. For the uh, last time, it's a limitation of Tumblr. Okay, so that's not our problem. All right. And for the record, our next podcast, we will not be using Tumblr. Oh, okay, cool. That's so, good. is there a way? Where would somebody go to listen to the early one? To Tumblr. Oh, you just have to go to our, like, you can go to our webpage, sbtvreview.com. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and they're all listed there, and you can listen to them directly there, or you can download them from there to your device of choice and listen to it. You can always just Google like SBTB reviewed and then the name of an episode and it'll come up. It'll take you right to the page and you can listen to it from there or, or download it. All right. All right. All right. Um, he says, I'm already thinking you would have recorded the episode, but I'm excited to see if you caught on the hand on the handedness of Nikki in the Mr. Lyman episode. She says she is a killer Southpaw, but when they are throwing paper wads, she is throwing right handed. You catch about everything, so I am sure you did. That would oh, we be totally David missed or Austin. Fucking drop the ball Shit. on that one. I thought you guys like baseball in hand. I know we fucked up. No, them. It's theirs. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is more on them than us. No, I like baseball. I like hands. I don't like the Miss Bliss episode. Gotcha. <laughs> that was the weak link in that equation. <laughs> there you go. If it wasn't a Miss Bliss, who would have caught it? <laughs> so uh, here's another one from him. Uh, the new class is awful. I have seen them all. <laughs> But it would make for a great podcast. If I donated $50 to your campaign, would you consider just doing the first episode? Just curious. Uh, let's, a doctor, let's get 50 G's. Yeah, 50, 50 G's this for is, one episode. This is the same guy who previously asked us why we were charging so much to review the, the, the new class. Wow, maybe he's not one of the expensive doctors. So I guess we're gonna oh, politely decline the 50 fire. bucks, right? Yeah. I mean, it's I like, don't know. Austin and I would do it for fifty bucks. Fifty right? bucks each? No, maybe. it'd be like twelve fifty each. Oh fuck! I'd record a podcast for fifty bucks. Whatever. For twelve fifty in your 50 pocket. Fifty each. Well, no, but if it's just Austin and I, it's just twenty five bucks. Oh. oh, well, he doesn't want that. He wants all. I'd still of do. It. I'd still do it for twelve fifty. I mean, it's twelve fifty more than I have oh. right now. Wow, Austin well, is very reasonable. I'm a, che- I'm a cheap date. Okay, well, keep it in mind because maybe we could do it as an episode of our next podcast, the yeah. fifty dollar Clayton Edwards challenge <laughs> bounty. On a side note, I think John F. Kennedy Jr. Jr. High is 7th through ninth. <laughs> the traditional definition of a junior high is 7th through ninth grade. Some schools still have the junior high moniker, but have switched to a middle school, which is typically 5th through 8 or 6th through 8, but ends at 8. I am hypothesizing that the Rigmas were in ninth grade, which makes sense for the school, but still makes the premise ridiculous. But I think that is what they were going for. Maybe. So. It was still a frat at a junior high. That is true. So Kevin Cavana wrote us a really nice, a really long email, so I gotta skim it. He gave us in the PPS 
permission to skim it. We're gonna skim most of these because they're we got. I avoided the emails because I knew you were gonna read them, so I wanted to come fresh. But I'm gonna have to read these if they're all nice and glowing. Yeah, we got people said some nice stuff. So he talks oh. about how great Full House reviewed was and how that brought us brought him over to our uh, new show. Mm-hmm. Um, so he wrote us each like a personal note, basically. So I'm gonna oh. read them to you. Okay. Uh, this one's to me. The first one. You're the snarkiest, most sarcastic, and clever guy I've ever heard on a podcast. Wow. Your take on the happenings at Bayside, CU, and GF, JFK were, JFK Junior High was filled with such vitriol and disdain that I quickly came to realize that I, too, couldn't stand half of the shits on the show and grew to utterly abhor the writing staff. When I heard you have a love affair with burgers, I knew that if the time were to come that you needed someone to follow you into imminent doom, I would be that guy. What? Wait, scratch that last part. That's just too weird. <laughs> he would follow you into a burger war. Yeah, basically, I'm a jerk, and <laughs> um, he would have he would follow me into a burger war. Does imminent doom mean that he would let you eat him as a burger? I think that he's willing to die with me. And I think by die means just, like, eat some burgers with you. <laughs> yeah, I'd have a burger with this guy. So, Carol, to begin yeah. with, your voice. I could listen to you talk for hours on end about anything. Oh, literally I, anything. I do talk for hours on end. There's just something about it that makes me smile, and each style of laugh you have is more adorable than the next. What? I do have to say that um, Carol's voice is really funny to me. Like, when I edit the podcast, <laughs> just, your voice is funny. Your, your fascination with butts, buttholes, and boobs is commendable. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> your, your artwork is divine. I was butthurt about this, that you got all these art compliments. Uh, uh, you're probably the quickest one of the four when oh. the time calls for something poignant, yet random, is required. Oh, and that one guy wrote that one letter a while back saying he stumbled across your Facebook page and put a face with a voice finally and commented on your boobs? <laughs> yeah, I see what he meant. <laughs> so good job there with those. Thank and you. I said it as, an un- as unchauvinistically as possible. <laughs> good job there with those. That's it. still pretty chauvinistic. <laughs> no. Well, I was sad that he wasn't No, you're off giving him a pass, Carolyn? Well, no. See, boobs are my brand. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a copyright on them? Yes. <laughs> I have a lot of stuff on them. Austin. Yo. The best crack research team in the biz. <laughs> Your knowledge of strange and obscure pop culture factoids is truly something to be reckoned with. I've had the privilege of reading some of your material over at The Real Gentleman, Gentleman of Leisure, and you're a gifted writer as well. You bring that certain Aww. je ne sais quoi to the group, and... To all of our pleasure, brought David along with you. Genesequastin. <laughs> Your ability to really dig deep into each show's message, unintended or not, is always a delight. So thank you for that. Aww. David. Oh. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, David, you, sir, are the glue that holds this hot mess together. <laughs> I love your ability to take on the chin the rest of the group's barbs and lash out accordingly, as there's a lot of that in me. He's always like, don't get it in my hair, though. (laughs) I can relate to being that guy in the group. (laughs) And if I had to admit it... Solidarity. If I had to admit it, you're probably my favorite. Uh, Yeah, that's right. Fuck you all, bitches. (laughs) I'm out of here. David's so cool. The drunk driving episode is my most favorite thing I have ever had the pleasure to listen to. Well, if you haven't listened to, because... And you were truly at your pinnacle that night. That's the one where David's like, fuck you guys! Fuck you guys! (laughs) That's the one where David discreetly went and puked. 
If oh yeah, he yeah. did go puke in the middle. I puked after. I'm a stealth puker. Yeah. If I'm even in, <laughs> if I'm even in Minnesota, I definitely like to have a drink with you, my friend. Let's do it. Um, let's see. That guy is so nice. I appreciate it though. That was very nice. Yes, I appreciate. That's the best letter. Thank you. So then, yeah, and he says uh, we should have get together more, and he wished we did a live in person event. That would be. Uh, what is he even so in any of that. our towns? I would totally. He said he'd do fly that. out to attend. Wow. Uh, and he says he sent some Indiegogo contributions, so thanks for that. Baller. Yes. We. Still, I still have to get together this uh soundtrack. <laughs> So we might want to save this for the very end, but his PS is, if Carolyn would say bye one more time for me, I'd be forever happy. I love how she does that. You want to save it for the very Should end? I, will we remember? Probably not. I just do it now. <laughs> oh, boy! <laughs> <laughs> so this one is from Demi. I'm not going to say her last name because... I'm going to say it's for privacy, but also because I'm going to pronounce it wrong. It's Demi Moore. <laughs> it's from Demi exactly. Moore, yeah. Yes, it's from Demi Moore. <laughs> um, so she likes her show. She listens to it on her commute every week. Uh, like a lot of people say, they made me realize my favorite childhood show is actually a horribly written story of a sociopath <laughs> and his abusive relationship with everyone in his life. <laughs> but yeah. She says if it wasn't for this show, she wouldn't be as happy as she is now. Uh, About a year and a half ago, her friend who I know loves SBTB, told me about your podcast. I never even knew what a podcast was, or that I even had the app on my iPhone. We're the first podcast. Wow. But I listened to your podcast and was immediately obsessed. It also got me into podcasts in general, and now I'm a huge podcast listener. So about a year ago, I was on Match.com. I was almost about to give up on it until I saw this one profile of a very cute guy named David Bittenhoff. No. Um, <laughs> and at the very end of his profile said, avid podcast listener. And I got very excited. So I messaged him knowing my way in to start a good conversation. I was talking about podcasts and how SBTV Reviewed was my favorite. Cut to almost a year later and we were the happiest couple that you can imagine. Aww. And to this day, I always say to him, we owe our relationship to SBTB and SBTV Reviewed. Wow. But does he listen? That's my question. Did he know us before that? They both listen while they fuck. I know. I, I, I'm just <laughs> going to assume that while they have sex, they listen to our show. Yeah, she's in hope. She says, "P.S. You're all my favorite." Which Yay. I never like to We'll try this. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I don't know. I don't have. I don't. I don't have good sexy talk. Oh, uh, that's not what I hear. <laughs> I hope that if if they get married, they send us one invite to the wedding. That's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have to fight amongst ourselves for who gets. It. We would have a, an awful tournament. We limbo. What if this podcast let us get invited to weddings and then we just ate all the rolls? Oh, I'd eat all the rolls. Yeah, That's I'd how, totally go to weddings right? and eat the rolls. Let's retire. See, Austin like is disqualified because he didn't invite Carolyn and Ryan. I, to his wedding. I know. I'm still heard about that. <laughs> so David Palace, who's one of our favorite guys. What is lar- up, DP? Largely because he sent us the booze that we drank on the drunk driving of Only <laughs> David drank that <laughs> Dude, I drank no, a lot of it. Okay. I drank too much of it. Oh, right. I was the only one drinking gin. Yeah, you drank yeah, sen- you more drinking sensibly. gin. We were drinking the rum, and I got drunk. I had a blood eye. This is, uh, he says, I can't think of any new amazing things to say <laughs> that I already haven't told each of you on Twitter personally. This <laughs> podcast is something I think I made a few more friends with and showed me my in real life friends never got it <laughs> because they never watched the show when it was on. They asked me, so you listen to them talk about that show? Yes, I would respond. <laughs> Why did you watch that show back then? They'd ask. And the most honest answer I could think of was, because it was on. That's just <laughs> what you did, I thought. I'd tell them, from Carolyn's rap to drinking on the drunk driving episode to the uncomfortable memories with showgirls. 
We really made me realize the real reason why I watched that show. It was just one crazy ride with Zach as our guide. I look forward to hearing from you in the new show. I'm sure there will be some very special episodes. Yay. Yay. Did he ever get together with Meg C? That's what I want to know. I don't know. think so. It was Dave I Palace, think... right, that we wanted him to bang De- Meg C? Yeah. Well, yeah. So Laura, <laughs> Laura Smith wrote us a really great one. I'm, I'm not going to read the whole thing because we're running along here. But um, what? she and her sister watched the wedding movie when it aired. For some unre- unknown reason, my whole family sat down to watch the movie together. <laughs> I can only imagine my parents had nothing better to do and or were trying to do their parental duty and monitor what we watched. I was about eight at the time. I remember that as soon as Kelly came on the screen, my dad commented, looks like she got implants. What? I, being a young, naive eight-year-old, asked... My girlfriend was saying the same thing, too, if she thinks so. How come I didn't notice her titties? I thought we should be commended for not... I noticed, but I didn't say anything. I just thought she looked smoking hot. Well, I'm also more used to that vintage era Tiffany Amber Thiessen because of 90210. Right. She did definitely get implants, though, right? I I don't know. I'm going to say definitely. I'm going to say she didn't. I'm going to say it's none of my business. I was interested in Tiffany Amber Thiessen for her mind and her thoughts. <laughs> Which, because you, you know her mind. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, to continue the letter, uh, my dad commented, looks like she got implants. I, being a young, naive eight-year-old, asked, what are implants? <laughs> My dad replied, it means she got a new brain. I thought it was weird that Kelly got a new brain and watched carefully to see if she was acting any different. I didn't think she was and wondered how my dad knew. I didn't question it until literally 20 years later when I remembered that conversation, but with a much less innocent worldview. I haven't revisited the movie to see if she really did get implants, and I haven't listened to your review yet, so I don't know if you discussed it. Either way, just wanted to share one of my more salient childhood memories that just so happens to be SBTB review related. I liked that one. That's kind of a David Bits backpedal there. It's was, about her brain. It was a good cover yeah. up, yeah. Yeah, that was. No, that was but I mean, he could have been honest, I guess, you know, that her breasts are bigger. That is going to be a weird thing to have to explain to your Maybe. daughter that Why society you puts yeah. titty sacks in your titties if they're not <laughs> titties enough. All right, so we got a couple from Catherine Vasquez. Vasquez. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says she's sorry that she hasn't written. It's been busy months and dealing with some big personal problems. I hope you're okay there. Oh no, I hope everything's all right. I uh, I kept reminding myself to write you guys, and something always happens. I was a little behind. Uh, she was off from work because Rosh Hashanah. I was able to finally listen to the Miss Bliss wrap up episode. Imagine my surprise and horror when David mentioned how disappointed he was that I hadn't written to him. (laughs) So this is just to David. Just because I didn't write doesn't mean that you haven't been on my mind or in my heart. You are my favorite, and that will never change. And fuck that old fart Haley Mills. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Fuck her. I sometimes wonder if that was really the real Haley Mills. (laughs) Please accept my sincerest apologies, David, the best podcast host ever. Love, Kat. Yeah, I forgive her. David's pretty good. Aw, Kat just put a target on her back. I know. (laughs) And so she wrote us again. Uh, I'm surprised I never mentioned this to you guys before, but I actually met Elizabeth Berkeley when I was in high school. This is three years after Showgirls, so I was 16. I went to a private school in Manhattan and used to take the subway home every day. I live in Queens. One day, my friend and I were walking to the subway, and she gasped and looked at me and said, Dude, that's Elizabeth Berkeley. (laughs) At the time, I wanted to be an actress and was involved with an acting group, and I had even performed a monologue at a theater in Queens, so I was very serious about acting at that time. My friend told me that I should talk to her and ask for for some acting advice. 
I really didn't... <laughs> wrong person to ask. No, get in there. <laughs> I really didn't want to do this because, although I wanted to be an actress, I've never been the type to go apeshit for celebrities, so I didn't really feel comfortable doing that. However, my friend dragged me over and told me told her that I wanted to be an actress. I was super embarrassed and expected her to roll her eyes. However, she was one of the loveliest people, loveliest famous people Aww. I ever met. We spoke for a good 15 minutes. She told me that I should follow my dreams and that I should check out the actor's studio after finishing school because all the great actors go there. Wow. I don't regret talking to her. And she said, if you ever film a sex scene, flop around like you're a fish out of water. (laughs) (laughs) She says, I don't regret talking to her. People sometimes surprise you. Uh, Love all you guys, but I love David the most. And she says for the rest of us, don't be jelly. She also said she met Tori Spelling in the village one time. I bet Tori Spelling was not nice. Again, I didn't want to go up to her, but my sis forced me to go ask her for an autograph. She took the paper, signed it with a really serious face, handed it back, and never said a word to me. She seemed really weird. <laughs> yeah, she definitely right. got implants. Yeah. So she told us oh, yeah. that. You, you don't want to judge, because you never know when you just get someone on a bad day. But yeah, Tori Spelling doesn't strike me as someone who'd be overly nice to people. Yeah. Uh, so this is from Tara Foster, who corrects the way that we've pronounced her name in the previous one. Sorry about that. Sorry. Hey, what she said, we, did we say Tara? Tara. We said Tara before. She said it, yeah, you I said know. it wrong last time, and it broke my heart. So sorry about that. Really sorry, man. We're we're not so smart, you know. She said she wanted to send us a final letter before we record our final episode to let us know how much she's enjoyed every minute of our podcast. Your off-topic chatter, which I know got some negative feedback, of course, because people <laughs> suck. Sometimes this had me rolling, and your commentary on the episodes was were so spot on and hilarious. I loved your special guest star, guest stars. Please, please send Terry Blaz my love. He was my absolute favorite. Uh, yeah, I think he'll be on our new show a lot. I think. Yeah. Um, uh, David's rap time. and your very special drinking game episode. <laughs> I waited to listen to that episode when my husband was home, so someone was there with my kids while I attempted to play along. <laughs> As weird as it sounds, I consider you all my BFFs, and I am eagerly anticipating your next project. Looking forward to hearing the details. Uh, I'll follow you in here. You're the Zacks to Mike Kelly. That's the best thing anyone... Wait, we're the Zack? We're pretty evil. I'd rather be the Kelly. But at least we have control over time and space. Well, yeah. We are kind of sociopaths, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. One more thing, non say by the bell related. I wanted to say to Ryan, that's me is that I really appreciate your piece on miscarriage. I suffered a miscarriage back in December of 2009. I've since had two beautiful children, and I'm expecting three in May. And it certainly is a very taboo topic that more people need to speak out about. It's so important to know that we are not alone. Yeah, so that's like yeah. the things I do when I'm not being a fucking idiot on a, t- yeah. <laughs> on a podcast. A lot of people said really good things about that one, too. That was, like, important. Mm-hmm. Good Thank for, you. Good for you for doing one good thing. Yeah, I did one good thing ever. <laughs> one sensible thing. So... The last one we have, this will be our sign-off on letters forever, because this is our last episode. Hamoy! It's from Lauren Paulson. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Dear I feel like she slept her way into getting this <laughs> Who'd she have to fuck to get a letter on this show? Dear SBTB Review Team, I just wanted to take the time to thank you for your hard work and commitment to putting together the weekly podcast for over the last two years. As David's girlfriend, I know firsthand the prep work you put in. (laughs) Yeah, they're heartbroken. The weekly recording sessions and the countless hours of editing time with each episode. Damn straight. (laughs) Yeah. And then we, the listeners, get a fabulously funny podcast delivered right to our phones on a weekly basis. Without even thinking about the work put in. 
So yeah, fuck you to everyone who didn't think about that. <laughs> think about our work, you dicks. Our hard work. I greatly appreciate your consistency with delivery and sticking to a routine, and we'll miss these episodes. It will be different for David and I, as we started dating just as the podcast was publishing, so we've only known each other with SBTB Reviewed as a part of it. I actually think SBTB Reviewed strengthened our relationship. Wow. Who would have thought? Yeah, so all those times I asked you invasive questions about you guys' sex life, that brought you guys closer together. Yeah. Who would have I, thought? I, don't, I can't see it any other way. And I am grateful that I was able to support this hobby. Thank you for allowing me to even be on for a few moments on a couple episodes and even serve as a guest on a college years episode. Mm -hmm. I look forward to what your future endeavors will hold, and any special podcasts that pop up in my playlist will be listened to with a squeal of glee. Thank you. Aw, thanks, Lauren. Thank you. David, you're pretty lucky. That's like the best possible girlfriend you could have. (laughs) I know. One who will tolerate, who actually likes Saved by the Bell Review. And thank you, Lauren, right. for putting up with David's long absences while working on podcasts, yeah. and also keeping him on topic when necessary. <laughs> <laughs> so Lauren is the only significant other that gives a shit about the podcast, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, mine, you can get really mad about it, and he can, I mean, mm-hmm. he's not mad about the podcast, he's happy that I'm happy or whatever, but like... Are you happy? She, uh, mostly, yeah. <laughs> Even though I act cool. Does he have any desire to guest host an episode? Mm-hmm. He's been on a kind few of. times. Yeah, I've had him. We've interviewed oh, him. Yeah. And then I had that special... He was more interested in that fan fiction. Like, <laughs> he seriously dived in a hole. Uh, we did lose one listener. Because oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah. But... Who didn't even listen to it, just assumed it was problematic. It was. It super was. It was... When we even edited out all the race words of that mm. fanfic. We, but yeah, yeah. So thanks to everyone who wrote us mail. It's really nice to get mail when you do a project yeah. like for real. Thank you so much, everybody. Feedback mm. is always like Twitter, Facebook, emails, whatever. It's just always nice to hear people responding and giving feedback. It just it makes you feel less like you're just throwing this out into a vacuum and hoping someone's listening. Although, I'll be honest, there are some times when I save something, and then I hope I'm just throwing it out into a <laughs> I know. Oh, so, God, I hope no one's listening to this. And then it's not the case. <laughs> uh, sometimes I think about shit I've said on this, and I'm like, fuck, that's like recorded it in the world. Like, shit. I think yeah. it's good, because uh, I might turn into a ghost tomorrow, and then future generations will know that I like butts. Yeah, I just want future. I, I I try to be really controlled about what media I put out, like in terms of ha. artwork I make, except for this podcast where I'm just not <laughs> thinking about it at all. <laughs> I forget a lot that this is like a recorded. I just think of it as talking to you guys. I don't think of it yeah, as like right. a show at all. And I I wouldn't say that there's anything that I've said that I'm ashamed of, but I definitely do think like I I think of like Liam someday just stumbling across this and being like. What the fuck was my dad talking about? Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be as embarrassing as it would for, like, Elizabeth Berkeley though, watching Showgirls. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Elizabeth uh, Berkeley's son. But if you ever try to run for president, there's plenty of things you said that can be taken out of context. Seriously. Dude, I know. the president election has changed. It, that's <laughs> yeah. different now, and it will be forever with media. Well, Wait. this is one of those things where we can't really be topical because of the month lag between recording. Thank and God. Well, let's just put it this way. If our current presidential election has taught us anything, it's that 
there's a lot <laughs> of shit you could say and still be the leading candidate for a major political party for the highest office in this land. Ain't that some shit? <laughs> yeah. You can be a misogynist, a racist. A homophobe. <laughs> and you yeah, can still be president, apparently. Well, almost. We'll see. I think yeah. it's all falling apart. But now There's, that's uh, we're getting really top of yeah. <laughs> There's nothing that any of us have said in this podcast that's anything worse than some presidential candidates have said themselves. Right. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a relief, actually. Like, I've said <laughs> lots of shit, but... It really is. It's kind of like, they've really lowered the bar, so we're good. We snuck right through. Yeah. Right? Like, I have never admitted... I've ne- I don't rape people, and I don't yeah. brag about it, so, hey. <laughs> hey, it's golden. Oh, good job, Carol. Thank Congratulations. You. Thank you. <laughs> well, that's where... I don't know if I'll keep this in or not, but it's like... <laughs> it's all that whole, like, the defenders are like, it's locker room talk, and I'm like... Well, you know, I think about the podcast even because that's being recorded. And I'm like, well, there's plenty of sex talk and some of it's gross and some of it's silly, but it's never like this is when I raped a woman. <laughs> <laughs> like when you actually start talking about the times you sexually assaulted women, that's a whole different thing. than Totally. Anyways, so that's all our uh, emails. And so now before we say goodbye, uh, do we have any th- Final thoughts on our podcast? We sure did it, guys. I know, we, we fucking did. did the whole thing. It's weird. I never used it's to over. think about Saved by the Bell, like, ever. And now <laughs> I have, like, this whole dictionary of knowledge. I've been doing pretty good at forgetting most of it, but there are certain things I will never forget. Yeah, you, you're going to see the world through a Saved by the Bell lens in some <laughs> capacity for the rest of your life, Carolyn. I will. Uh, I wish the Max stayed longer. <laughs> <laughs> he was only in it like two seconds on the whole. Yeah, re- I mean, relative to, to the output of the show, yeah, he really was not on for very long at all. Yeah. We should, we should say we had a lot of great guests on. We so really did, many. yeah. We've had yeah. a good lineup. Of Hat tip to to Terry, who was like our, our unofficial guest. fifth member. Yeah, he was on like how many episodes was Terry on? He was on at least four. four? Yeah, uh, I think it was. Uh, I think it was maybe six, even. It could have been six because he doubled up a few of them. Yeah, he w- the last two times he came on, he did two, so that's four right there. So he was on five or six, I'd say. Yeah, I'd say six. And uh, yeah, we had a lot of good ones. It's just yeah. people we knew, Sarah Merck. Let's be clear here. It's people you and Carol knew. David and I. Yeah, oh, that's true. true. You guys never had any guests. Lauren. Right? David and I brought Lauren to the table, and that was <laughs> yeah, pretty right. much David. She talked about Alaska a lot, and you know. That's right. I had I Alex Robinson on twice. Yeah, uh, Sarah Merck. Bill Ayers. <laughs> yeah, Bill Ayers. That was a great. That was, was one of our so early nice ones. so nice to meet and, him. He's such yeah. a lovely person. Yeah. Oh, he's one of my favorite people. Like, and sincerely. he had such a great perspective on things. He was, like, earnest in his evaluation of how teaching mm-hmm. was represented. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had Laura Hudson, Amy Miller, of course. Oh, yeah, Amy Miller. Amy Miller, I think I'm really going to bug to be on our new show <laughs> a fair amount. Like, um, So, yeah, expect more Amy Miller coming up on a very special episode. We had Gary Butterfield. Oh, yeah, Gary Butterfield was great. We should have had him. Did we only have him once? Yeah, Just the ones, him yeah. Once. yeah. He's, he's all doing the duckfeed.org. That's a... Something I listen to a lot. It's they just fun. started, David, did you see they just started a uh, X-Men the Animated Series podcast? Yeah, Days of Future Cast. I'm aware. 
Yeah, we had some good guests. Man, I'm sure we're forgetting someone now, and I'll feel bad about it. But well, we had Joe Keating and Joe Keating, Joe Jason Keating. Traeger, yeah. uh, Carol's sister. When oh yeah, we fell into her house. That was, that was weird. The, okay, that was the, amazing. No joke. The best part about that, and this is no offense to your sister at all. <laughs> The best part is that she's never come back. Oh, yeah. So, like, as far as our listeners are concerned, a tree fell on Carol's sister's house, and she just, like, vanished into the ether. Yeah. That's, like, total sitcom logic. Right, yeah. exactly. I like, too, when we talk about it later, and you're like, a tree fell on her house like a witch. It is. It's like, what happens to a witch? What up, Andy? What up with your witch problem? Yeah. And Ryan's niece. That was oh, oh yeah, that man. was definitely one of my favorite things we ever did. Oh, like man. it, it definitely was nice for us to be like have some discretion for once. <laughs> yes, it was fun. It was fun walking that line and learning about things that the kids say, like yas. Yeah, well, this is fun too. Like I spent all week with her. She came and visited me, and it's cool to have like something that kind of documented it to a degree. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, you know, a tween now, so she's like gonna not talk to me as much soon. So it's kind of cool to have had that experience. <laughs> right, right. There was the isn't isn't it romantic was a good episode with our significant with everyone's significant others. Yeah, that was nice of you to interview ours. Yeah, we managed. Ryan managed to to turn some terrible straw into gold with that episode that was the clips that was the first clips show right yeah yeah Yeah, i was proud of that one and it ended up being like the hardest one to edit because i had to like i had to edit everyone yeah because it was three separate interviews and meg c oh and that was when meg c was on it was four interviews yeah yeah shout outs to meg c our mm-hmm. number one super fan. I'm gonna miss her reviewing our reviews. I hope she still does. Well, now she's talking about some other podcast a lot, which really yeah. bothers me. Oh no, she's yeah. moved she on. Dawson's that. Creek podcast. Yeah, fuck those guys. Fuck them. I mean, the only, I mean, at least they're not a Blossom podcast. Oh, oh well, you know, I'm talking come about that on. Shit. Well, if anybody wants to be our number one fan and live tweet our episodes as they listen to it, we've grown accustomed to that. Well, she might do our new yeah, show. I think, uh, I think yeah. she's planning on it. Although nope. it'll probably be a lot more hit or miss in terms of just, if we're talking about a, a show or a series or something you're not familiar with, you're probably sure. likely to, to check it out. Yeah, no, I uh, kudos to us. I'll, I'll pat Yay. us on our backs. Um, 133 episodes. Wow. And... We managed to get one up every week. That's true. We never faltered. We never had to to fudge it or anything like that. Well, we fucked up no, recording what? a lot, but we always were a month ahead, so we never it never we never fucked up posting. And I've and I've I've never wanted to point this out for fear of jinxing us, but we've made it this far. And while we've certainly had our share of audio problems along the way, dude, dude. Yeah. including some episodes that we posted and then had to pull down and tweak a little bit and yeah. straighten out, <laughs> but we never like had to re-record an episode. No, we had to. We had to restart in, one. We had to start yeah, it was and like twenty minutes. We yeah. had one that I edited that uh, we couldn't tell until I was editing it, but the sound like went to shit on one of the channels. Yeah. And oh, I yeah. and I had to just like plug in uh, a narration of what happened. <laughs> it was yeah. like, and then Carol said, "I had one of those too." Yeah. There, there was one time when one of us had a few too many drinks, so we had to go in and just edit what was supposed to be said, as opposed to the slurs that came out. They really, you edited that? <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were gonna keep it because we were all like dogma. 
And then there was that time uh, that we there was the lost opening to our No Hope with Dope episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ryan was just like, "You guys, I can't do this." Johnny <laughs> Dakota. No, it was David who couldn't do this. I was scared to do it, but we did it. And then it turned out that uh, the I think it was Ryan and Carolyn's feed was broken, so we had to restart it. And we all some of the edge was off by the time everything yeah, which is kind of too bad, but it was probably for the best. It was a little too bad because literally this was Ryan's opening originally. (laughs) It was hello and welcome to Say by the Bell reviewed. So fucking Johnny Dakota shows up, and then we went right into the episode. What do you guys think? I, I think I actually have an answer for this, but do you guys have a memory of what you think is, like, the funniest moment, like, when you broke the most on the show? Um, uh, there's, I remember, it was actually a college years episode when his, his Terry was on in his Slater's War. Yeah. And he's like, he was pretending to be Slater's, like, does Abuelo Sanchez know? I learned that if all your grandparents have different last names than you, then you may want to ask a few questions, because you might learn something. Yeah, I guess I learned, I didn't just learn that Slater's Chicano, I learned that he has literally done no investigation into his family tree, even so far as asking if he has grandparents. I love the idea that he has a Grandma Sanchez, but he's shocked that his last name would have been Sanchez. He's like, Where's Abuela Sanchez? What's going on? Does she know this? Does she know? And I died on that one, I remember. There's yeah. another one that I just couldn't keep it down too, but I forget what it was. There was one where I was laughing like continuously through the whole... Uh, I wasn't my episode, so it was okay, but I was like, I had to sit away from the microphone because I was like... No, was that the Homeless Christmas Yes, one? it was at the end of part one of Homeless Christmas when we decided that when the homeless guy passes out, that Slater and Zach just start fucking him. And that they're pressing their that. dicks together and to put in his ass, and we called it shaft mashing. And that, dude, I can't, I couldn't hold it together for that. Like, I was done. That no, was I much. think what happened was... I kind of remember because I edited it, and you were doing all right then, but then at the end, you said your URL was uh, shaftmashing.com. You can find me at shaftmashers.org. It's a non-profit. We help the homeless. You help homeless rape victims. That's all. That's enough for me this week. No, he helps the homeless become rape victims. Oh yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, and then I was done. I was. That's what it was, and it was building because I was already laughing from that whole thing. But when you said that, I couldn't. I was done for that. Yeah, there's like four more minutes of wrap up after that, and I just couldn't hold it together at all. Um, uh, maybe, maybe this like when David debuted his rap. That was amazing. Yeah. Like it was. Uh, like, yeah. I we even had to record that one in two parts too because I had like a time <laughs> thing. I had to go do a show, but it was so funny. And David, I would have never done my rap if you didn't actually do a fucking <laughs> rap. And when your rap happened, well, you guys said you're gonna rap battle, and then I right. All these rhymes started popping up in my head, and I'm like, 
you just had a funky flow within you. It was yeah, amazing. I needed to get it out of me. And you yeah. made us, like, type in this long, ancient URL, letter by letter, <laughs> and it was, like, fucking fine. And then it was this rap, and then just the way you freestyled over that beat. <laughs> yeah, because wasn't the goal we had to rap over the beat? That yeah. They, uh, yeah. It was like a Malibu scene. I mean, beat, yeah. that was the yeah. one that was up for grabs, for sure. Yeah, I did a slower one. The first time I really lost it. I think it was the f- it was either like the fifth or sixth episode. It was the first episode we had Amy Miller on, mm. and that was the episode where like her and Carol just went on this like fifteen minute <laughs> fantasy of belding, pooping in the toilets, and <laughs> flushing, and just this whole alt narrative involving belding in the bathroom. And that was really the first time that I was. Laughing so hard I couldn't breathe. I have another issue about the shitting. Yes. No, we're, we're not done talking about that. Okay, you're the principal. You have a key to every door in the school. You need to take a shit, you lock the bathroom. So or, none of the students can get in and be mortified. Or you can just shit in the one classroom in the whole school. Just in someone's... You know, what I'm saying is that science fair, okay, I buy it. Screech being fooled by Zach in a dress, all that. I buy all that. Principal shitting in the student bathroom, <laughs> totally unfeasible. I don't buy it at all. Suspension of disbelief. Without locking work. the door, at yeah. least. No, forget it. And it's clear, too, that it's not like Mr. Belling's like, oh, I drank a lot of coffee today. It's the one time I have to shit at work. He does this every day. He goes and it's takes a big shit. He's got his newspaper under his arm, shitting. All the time in the student bathroom. Do you think he's doing the crossword? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. I think he's kind of folded a specific way. That's an excellent question. I think he's trying to do the crossword. He's not so smart. He's I, think he, I think he wants people that see him to know A, he's going to take a massive deuce, and B, he's going to be doing the crossword puzzle. And he's not actually going to do it. This is just part of a look how smart Mr. Belding is. He's going to do the crossword puzzle. This is just how he maintains his power in school. <laughs> exactly. He wants yeah, a stench to overwhelm it. everybody. In right, life. exactly. It's like Mark Lee's character. It be like, a med- like an intimidation technique where, you know, like, it's like I'm going to power shit. And then all these teenagers yeah, are territorial. really going to and know that my shit is the shit of shit. I used to work maintenance at an art college. And there was a guy who was high up in the uh, administration, and he was nicknamed the Destroyer because he would go and take a horrible (laughs) shit every day, and there were lots of uh, uh, actions needed to be taken in response to this. And so I never realized that possibly he was just asserting his power over us by doing those kind of actions. Like like plunging actions. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so we're we're wildly spinning off topic here. (laughs) Oh, you think? What this makes me think, Ryan, when I would work, I worked at Barnes & Noble for a long time, and every once in a while you'd go in and someone would have plugged the toilet with their massive shit. Yeah. And and what I started thinking was, what the hell do these people do at home? Do they routinely right. plug their toilets at home, or do they just have enormous toilets? I bet they do plug it, and that's why they like to shit at Barnes & Noble. You so, gotta take so it out. Awesome. I think that they never shit at home. Yeah, they have and roommates. That could be. Once a week, they're like, oh, man, I really, I'm so backed up. And then they go, they or they're just back from summer camp or something, and they just go straight to Barnes & Noble. I know, when I lived in New York, like, if you get off the subway and you gotta shit, there's Starbucks and there's Barnes & Noble. 
Those are the places that you can push it. And when Barnes and Noble went out of business, I was really upset. <laughs> You're like, where the hell am I going to poop now? I know, but Starbucks will never go out of business. So, so, so Austin, when we're working together and you crap three times a day, is that a power play? Actually, are you? <laughs> no, that's to keep it so I don't plug up the toilet. <laughs> are you got for a promotion by being the alpha shitter. No, I'm trying to, try to dole it out to make sure that you know we don't have any accidents, any backups. Really sacking you. <laughs> dominating you. So, I, know, I didn't guys, even realize this. I just have a couple more things to say about this shit. <laughs> Mr. Melling's weak shit. Mr. Melling's weak shit. That should have been the title of this episode. Definitely. Mr. Melling takes a shit. You should pitch that to the comics. They should make a new, after the new class, there's the Mr. Melling shits. You don't, so anyway, do you have actual comments? This is a brewing. That's all this is happening. <laughs> Something's percolating. Uh, all right, are we moving on now? Is that yeah. one? One last thing I want to say. This is really the last thing about Mr. Belling's shit. Is he very clearly does not wash his hands afterwards? No, he does not. <laughs> no, well, we'll get to that. Well, uh, well, so because so Zach enters the bathroom pretending to be quote Bambi. That's his name. Very original. Have, have you ever... Actually, I actually have met a woman named Bambi, so I shouldn't even... But that's her animal reference. Oh, yeah, you're oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's rich. And so, as Zach is talking on the phone as a female, Mr. Belding believes, while whilst in the stall, Zach is talking to Screech about how much he likes Screech, but Belding thinks it's a girl talking to him about how much she likes him. Because Belding's ego is apparently fucking enormous. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's so quick to make this assumption. <laughs> What's the woman approaching him in the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah, this scene was very Shakespearean. There were star-crossed lovers just through the bathroom <laughs> stall. There was so much misunderstanding. Well, she's so attracted by his masculine display of dominance. <laughs> And his crossword skills. Oh, that's true, too. <laughs> so, here's, so here's the question. What's bigger, Mr. Belding's ego or the massive shit he was leaving in that toilet? Or Zach's cellular telephone. Oh, Ooh, yeah. yeah. We should put that poll yeah. up. So, then, yeah, afterwards, like, with the misunderstanding, then Belding swears that he's never going to toilet again. <laughs> I, I could not believe that. Yeah, when Belding took that shit, that was a real landmark in our... <laughs> no one can take that away from me. Sure. Like, that is yeah. canon. That, that was one of those where, like, you know how a TV show has, like, the pilot <laughs> but, episode, and you're like, okay, that's a good start, but then, like, a few episodes down the road, something happens where you're just like, all right, I'm hooked on this show now. Yeah. Bel- Belding pooping was that moment for our show. <laughs> nice. When we yeah. finally came into our hot stride. And you yeah. don't have to claim it's canon, Carolyn, because it literally happened on the show. I know. <laughs> I know. No one can take it away from me. My yeah. view of Saved by the Bell is very reasonable. <laughs> but that, I'm sure there's some other time. I feel like there's one other time, at least, that I just laughed I so hard. I'm trying to, there was a relative. Like, a I remember I had a hard time getting through saying fuck face and Miss Bliss's <laughs> accent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> In the Miss Bliss voice, right? Well, you all have the charisma of a speed bump, but cheer up, fuckface. It's fresh water. <laughs> you guys, I love just plunging you into this. <laughs> We're good sports. You really are. All very good. All right, all right let's, do that. let's do another take on that one. Well, you have all the charisma of a speed bump, but cheer up, fuckface. It's fresh water. <laughs> Cheer up, fuckface, it's too hard. 
I just kept thinking it was coming out like John Malkovich saying fuck face for some reason. It was always so fun to hand you guys the weirdest lines and then you'd have to do them. Now I know how Peter Engel felt. <laughs> yeah, the fan fiction has always been weird for me. Yeah, it's weird for everybody. But but it's like, because I get them day off and then it's just me trying to get through the lines and half the time I had no idea what was really going on. So yeah, the me too. I never know what they're about. And then I have to edit those episodes, and then I'm like, oh, this all actually made sense. And they're all interconnected, too. But... Yeah, it's like you're actors, but you don't get the script to read earlier. It was Yeah. Yeah, I never read them ahead of time. I just read them as we were reading them, and I could never follow them. Because yeah. Of... Because either you're reading your line or just looking at what your next line is and making sure you don't screw it up, which I did often. Oh, yeah. Sure, sure. It's hard to see the parts for the whole when you're mm-hmm. inside. You have to get a step back and walk out of the snow globe. <laughs> yep, and then there was the uh, season two was also kind of a watershed moment when I got accidentally really drunk. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that, that was... changed the show. Yeah, you started yeah. a tradition by accident. <laughs> I also like that time your cat broke your table. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if that... Maybe that was in the uh, end. Yeah, he just jumped up on I had a glass end table. He jumped up on it, and then it just, like, tipped over. Pause and... recording while David tended to his, like, shattered glass table. <laughs> yeah, we've had to stop for a lot of weird stuff. <laughs> yeah. You guys remember sports noises? Oh, my oh God, my the God. bane of my fucking existence. That was the, only the time... bane of your boyfriend's existence. That was that the only time I've did. ever seen him get really mad. Yeah, we he almost destroyed really Carol's relationship. Oh, because my of God. That. Well, he was mad at Ryan. Why was he mad at me? Because of how you were being. Why? I was just asking him, oh, just asking uh... him to help us. You were kind of whining at him to help us. Yes, he's just the whole, I don't know. Well, yeah. Let's let's just be glad that we figured out a brand of microphone that doesn't pick up fucking basketball inside <laughs> the recording. I felt like I had ghosts. It was a nightmare. That was very oh, yeah. Carol, Carol's house was totally haunted by athletes for a while. And you guys were like, uh, are you watching sports? And I'm like, no, I'm not watching sports. No one ever watches sports. Well, and what's really funny about it, Carol, is like, because it was early in the show, and yeah. obviously, like, I hadn't been out to Portland and, like, seen your places in yeah. person or anything, but it's like, I was totally picturing that you lived in, like, an apartment, and it was, you know, like, someone the floor above you that it was picking up on. Right, like uh, right, and that's reasonable, but it's just But like... then it's like, Carol just lives in a house, and, I mean, there's people, like, she doesn't live out in the country, but it isn't like she lives in an apartment with someone above her, it's just a house, and there's a yeah. fair amount of space around her, and... Yeah, Where was that coming from? That was a very anybody remembers the early days, uh, the technical issues that the, we bought, I bought a cheaper microphone and it would pick up basketball games inside the microphone. Yep. And it also ruined some of the footage from Andy's show with the house problem too. Like it just like turned my voice into and there'll be sometimes like if I don't restart my computer, our recording program will fuck up and I can tell on the wavelength. But this yeah. I couldn't tell, and it was just in the mic. So uh, thank you, Blue Balls Microphone, <laughs> for all the Blue Balls. Yeah, our next show, it'll be good that the first ten episodes, you can actually listen to them. <laughs> I know. You wonder how many people we lost just by such terrible sound quality. Yeah, probably a fair amount. <laughs> oh, you know, they can always come back. 
I know. And we were, ah, no one cares. We we had a different method of recording when we were trying to record, like, right, yeah. all on one stream, and now we do it all separately and then combine it later. Well, and I think it's really interesting still, too, that, like, those are the first conversations we'd ever had with, like, I talked to Austin a little bit, but, like, the first conversations I've ever had with David were just on the show. Like, we right. never, yeah. we hadn't talked ahead of time or outside of it. I mean, uh, I commented on... Oh, yeah. No, I mean, we had internet interactions, but I don't know. I've always been really inter- interested in that aspect of the show. Yeah. It's like two pairs of people who know each other and yeah. the and, other two don't. And we all became each other's friends. Yeah. Yeah. Even though we were invited to Austin's I know, wedding. right? <laughs> I thought we were friends. And then I, I know. Remember so three of us became friends, <laughs> and one of us is still an asshole. <laughs> Evil Austin. <laughs> David... Yeah. I'm so, I should have been nicer to you on the show. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm I'm comic relief. I don't know. Well, I think that we right away established this dynamic where David was willing to take shit, but I think it went too far, and I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, feel, I don't think it went too far. I feel like we've clarified this before, but just for the record, <laughs> one last time, David is not a convicted sex criminal. <laughs> He is allowed to go inside Claire's at many respectable malls throughout the country. And David's really nice. And if you meet him in person, he's kind of more ripped than you're yeah. thinking. Yeah, no, so. he's totally got some guns and he makes great cookies. <laughs> kind and of the best of us. I, mean, I like, got guns and I make good cookies. If you walked into a high school right now, it probably wouldn't be allowed, but only because like no one can just walk into a high school anymore. I would like to try. No, I've told you guys that I've, I've I've done high school visits, and you can just walk right in. I mean, I shouldn't be, like, releasing, divulging that information <laughs> to strangers, but, like, you can either go to the front and they make you do all this stuff, or you can just walk in. So, I recommend yeah. just walking right in, personally. Damn. <laughs> oh, the times we've had, you guys. I know. Yeah, no, it's coming to an end. I want more cookies, David. I know, David. Yeah, I should send you guys some cookies. Can we get some endgame cookies? cooks? Yeah, you can <laughs> yeah, us some fucking cookies. Austin, you're not getting any. Oh, uh, yeah. So good times. I don't know. There's we could just talk about this I for another hour, like I suppose. Hours. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Trying to go over. So that's why our next podcast is just going to be us like reviewing our own episodes, right? Where we that would be amazing. Full house reviewed, reviewed, or say by the bell, whatever. I get them mixed up. Say by the bell, oh, reviewed, yeah. reviewed. Yeah. Uh, no. I guess we could talk a little bit. So our next podcast, uh, we've briefly mentioned it before but it will be a, a very special podcast is that what we're calling it a very special, special episode. episode podcast yeah podcast of that yeah and we're going to review we're going to start by reviewing very special episodes of sitcoms so it's mostly going to be 80s because that's when that stuff was happening a little earlier i could we could say that seinfeld kind of broke the mold on that but that's a whole different topic but then we might also just talk about other stuff too, right? We We're going to into... go everywhere. I'm going to yeah. start in the forum and then I'm going to drive off track and you guys are going to see Sea Money Country. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to deviate from a formula, I think. Yeah, and it won't always be us four. We'll start with just us four, but we might just start going with different combinations, right? Well, and just when we feel we won't be obligated to do it every week, which is, I think, what we all <laughs> agreed on. <laughs> We're getting about 12 hours of our lives back. Yeah, I guess that's that's worth pointing out that our first four episodes will go up in a weekly uh, uh, schedule similar to this show. 
but then after that it will probably be a lot closer to bi-weekly and it may even devolve into just whenever we get around to it it'll be it'll be up there regularly but we will not be as beholden to the weekly format as we are now yeah we'll start out that way and then we'll kind of see what happens yeah and it'll be you know it'll be a little bit more like uh a little bit more like how did this get made in terms of just variety of subjects and different schedules and because we're not doing a episodic uh every episode of a particular run i i don't think that the the non-weekly posting is that big of a deal right yeah we're gonna get loose we're gonna get weird we're gonna have a lot of fun yeah and we still will come back together all four of us sometimes because now Mm -hmm. we are so white hot perfect with each other (laughs) yeah dialed in we know each other's bodies, just like. <laughs> Wait, what were we talking about? When we do ones without Austin, we're gonna have to look up a lot more of this shit ourselves. Oh yeah, yeah. Good luck, guys. Good luck. I know. I'm those po- those polio laden orphans stay with me. Are you letting them go, Austin? Yeah. Listen, if we can find a way to free the cracked research team, then we'll be fine. <laughs> I think. Are you just going to open the doors and kick them into the sun? No, we got, we got another show to do. They're staying right where they are. <laughs> I would like to thank our crack research team for all their hard work over the years. Yeah. They really deserved a better gruel than we gave them. They really, they really did. I'll give him an extra helping after we're done with this episode. Thank you. <laughs> That's nice. And by that he means he'll pour an extra helping and then eat it himself. In front of him. <laughs> I'll let them watch me eat another helping. <laughs> Uh, Austin. Yo. So if you look at this entire podcast as a whole, we've done it for who knows how many years. 700. Feels like 80, right? Yeah. 80 years? Yeah. A billion. Right. Uh, what would you say you learned from this experience? Well, I wish you hadn't started with me because everybody else is probably going to have something like really profound or... <laughs> no, we're not. You don't know that. <laughs> it sounds like you haven't learned anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like, as I mentioned earlier, my big my big takeaway from re-watching Saved by the Bell one episode at a time as an adult with an adult's perspective and a more sort of fully formed, but certainly not done forming outlook on life uh versus when i was a kid and i was watching it the the big takeaway that i got out of it this time through is that zach is not the hero of this show that his relationship with kelly isn't one of the great tv romances (laughs) that he is a sociopath and that he ruined her very promising life that's true Mm -hmm. ryan what would you say you learned from our podcast well, I learned that uh, I should be nicer to David. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't put that into practice, though. Well, I just learned it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Shut up, David. Fuck you. Um, there's learning and then there's doing. I know. I learned a lot about Carol's idiosyncrasies, mm-hmm. uh, more about Billy Joel than I ever... Oh, there's still so much more to learn. Cared. You well, don't I, know shit about Joel, bro. I know more than I want to. Are you saying there might be a episode of a very special oh yeah podcast focused on billy Jones. we're gonna do it by album baby an episode or a series of episodes maybe <laughs> you're not invited i also learned that you can text carol all you want she won't get back to you but if you facebook message her she'll get back to you instantly 
Also, I, that's that's true of David, but without the Facebook Messenger part, he just doesn't respond. I yeah. put my phone in the other room so I can get work done, but I do a Facebook app. I respond on my time. <laughs> <laughs> and then I learned that Austin has all these pets that I didn't know about. Yeah. <laughs> you have dogs and cats, is that right? And then you yes. have like a duck pond or something? <laughs> okay. I have I have two dogs, and when we started the show, I had two cats, one of whom passed during oh, the I'm sorry. recording of our show. Was it because of our show? I don't think our show killed him. Was it because your son was born and you had to get rid of something? No, he 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 died a couple months ago, so that was well after Liam came along. Oh, I'm sorry that happened. Yeah. But yes, our our house is near a pond upon which ducks will often... That's hang out right. and or get raped next to because ducks are mean sons of bitches. Yeah. I learned all about Austin's duck pond watching. Mm-hmm. And I also learned that Austin is not as bitter and jaded as David, <laughs> which I just learned this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I figured you should have known that beforehand. I don't know. I'm a yeah, pretty I, bitter and jaded. Person. I know. I feel like that's, you got to be pretty bitter and jaded to, to rival David. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I feel like I learned about you guys. I mean, uh, for Save by the Bell itself, I just really learned like mm-hmm. some of the minutia. I learned like what every guest <laughs> role person's previous they were all on General Hospital for like eight years <laughs> days of our lives. Yeah, yeah basically. But uh, yeah, I I feel like yeah, I, I guess learned I, about. I learned that Ryan is. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> um. This is going to sound really bad. There oh, we go. Great. There we All go. Right, here we go. No, that, that Ryan is a lot more like insightful and um, like does serious stuff. Like you know, <laughs> you're the guy that reviewed every episode of Full House, and you did a great job of like shitting on a really terrible show. But in the course of doing this podcast, I also learned that like you, you know, you, your comic about miscarriage and the book you did with Bill Ayers, and that there's like a serious more progressive kind of uh bent to you beyond just reviewing shitty pop culture oh thank you yeah i mean i i kind of like get it out of my system i feel like in these venues like it is weird though i just did a show and like afterwards the guy was like yeah i didn't really know how to credit you to the audience and i was like well like my shit is just weird like it doesn't go together the things i've done Mm -hmm. yeah I mean, and Carol, I learned the most about because Carol is yeah. I, I didn't know you before we started recording yeah. this show. Um, yeah. But but I learned that you're really into like butt stuff. And, yeah, I learned that too. I didn't know that before this. And uh, that's pretty cool. Thank you. <laughs> it's great. It's my favorite thing about you now. <laughs> it really felt like the right time to wave that flag for the world. I I agree. <laughs> what did Carol learn? Um, I learned also similarly, right? <clears throat> that Austin, right? That Austin <laughs> and David are real boys. Oh yeah, for a while, but only separate, right? Yeah, we've still never right? seen them together. For a while, I was pretty convinced that they had two different Skype channels, and it was like, <laughs> that, see how it doesn't show them at the same yep, time, yep. and it's just like a broom <laughs> and some glasses and a different shirt and like mm. a room switch, like how they would switch classes and say by the bell. No, but then we met them in person over yeah. the course of this, and it's been lovely. Not at the same time, but Still I'm pretty time. sure that they're not good enough at prosthetics mm. to have pulled that <laughs> one off. They're about the same high. They super so. are. They're, well, what it really boils down to is good enough or not, 
neither <laughs> one of us has the energy to pull it off. That's true. <laughs> I remember we used to talk about that a lot before we met you guys in person, like, where we, like, had the, the possibility of meeting you guys, and we're like, how tall are they? We used to always think about that. Yeah, and you're about the same height, both of you, right? Yeah, say, yeah. And the answer is not very. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Ryan yeah. is the tall one, yeah. for fuck's sake. Fuck that yeah. guy Sorry. being tall. <laughs> I learned that Aaron blamed me for the sports noises. <laughs> no, he's mad at me. He wasn't mad at you Just for the three minutes sports ago. noises. He was mad at you because of... calls for help. Yes. Well, we had to go all the way to my place. It was your tone. Okay. I'll watch my you tone. You can talk to Aaron people. about this. I don't care. Right. Um, I also learned <laughs> that I beat Ryan at NBA Jam. Ah, oh, Jesus. And I learned that I beat Austin. I learned that Carol is, like, super fucking awesome at NBA Jam. Yeah, she's the best at I'm NBA Jam. I'm just good at everything. We need you. to throw down sometimes. I know, David, we didn't close the deal. What's up, bro? Oh, really? mm-hmm. But uh, David went and played at the arcade with us, so we got to play Killer yeah. Queen, so that was fun. David was no. good. David Beating might be damn. able to beat me, actually. <laughs> Carol is as good at NBA Jam as she is indifferent and or openly hostile towards real sports. Mm. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I learned that Austin and David have written, um, I don't know if they're completed or if they're just unfinished, but you guys have novels, full <laughs> no, books. Did I admit to that? Yes, you did, dude. <laughs> oh, man. You were drunk. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a very special episode where we review your novels. I would love no, to. I have some okay. novels that I'm working on. I would love to talk about sometime. Oh, yeah, we should totally do that. So I'm, I'm, we should have a little book club, boys. Yeah, a little writing group. A little book club. Yeah, you are in a writing group already, right, Austin? I Sometimes. am, yes. Yeah, that's cool, too. You could teach us how to write group. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I learned that Mr. Belding is a, is a shitting pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> out of control and it's not okay what happened i learned that dustin diamond is possibly the biggest piece of human shit in the world <laughs> and he invented disney finger uh-huh. which could not be worse for disney's brand and then that changed the way i saw the college year remember oh, yeah. his creep fingers in the opener that you can just imagine the smell lines yeah, a different totally. girl and a different ride on each one of those things i learned that Big Mike exists. Oh, yeah. And he's a beautiful boy. I learned who Herbert Hodas was. Yeah. And we'll say his name if he wants us to, or we won't. But he's there, and he's alive. He just barely <laughs> made it, but he's I know. there. We learned his whereabouts and current status. And I can't believe we got that happy ending. <laughs> I just can't believe it. Oh, and I learned that Ryan Uh-oh. has fucked on a pile of money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did say that on the show. Living your best life. I mean, to be fair, I did, like, I was pretty excited about sharing that. (laughs) Um, With our listeners and the history. Well, I wouldn't have said about it on the show if I, I think a lot of my private life I kept off this show, (laughs) but, uh. I don't know. I was just thinking about it, I guess, when we got real drunk. I guess it had just happened, right? I think so. Yeah, that was awesome. I'm still glad that happened. Did you get, like, a five stuck it? Did it fall out of your butt when you were peeing? No, I knew where the money was. <laughs> but I told you the best part was when I paid for that car in cash, and it was that money that we had sex on. <laughs> I bet he, he gets that a lot. Eh, maybe not. I just... I mean, I think people, like, you're, you're constant ass-eating. I think that if people are into it, they should just do whatever they want. It's fine. But uh, I don't understand why. Because money's just dirty to me. I don't know why you'd want to do that. But sure. It's like a rep- it represents something, I guess. Sure. Yeah. 
It's an easy one to fulfill if that's someone's big fantasy. It's pretty easy. It's pretty low effort. To just, when like, Aaron was going to buy a car, he had a bunch of money. This is actually not dirty, you guys. <laughs> uh, and so, like, I posed my pug with it because I thought it was cute. Oh, yeah. And, like, she had all the money fanned out from her little paw. But <laughs> then I was holding an apple to pose her. And then she was just so mad. She just wanted the apple for the treat. <laughs> and she would have traded, like, $2,000 cash for one apple yeah. slice. <laughs> well, it's not, it doesn't mean anything. Right? Her. I learned a lot about economy there. If you got a dog pick between, like, a piece of meat and a million dollars, they would pick the meat. That's what I learned. <laughs> I was thinking about that with dogs. Like, I guess technically I have a dog now, and you're always like, like, what do they think about, like, when you're looking at your computer all the time? Like, what does that mean to them? <laughs> like, no concept of what this thing is. Oh, uh, they think we suck about yeah. the computers. And I just learned so much about Save by the Bell that I can't wait to start forgetting. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, one, you one, to unlearn it. one thing I did learn about Save by the Bell that I had really thought about uh, is how emotionally needy Mr. Belding is. He's a pedophile. Yeah. yeah. Like, I never really noticed that to the degree that I am aware of it now. And I learned about uh, podcast recording yeah. and editing. Yeah. After several <laughs> years, I have achieved baseline competency. <laughs> <laughs> feels pretty good, man. Yeah. Oh, well, you stole one of mine, Carolyn. I said, I learned how to edit a podcast. So yeah. That's, you know, High fun five. <laughs> yourself stop hitting yourself oh and i learned that to get someone to do things to chant i oh, yeah. took in that page out of tori's book yeah. and money it's... for sports we do money, money for, for sports. sports money for sports i learned uh i finally learned about david and lauren's 69 frequency yeah. that took a lot of hard work now i need to know about his parents <laughs> yeah that's... i think that that one you're gonna have to uh, never that's <laughs> See, the problem, this is the way it's going to work, you guys. Even if David was to ask them, the act of hearing the answer would kill him, so he would never find out. That's fair. Uh, Well, one thing I learned today (laughs) was that apparently, well, there's a TV show called One Tree Hill. I think we've heard of that. Oh, yeah. There's two and a half men. Wow, David closes. Three's Company. There's Three's Company. Yep. There's apparently a TV show called Four Kings. What? Huh. Which is uh, just recent. There's, There's also Party of Five. Yeah. Right, right. There's Six Feet Under. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah that that's show. a good one. one. Seven There's Seven. Seventh Heaven. Yeah. Eight is Enough. We got Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, that's yeah. a stretch, but all right. We got Just the Ten of Us. There's apparently a TV show called Eleventh Hour. Okay. One time. Twelve Monkeys was a TV show. That's a TV show. Friday the 13th was a TV show. series, yeah. And that's where it ended. Did you look this up? Yeah, I did some (laughs) research. Some of them I knew, some of them I didn't. Right. Yeah, Magnificent Seven was a TV show. We could have gone with that. Was it? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. When we talk about Saved by the Bell, I learned that... I guess the main thing I learned is I always thought there was some sort of order of the episodes that made things make some sort of sense. <laughs> you were just always watching them wrong. Yeah, uh, just that you know, I'm watching a syndication, so I'm just picking them up here and there. And that you know, at the end when you watch it front to back, at least things make sense. And no, they don't make sense. The writers <laughs> never gave a fuck about anything. Yeah, it certainly wasn't the IMDb order that makes it make sense. <laughs> It makes less sense when you watch it in order. Yeah, but I, I don't think there's ever a way you can actually make this make sense. Right? I gotta complain about the IMDb order one last time. Yeah, even <laughs> if you sat down and tried to 
put them into chronological order, there'd still be discrepancies and like characters that just randomly appear and disappear without mention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But those are like pretty standard TV fuck ups. And I think like the way that like the relationships pan out and stuff when you it goes beyond like things you'll let go on a regular series. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, I learned as we were talking about. Obviously, I learned a lot about Ryan and Carolyn because I didn't know either of them before. And then <laughs> we just even before our first podcast, I think we just had that brief meetup online that didn't go very well. Right. Or your sound didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because we're trying to use, like, Google something, and it just was not working. I think that's what it was. It was, like, a Google Hangout, and you were using your phone or something. and it just like, yeah. yeah. I was at my parents' for some reason. I forget why. Because <laughs> you were grounded. Because <laughs> you yeah, were asking them about their 69. No, we recorded. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where, that's where, but since, you know, I've learned all about you guys living in Portland, living the dream, being artists, and, uh... I learned about Ryan's butt stuff history, so that was good. <laughs> oh, yeah. I did have to tell you that, huh? Yeah. That's a real matter of fact about it. <laughs> and I learned about Carolyn's love of butt stuff, and I learned what her house looks like. I don't think I've learned what Ryan's apartment looks like. You, oh, Austin came to my place, so right? David, yeah. you learned how fluffy our dog is. Oh, very comfy. <laughs> I learned how pukeable your toilet is. <laughs> very pukeable. Oh, yeah, I learned that David will steal your phone when you're drunk. <laughs> yeah, that's he right. almost took that shit back that on the plane. That was a real close call. You, le- yeah. you learned how effective Carol's toilet was at receiving your vomit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I learned that Carol and Aaron have some rig up in their living room and the lights come on at like four in the morning. So if you fall asleep drunk, <laughs> you'll get woken up and you just go home then. That's for Aaron's aquariums. Yeah, yeah it seems like evil when you have a drunk guy. Yeah. See, I didn't bother him it. then. I just left. I didn't go wake him up and ask him how to fix it. <laughs> he, I just went he home. He likes you. Okay. He, he was mad. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to dwell on how he got mad at me one time two years it ago. It was scary. Don't don't push him. I won't. I, I, I won't. <laughs> Yep. I did learn about Carolyn's boy. I met Carolyn's boyfriend, Aaron. He's a very nice guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah. We, we had Taco Bell together with you, Carolyn. That was a fun time. Oh, yeah, we got Taco Bell when we were drunk. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like on the way to the airport or something? No, didn't, didn't Aaron go get some for us? And we were all just like, oh. No, it was on our way to the recording. So we had already been drinking at, like, Right, uh, at the ground control. Yeah. Oh. And did you guys know that the next day I had, like, a blood eye for like a week. Really? I'd never right. had it before. Like it, the the next day, I had like a migraine, and I don't think it the drinking didn't help, but it wasn't the drinking's fault. Yeah. I had a cold and pressure behind my eye, oh. and I had a red eye, and I looked really scary right oh. after that. Sort of remember that. It was cool. Blood eye. It was cool. You know, I'm trying to think. Of, I feel like I learned something about Austin, but now I forgot. <laughs> I know. I was you trying to come up with something have. I learned about you, and I got nothing. Really. <laughs> Like you, well, you learned about my uh, bowling story. I think you never heard. That it. was <laughs> the fucking best. Oh, David, you you took the hits for everybody. That was I, the best anecdote ever. I thought I knew the, shit, the details you know. of David's sad romantic past, but that was a new one. I uh, I learned that I am wardrobe blind, and I do not really look at pe- like what characters are wearing when they're on TV. And not even green shirt. David. Dancing girl? Uh, I didn't. I never really. I I noticed her. It was a yellow shirt, Carol. Maybe your wardrobe brought too. <laughs> Marty deleting it, baby. Yeah. I noticed her dancing, obviously, but I just didn't pay much attention to her wardrobe. And you're always like, 
can did you just see what Lisa wore? And I was like, I don't remember what You're she like, wore. Clothes? Fringe. Yeah, well, it's funny because I think denim. I think we did a really good job of not. I mean, you tell me actually because probably I'm wrong. But not being like, oh, Carol, you're the woman, blah, blah, blah. But we did always <laughs> ask you about fashion stuff. Because you're the only one that maybe f- cares at all. Fashions in this were amazing. It yeah. was one of the better parts of this. Carol, how bad was it to really be on bad. a podcast with three guys? It was, was it really? No. <laughs> how progressive are Will you rank how progressive we are from best to worst? Okay. <laughs> uh, on a scale... From Dustin Diamond to Trump, how misogynist were we? <laughs> you guys are all pretty good. Really? No, sure. That's, that's but the right. order. Yeah, what's sure. the order? <laughs> <laughs> the bottom yeah. is the tallest. Really? I'm yeah. The one? How well, come? you got good competition. Uh-huh. And the middle is Bits. Yeah, that's right. Top goes to Austin because he brought that feminism study perspective to showgirls. Ah. Mm. What did I do to get me on the bottom? Um, is it because I've dated a bunch of your friends? It, so- it sounds like it was more didn't that have. David and I just stepped up our game, right? That's true, too. What was the sensitive thing David did? He's, like, really nice to his girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, he takes around, like, 50,000 dates in a weekend. Yeah. I think David interrupts me less than you. Than me? Yeah. Ah. Well, you interrupt me, too. I think that's just... Oh, I, inter- I interrupt David, like, a thousand times. It happens. For, for, for that, for that, I am continually and eternally sorry. <laughs> I, when I'm editing, I do feel worst when it's when I'm silencing Carol on the uh, editing because then I feel See? like I'm the man silencing the woman. <laughs> and that's another reason David got that number two right. slot. <laughs> well, I do feel like four people talking over it's Skype. Your, it's inevitable. It's really hard not to interrupt. Oh like, yeah, in general, you, yeah. You do it all the time. Not you specifically, just sure. <laughs> you do it all. The An time. entity will do it all the time. It's well, I, part of the game. I learned that I am least the ally to women. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of non-allies to women, I learned way too much about Dustin Diamond that yep. I hope oh, to Jesus. forget, but yeah. probably won't. And Marv Albert. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I won't be able to forget that. He bites women. Yeah, I learned of it? I learned of Carol's oh, yeah. undying love for Jonathan Brandis. Baby oh, boy, yeah. Brandis. And her love of Night Court. Night Court. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think Which I, I loved. I grew up watching Night Court. I should say that's yeah. my favorite sitcom. I don't yeah. think I even knew who Jonathan Brandis was. You never watched Stephen King's It with Tim Curry? No, I think I saw parts of it. Yeah, I learned that Carol and I have a shared fandom of Billy Joel and Stephen King. Yeah, we're really cool, Austin. I think I learned that Carol and I are the coolest. Yep, yep, yep. Just me and you, David, sitting in the wings. (laughs) Don't worry, we'll we'll keep things truly cool. We're like when when Zach didn't go out with that fat girl, he would have been sitting on the bleachers with us. And Herbert Hodes. And Herbert Hodes. Fifteen cents. I learned who Herbert Hodes was. Oh my god. And I learned what true friendship is. Uh, Is it this? Yeah, I I (laughs) think so. You just unrelated to this? That's something you learned over the course of the last two years. I looked up the definition one. Do you have other Uh, friends that don't treat you the way that we do? (laughs) I learned what not what true friendship is. I don't know what it is. Carolyn, I guess for the last time on this podcast, where can people find you online? Oh, man. You can find me at Billy Joel slash Stephen King fan fiction. Slash fiction. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> 
I know. You can find me at www.carolynmain.com. That's M-A-I-N, like the street. Carolyn Main on Twitter. Carolyn Main on Tumblr. Carolyn Main on Facebook. And if I haven't gone into it yet, I'm just about to launch now, finally, my card game, Pitch, oh. Please. And I will be playing that probably on one of our episodes with all of us, and it'll be really fun. Oh, but good. look forward to that. It is a game of the 60-second screenplay. I have a deck of cards that are movie cliches. And I'm going to be kickstarting that, I think, in November. So please join me soon, dear listener. Thank you, adieu. Can they, are you going to update, like, on our Facebook page or something? Yeah, I'll people do that. want to see that. Great, yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. I'll be all over everyone's dicks. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been a Patreon goal. Uh, <laughs> Carol, all over different. everyone's dicks. <laughs> for $80, Carol will be all over your dick. For 15. 95 Austin will. <laughs> Uh, Austin? Yo. Where can people find you online? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter, talking about Saved by the Bell, at Austin Gorton, and you can read my writing at therealgentlemanofleisure.com. I was really hoping that uh, in the 133 weeks that we did this podcast, somewhere in that time span, I would have had a book available for purchase somewhere, but that hasn't happened yet, so... <laughs> Just check out the real gentleman of leisure.com. That was kind of sad. I know. <laughs> I want to read your book, Austin. Can we take a little time to polish it now that you're not going to be a slave to the bell? Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Great, great. I like that enthusiasm. <laughs> I seem I seem good at coming up with excuses for not writing. It's hard. Uh, Ryan? Yeah. <laughs> online, are you? I'm online. Awesome. All right, you can find me. <laughs> Would you like to say where you're online? <laughs> Shaftmashers.edu <laughs> You can find me on leastfriendlytowomen.org You can find me in my uh, MRA brethren on uh, uh, shattering expectations and taping up glass ceilings. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Sorry about it, dude. Uh, oh, yes, very nice is my website. O h y e s, very nice, which was supposed to be updated a really long time ago now, but it's it, uh. it might be by the time this is up. If not, you should check on it again in a month. It's getting there. It's gonna have new shit on it soon, and a lot of old shit taken down. That's my art website. Oh, yes, very nice is also my Twitter handle and my Instagram. And oh, yes, very nice comics is my Tumblr, where I've been posting more content. Uh, and like I said, uh, that stuff's usually not a bunch of dumb pop culture garbage, so I don't know if it'll be your bag when listening to this, but, you know, I like to have supporters on the internet, so whatever. I'm not very good at, uh, convincing people to support me in other regards. (laughs) (laughs) I support you in everything you do. Aw, thanks, David. David, you know I love you the most. Oh yeah, and don't forget, Full House Reviewed, the website that started it all. Oh yeah, that's up there. You can read it. I every once in a while I'll go back and read one, and I'll be like, "How the fuck did I have time to do this? <laughs> what was happening in my life, or not happening?" Yeah, oh, you me. managed to get through uh, Fuller House too, though. Yeah, that was hard, and that definitely assured that I was done doing that shit. I'm like in the rarity because I'm one of the people who knew you, Ryan, before uh-huh. I read your work. Most people just read you and they don't know you, and that's, that's true. I read you because I knew you, but then like. 
I end up getting really into it and just tearing through it. And yeah. it's a really great read. So thank, thank you, you for compiling all that great work. <laughs> sure. And for getting me together with these guys. And for all the work, everybody, thank you. We yeah. did so much yeah. fucking Saved by the Bell shit together. <laughs> that is how that all happened. Because yeah. we were watching Drag Race together. And I think I had told you about the site a couple times. Yeah. But then at some point you just got all interested. And then you started talking to me about Probably it. Probably started reading it. And Austin and I, I think, had already talked about doing this so it just kind of all came together yeah yeah i still remember when austin was tibor on the full house reviewed comments and he was my like first regular commenter and i remember being like oh i kind of want maybe this guy to do the thing with me but i don't really want to tell him who i really am and like i just remember that whole like <laughs> process for me and, of, like, and now i know you intimately i know See, i actually think i commented before oh here true? it goes but yeah. I know that Austin would I wasn't comment. as regular, though, because I, I needed to get inspired, you know? Yeah. And then I'd be like, oh, I want to... I think I once asked you about the... Like, you said this is, like, one of your least favorite moments. You had, like, two. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, is the other the Jesse Forever video? And you're like, I hadn't even seen it. I'm like, oh, it's terrible. <laughs> and I feel like that was before, like, you got gained your giant following, and then everybody's spoiling everything that's about to happen. You know? Oh, oh yeah. you were keeping him fresh, David? I think so. I mean, I th- I feel like I wasn't spoiling at the time, but then that's because I was, like, one of, like, three people commenting. Yeah, it was a slow roll. Well, it was, like, an yeah. overnight thing, because I, ha- I went from having, like, 100 readers to having, like, 10,000, like, o- oh, literally yeah. overnight. Damn. <laughs> but, um, no, that was true. That was a bit of a problem on that show, where people would be like... Oh, this one in two weeks is gonna really suck. Here's all the, all the things that happened. Yeah. Like, and, and my fucking comments on it. And it's like, dude, I'm gonna just sit down and do this in two weeks. So. Mm-hmm. All right. You can find me on Twitter at Dr. Bits. Doctor spelled out. And I guess, uh, what, The Walking Dead's coming back, so I'm gonna have to slog through that on the. Oh, that suck, David. Nah. Well, Austin sloughed it off to me. And now he's quitting the show and not even watching it anymore. So I think this was a big plan of his all along. Is it not a good show? I thought people love it. Oh, people love it. (laughs) David, uh, if you can find someone to slough it off on, I have no objections to that. Uh, and I guess we are saved by the bell refute. Do we even care about our email anymore? Or we We burned it. Send us your dick pics. Yeah, send, send us dick pics to sctvreviewed at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah, no one sent us any dick pics. Like, in, you know, like, why else do you do a thing like this? Yeah, we'll take a boob and vag pics, too, you know. But we'll uh, settle for those, but we really yeah. want the dick. <laughs> but or, the dick. Or some scrote shows. Yeah, scrote shows are fine. Uh, anal pics are good. Taints. Taint. 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 I'll take nose pics, too, but that's kind of a weird thing for me. That's weird, David. <laughs> You can certainly continue to leave us comments on our Facebook page. Yeah. I will continue to update uh, with with old, slightly relevant episodes <laughs> once a week. Nice. And uh, as well as provide links to our to our new show when mm-hmm. we're around. Yep, and so we got our Facebook page, and our Tumblr will still be up at sbtreview.com. And there's at sbtv underscore reviewed our Twitter page. You can follow us. Just make, it, make us feel good. That we get more followers. And, uh, you know, you can still just rate us high on iTunes. We're not going to complain. And you should definitely uh, contribute to our Patreon. Just keep on doing it. Even though we're not going to do anything more, just... You can always give us money. Yeah. Well, what are all the links to our new show? Because we should probably just have people go there now, right? Uh, A very special episode podcast.com is our website. And... uh, 
AVSEPod is our Twitter handle, at AVSEPod. And our uh, new email address is AVSEPodcast at gmail.com. And uh, we'll probably have a Facebook page up for that, too, here shortly, but I have not yet put that together. And if you want to send us in shows, episodes that are your favorite, very special episodes, you certainly may. That's yeah. a really good idea. We might yeah. not I was going to put something them, on our Facebook page. Right? Definitely leave comments, suggestions for things to cover that you think of as, as good, very special episodes. Preferably yeah. ones that are streamable. Yeah, yeah. Yes. All right. All right. Until next week piece of magic we are resigning <laughs> <laughs> i like keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the sky that's good <laughs> all right we'll be back next week with the next amazing episode bye. all right bye guys love you guys and for saved by the bell reviewed i knew you were going to say that thanks for listening everyone and uh and remember that oh Oh, Uh-oh. Austin's my getting head. his headaches again. My head! For a Saved by the Bell review, this is David reminding all the little girls that the men's room is one of the few doors education should not open for you. All right, until next week. Oh, fuck, I just have a quote from the episode, huh? <laughs> it's something. Um, <laughs> wait, hold on. Uh, I got one. Oh, okay, here we go. All right, until next week, just remember, Slater's going to a better place. So, uh, for Saved by the Bell Reviewed, fare thee well, and let me know if you just want to hang out and play some video ball sometime. <laughs> Thanks for listening. For Saved by the Bell Reviewed, I'm Austin Gorton saying, beep, 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 go Bayside. For Saved by the Bell Reviewed, this is David urging all the ladies out there not to have a litter of preppies when they could have a bunch of little stud muffins like me. We'll be back next week with another rousing review. Until then, you can't elope. And for Saved by the Bell Reviewed, I'm reminding you to ignore the powders, doubters, and the shouters. Motivate, motivate, motivate. Uh, with that said, this is Austin Gorton for Saved by the Bell Reviewed. Uh, I'm off to put on something cute and move it into the kitchen. Uh, for Saved by the Bell Reviewed, this is David reminding everyone that if a woman ran the world, it would be less violent and color-coordinated. So uh, that's it for this episode. Until next week. Please stop loving me. So for Saved by the Bell Reviewed, I'm reminding you that you have not really seen Dirty Dancing if you have not watched the Beldings go at it in the deep end. And I mean very, very deep. So for Saved by the Bell Reviewed, I am Austin Gorton, and I am off to buy some exploding flowers for my wife. So for Saved by the Bell Reviewed, this is David Bitsenhofer, and I can't wait to shit into my asshole mother-in-law. All right, until next week, Make it magic while the Screechman takes you home. For Saved by the Bell Reviewed, I am Austin Gorton, and you can slice me in. And, and for Saved by the Bell Reviewed, I am reminding you to, to watch out for white warlocks and pay your rent. I'm David Bitsenhofer, and for Saved by the Bell Reviewed, I was in the seat. So I'll take the heat. So for Saved by the Bell Reviewed, I'm David Bitsenhofer, and time out. This wasn't our final episode. We still had two and a half more seasons of the show to review, and the college years, but eventually we all had to move on to other things. Ryan never stopped reviewing. He reviewed soap operas, TV series, music videos. He even decided to review a new iteration of Full House. He only made it through two episodes, though. Now he can only review the shade of white in his padded cell. 
If you want to leave a comment for him now, you'll have to mail it to the Oregon State Mental Institute. <laughs> Carolyn finally achieved her dream of seeking out and finding Ed Alonzo. <laughs> I haven't heard from her in a while. The last thing she said to me was, I'm taking my life to the max. <laughs> These days, I can never look at an oversized novelty prop or a plant with chattering teeth without thinking of her. Uh. It took Austin a few years to shake the whole Saved by the Bell uber geek image, but he lost his facial hair and penis because of a sex change operation. And you can now see him performing under the name Tiffany Austin Thiessen. <laughs> and me? I guess some part of me will always be David Bitsenhofer. And an even bigger part of me will always be in Tiffany Austin Thiessen. And you know what? I'm okay with that. Time in. So that does it for this week. Until next week, let's boogie on down. Uh-huh-huh. So, for Say by the Bell Reviewed, I am reminding you that you are the cream of Bayside, <laughs> the upper crust, the tip of the top. Skeet, skeet, skeet. For Say by the Bell Reviewed, I'm Austin Gorton, and I am off to take my son on a fishing trip. Until then, swim suits. Swim suits. Swim suits. Swim suits. So, for Saved by the Bell Review, this is David, and thanks to my Y chromosome, I can do math. For Saved by the Bell Review, this is David saying, put your mind to it, go for it. Get down and break a sweat, rock and roll, you ain't seen nothing yet. Until next week, go get your camera, we're gonna take pictures of the girls in the pool. And for SBTB Reviewed, I am Carolyn Maine, reminding you... That this is madness, and madness leads to greatness. I'm Austin Gordon, and I am praying that Dr. Bits can join me in heaven. So, for (laughs) Saved by the Bell Reviewed, this is David saying, Life is a lot less stressful when you're dead. So, for Saved by the Bell Reviewed, I am reminding you that the person who loves the baby the most will not (laughs) rip it in half. So for Saved by the Bell reviewed, David, you're you're gonna have to finish wait, this one out. Wait, what? 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 David, what I gotta mean? go. I, it, she, where, where are you going? She's a ten. I just I gotta get out of here. She's a ten. What? <laughs> All right. Uh, for Saved by the Bell reviewed, I'm signing off because Austin is. Well, because Austin has the flu. So that's SBTV reviewed. Until next week. I wonder what's going on in that body of yours. So for Saved by the Bell Reviewed, I am reminding you, yoo-hoo, whoopee whoopee, one, two, three, guys! Burp. 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 Nice. God, I hated that shit. (laughs) So for Saved by the Bell Reviewed, I'm Austin Gorton, and I want to be in that number when the Saints go marching in. For Saved by the Bell Reviewed, I'm David Bitsenhofer, urging everyone to kiss me full on the lips. It's in your nature. Anyway, that does it for this week. Until next week, I never thought it would end like this. I thought we'd always be together. And for all of us at SBTB Reviewed, I am reminding you... You can just stick uh, I am reminding you to scramble up your Mr. Wiener with some spicy dork omelet. There you go. That was sensual. A dork omelet. Lisa calls Screech a dork once again.
So for Saved by the Bell Reviewed, I am Austin Gordon reminding you that it's better to be dumped by the best looking girl than to never be dumped at all. So for Saved by the Bell Reviewed, this is David saying that if you think you're in love, make sure you're still thrilled when her top is down. So that wraps up this episode. Until next week, call me Air Zach. (laughs) And so for Saved by the Bell Reviewed, I am reminding you, have fun, enjoy, and when do we eat? So, for Saved by the Bell Review, this is David, and if you're wondering what I'm doing with these other three people, well, I'm exploiting them. For Saved by the Bell Reviewed, I'm Austin Gordon, reminding you that if you're going to tell someone you love them, say it fast, then duck. So that wraps things up for this episode. Until next week, when we catch that dog, we're going to dance all over his face. And for Saved by the Bell Reviewed... I am reminding you, uh, nothing. I am reminding you <laughs> that um, if a bunch of people start digging, just fucking join them. It's about the journey. It's about what you might find. The holes. The holes. The holes. <laughs> the holes. So, for Saved by the Bell Reviewed, this is Austin Gordon telling you to stop the shouting and give me a kiss. For Saved by the Bell Review, this is David telling all the lonely and heartbroken people out there that if you're in need of a friend, well, how about four friends? Aww. That's us. But don't, like, try to... Let's get cake. Let's get cake. Until next week, here's a recording of Jesse and Slater... Having sex. How about making me some eggs? <laughs> hey guys, what's going on? And then, and then it's like, uh, th- th- thanks Slater, that was really great. Oh, okay, you better get home. <laughs> Oh, I get it. So, for Saved by the Bell reviewed, I am reminding you to have a good time, but don't get stuck in a jar full of jelly beans nude unless you're ready and willing to eat your way out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's about it for Saved by the Bell reviewed. This is Austin Gorton going once, going twice. So, I gotta get out of here. My back is acting up again. It's a, it's an old track injury, guys. I'll see you later. All right. For Saved by the Bell Review, this is David advising everyone to eat more fiber. You'll live longer. Yeah, that's, that's legitimately good advice. Um, until then, um, uh, uh, how can I concentrate? I'm starving. And so for Saved by the Bell Reviewed, I am offering you chocolate kisses and Daddy Hot Tub Dreams. So, for Saved by the Bell Reviewed, I am Austin Gordon telling you that if I were Leslie, I would have slapped you until my hand hurt, then I would have slapped you for making it hurt. So, I'm David Bitsenhofer, and we're Saved by the Bell Reviewed, and if you have a problem with us, then Carolyn will beat you up. Pop, pop, brah. And that's about it, you guys. That's all we have to offer you, really. If that's not enough... What could you want? If that's not enough, then I don't I don't know what to tell you. Because I give a lot. 
Try doing some drugs or something. Yeah, yeah. you guys are driving me to do you drugs. You should probably do drugs when you listen to this episode or get really, really, really high on life. I'm, I'm glad you're telling them that at the end of the episode. <laughs> That's going to be very useful. I feel like I said it before once and then a ghost ate my words. Everybody do drugs. <laughs> this week and next week, do a lot of drugs. Lord no. of mercy. <laughs> On the count of three, one, two, three, friends, 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 So for Saved by the Bell Reviewed, I am Austin Gorton saying, go home, plastic foam. All right. For Saved by the Bell Reviewed, I'm David Bittenhofer, and I'm urging everyone not to give me money because I'm probably some wino, or worse. Uh, until then, uh, I urge each of our listeners to stay tuned. Every one of you, from Tiny Tim to Gigantic George. Find us on Facebook, iTunes, Stitcher where you should rate and review us, or we may murder you. <laughs> but then it may turn out death. that you just come back as a cop, dressed like a lady. Yeah, I'm going to murder hoping. you, and then dress up like a woman, and then act real inconspicuous. <laughs> yeah. Do you think he was yes. talking yeah, about Yeah, right? That's, that's, that's the actor's commitment. Is he was on Mad Men and Deadwood. The the true actor, he was yeah. committed. I heard Daniel Day-Lewis always talks. Yeah. Oh, you don't, you don't have a humorous sign- <laughs> sign-off, Carol? Oh, that was it. Okay. The murder. Oh, okay. Okay. You laughed. Yeah, I just, I just thought you were you. telling people to rate or review us, or we'll murder you. Yeah, <laughs> that was kind of a. You're not wearing that to dinner, are you? <laughs> a little line from Austin. I'm David Bitsenoffer, and I'm saying that for Saved by the Bell reviewed, I am getting way too drunk for this shit. So for Saved by the Bell reviewed, I am Austin Gordon saying hello, goodbye, and until we meet again. Aloha. Thanks, Screech. Until then, uh, don't get punched in the face in the hallway, I guess. Seniors, 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 And for Saved by the Bell Reviewed, I am reminding you that proper dummy storage is the key to not having a huge tragedy on your hands and in sawdust chips. Keep your dummies safe and dry. But but if your dummy does get eaten, it's no big deal. It's not a really big deal. Just move on. It, it just is what it is. It's a big shrug. <laughs> <laughs> just you know, get it, get 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 another one. Ah, for Saved by the Bell reviewed, I'm Austin Gorton, and I'm feeling very old, and I am now off to get Screechy Poo's lobster. So for Saved by the Bell reviewed. Let me explain something. I'm David Bitsenhofer. Am I supposed to be impressed? Well, most people really aren't. Until then, I would just like to thank you, Zach, 
for destroying my life. I'm out of here. <laughs> so, for Save by the Bell Reviewed, this is Carolyn reminding you to please stop reminding us that we are mentally disabled. <laughs> so, for Saved by the Bell Reviewed, this is Austin Gordon reminding you that if you're going to kiss someone at a masquerade ball, make sure you take off your mask first. So, for Saved by the Bell Reviewed, this is Rapping Dr. Bits saying this podcast is the shits. Finally, I can get out of here. Until next episode, shut up and take it like a man. Drop and give me 20. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we never talked about the drop and give me 20 running gag. Quotes. Quotes around the words running gag. I'm going to start recording. And for Saved by the Bell Reviewed, I remind you (coughs) that the beer is here. (laughs) And the beer is here. Toga. 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 And for Saved by the Bell Reviewed, this is Austin Gorton, and I am off to the Berliniplex to watch a movie while wearing my girdle. For Saved by the Bell Reviewed, I'm David Bitsenoffer, and I'm a GGTK. Bada bing, bada boom. So that about wraps things up for this episode. We'll be back next week with another fabulous episode with new content. <laughs> Until then, uh, well, we sure shared a lot of memories today. Yay. We sure did. I learned right. so much and I shared so much. All right, and for Saved by the Bell reviewed, we bad, we bad, we we we, we, we bad, we bad, we bad though. We bad at this chanting. <laughs> yeah, we weren't sure which part. More money for sports. Money for sports. Money for sports. Money for sports. Skeet, skeet, skeet. So, for Saved by the Bell Reviewed, I am Austin Gordon, reminding you that the order of the planets in our solar system going out from the sun is Movemshnup. So, for Saved by the Bell Reviewed, I'm David Bitsenoff for inviting everyone to get into a circle and form emotional bonds with me. Feel. 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 You guys, I gotta go. I'm gonna go have sex with David's sister. I gotta go. And that wraps things up for this week. Until next week, I don't even want to be seen talking to a creep like you. So, for Saved by the Bell Reviewed, I am reminding you that I'm really sorry I messed up your life, and goodbye forever. So, for Saved by the Bell Reviewed, this is Austin Gordon reminding you to slow down, idiot. You're a creep. That brings this podcast to a conclusion. Some of the things you said might be a bit confusing. But we gave you toilet humor and a lot of laughter, and three of us four lived happily ever after. (laughs) Rap, rap, y'all. That about wraps things up for this week. We'll be back next week to say more amazing things about Saved by the Bell. (laughs) Until then... Out Wait, is the, is, the earthquake, is the earthquake drill over? So, for Saved by the Bell Refued, I am reminding you that it is hard to shit on cue. But when you have to, make do do. Ah. Uh, so, for Saved by the Bell Refued, I'm Austin Gorton, and I am off to that big chameleon's banquet in the sky. We're going to go eat bugs. So, for Saved by the Bell Review... Oh, thanks for the drink, Austin.
This is David. We've already disproven that. Until then, well, gang, I guess that's all. And for Saved by the Bell Reviewed's final episode, I am reminding you that I thought this last podcast would be the happiest moment in my life. But now it's kind of sad because I'll no longer have accomplices in crime. Or if I do, we'll be watching the motherfucking shitty ass college years. <laughs> and that's gonna be worse than this. Also, next week we got season four review. Is this season four? Yeah. Season four. Yeah. I may or may not be inebriated. You have to be, David. It's a rule. That's our. <laughs> oh, there's no may not be about that. That's our whole thing. If you don't, it's a load of hooey. <laughs> Pshaw. We are Saved by the Bell Reviewed, and I'm David Bitsenaffer saying I'm not drunk enough for this shit. <laughs> I agree. Uh, that about does it for Saved by the Bell Reviewed. I am Austin Gordon, and I am off to spend the rest of my night studying. Nah. Until next week, you got to start the day off with something nice and warm. When I'm <laughs> We're online. Find us, learn us, love us. And stick around, because I have a feeling this season's going to be pretty interesting. For Saved by the Bell Reviewed, I am Austin Gordon, and I am off to mop up some slime. So for Saved by the Bell Reviewed, this is David Bitsenhofer letting you all know that I'm half Irish, half German, in case you hadn't noticed. <laughs> so misunderstood. So white. And that wraps things up for this week. Until next week, I think we should talk to our therapist about this. So, for Saved by the Bell College Years, I am reminding you to rate and review us highly and listen to us every week, or else you're going to lose your extra potato privileges. For Saved by the Bell Reviewed, I am Austin Gordon, and I am off to the regular movie theater chair theater to slap Zach Morris. For Saved by the Bell Reviewed, this is David Bitsnoffer telling our listeners that if you want to find me, I'll be down Lip Lock Lane on top of Makeout Point underneath the necking tree. (laughs) (laughs) Until... Next week, I can't help but notice that you're always there for me when I'm in trouble. Why is that? So, for Saved by the Bell, the college years, I am reminding you to watch where you pee and don't pee on a pod person or else you'll totally die and then never get to listen to a podcast again. Unless you're with Jonathan Brandis in heaven and then you can listen to us on repeat or maybe you're in hell with Mr. Belding. Maybe. The end. (laughs) The end. Do you think Jonathan Brandis and and Chief Henry hang out Totally. Together? That's why it's heaven. <laughs> <laughs> so for Saved by the Bell Reviewed, I'm Austin Gorton, and I am getting out of here before a chimp rips off my face. So for SBTV Reviewed, this is David Bitsenhofer reminding all our listeners that you were kissing back. Big time. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> Who were you kissing? <laughs> Until next week, this guy's some piece of work. So, for a Saved by the Bell reviewed, I am reminding you to not let your friends sell you fake drugs.
and just say N to the O. So for Save by the Bell reviewed, I am Austin Gordon and I am ready for my sponge bath. So for Saved by the Bell Review, this is David Bitsenoffer admitting that I'm one of those podcasters that has seen Saved by the Bell one too many times. Well, <laughs> that wraps things up for this week. Until next week, we have to be together. Always. <laughs> so for Saved by the Bell Reviewed, I am reminding you that instead of having a funeral, maybe you just want to do something fun. And then, you know what? Who cares? Fuck it. The corpse will keep till Monday. So, for Saved by the Bell Reviewed, I'm David Bitsenoffer, and I'm planning to wear a vest, a flannel shirt wrapped around my waist, and listen to Pearl Jam. Ooh. Joey Botafugo. <laughs> <laughs> Bop it. <laughs> oh, snap. Uh, Crossfire. Power Rangers. <laughs> power Rangers. Go, go, Power Rangers. For Saved by the Bell Reviewed, I am Austin Gordon, and I am off to put on the bikini I was too embarrassed to wear at the lake last summer. Yeah. All right, so that uh, wraps things up for this week. Until next week, our love together will soar through the pastel skies and not touch down again until time ceases to exist. So for Saved by the Bell Reviewed, if you want to hear more about the historical times of Scott Potato, <laughs> who impregnated a lot of people with the love of potatoes mm-hmm. and the deep, rich gravy, uh, just look for us next week, people. We are Saved by the Bell Reviewed College Bliss Year. Out. <laughs> for Saved by the Bell Reviewed, I am Austin Gorton, reminding you all to fill out your requisition forms. Uh, so, for Saved by the Bell Review, this is David Bitsenoffer inviting everyone to my place for a night with no last names, no past, and no present. Yikes! <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Jeepers Creepers. <laughs> Jeepers <Wow>. Creepers. <laughs> um, oh, I didn't think of a sign-off. And for Saved by the Bell Reviewed, I am reminding you... That blows hurt, but lost friendship hurts even more. If the blows are good, they don't hurt. Oh, if the blows are great, they hurt just a little bit. Mm, uh, Okay. Right? Yeah. (sighs) Hump. For Saved by the Bell Reviewed, I am Austin Gordon, reminding you to always speak softly and carry a big stick, unless you're Mikey's dad. Speak softly and carry a big dick, right? Like a barnacle. Speak softly and beat your son. With your dick. <laughs> Just like your Mikey's dad. And so for Saved by the Bell Review, this is David Bitsenoffer. And, and, wait, wait, I'm getting a text. No, oh, it's from my girlfriend and I... Oh, oh. Uh, so who wants me to move in with them? <laughs> you shouldn't try to force her to marry you. I promise to only break like one heirloom. Watch out, don't put on your headphones and dance. <laughs> They'll dress you up in my love. <laughs> right, right in the middle of everything. Yeah. David, come over and scissor with me. <laughs> You're on, Ryan. All right, cool. That wraps things up for this week. Until next week, case closed. So, for Saved by the Bell Reviewed, 
I'm telling you to keep on listening to our show until the bitter end, or else I will find you, and I will kill you, and I will bury you. What's that? Will you kiss them? I will kiss you, and I will kill you. <laughs> to death. Emergency! So for Save by the Bell Reviewed, I am Austin Gorton, reminding you that if you want to wear the jacket, you have to pay the price. Until next week, it is rather for us to be here dedicated to the great task remaining before us, that from these honored dead we take increased devotion to that cause for which they gave the last full measure of devotion, that we here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain, that this nation, under God, shall have a new birth of freedom, and that government of the people, by the people, for the people, shall not perish from the earth. So, for Saved by the Bell Reviewed, I'm David Bitsenoffer, and I want everyone to remember that if they ever have a disagreement with another person, the key is to compromise. Ryan? I love David the most. <laughs> yes! <laughs> That's going in the spank bin. And for Saved by the Bell Reviewed, which is now Titty's Showgirls Reviewed forever, <laughs> I am reminding you that shit happens and life sucks. Well, we, we probably should have mentioned that uh, we recorded this whole episode topless. Uh, uh, so for now, for Saved by the Bell Reviewed, I am Austin Gorton, and I am reminding you not to miss NBC's hot new Saturday morning lineup. R.I.P. Saturday morning cartoons. That's it for this week. For Saved by the Bell Reviewed, I'm Austin Gorton, reminding you that a dirty Sanchez may not be as funny as you think it is. For this Dustin Diamond extravaganza and Saved by the Bell Reviewed, I am Austin Gorton, reminding you to never, ever, under any circumstances, trust the dust. So that wraps things up for this episode, almost wrapping things up for the whole podcast. We'll be back next week for an official wrap-up. Until then, I want you all to know, you have always been special to me. So, for Saved by the Bell Reviewed, this is David Bittenhofer. Say, crap. No, now I forgot an end line, and, well, uh, but, ding, 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 ding. Oh, that's all the time we have. I guess you could say I was saved, saved by, by the, the bell. <laughs> when I'm torrenting more recordings, internet, it sends a warning, and I don't think it'll download in time. By the time I've watched the show, it's half, it's time to go. Turn the one more swing to make the show sit right. It's alright, I'm watching Saved by the Joes. Alright, cause it's Saved by the What the hell, I watch Saved by the The 90s go, base it highs, run my Zach, let's chill out at the max Giving, building, panic attacks, and eating all my snacks As I lay awake at night, and my waste of my life It's alright, and what you say by the trust Work. Oh. Okay.
All right. Roger Dodger. Here, here we go. Here's the question. Uh, we're going to clap when I say one, two, three, clap, I guess. I was trying to be funny, but then it wouldn't work out. Yeah. One, well, two, that's the story three, of the show. clap. <laughs> that was way off. <laughs> uh, I was going to try to be funny, but I can that's the tagline of our show. Yeah, well, what's it as? Off to a really good start here. The end. Let's make sure this episode's at least two hours long. Woo! <laughs> David, are you drunk? I'm trying to get there. Are you taking shots? Uh, if you guys want to give me shots, what the hell? I if am we going want to. to give you shots. <laughs> I know, right. Oh, that. no, not this time. No. <laughs> not for David, no. Let's drink responsibly. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> One last time, huh, peeps? Yeah. That should be the start. Bork. Up Chuck all over your laptop. Yeah, me and bourbon don't get along. Uh-huh. I love and it. And it's sad because everyone loves bourbon and it's like the fashionable thing to be drinking. And mm. I guess I just can't be fashionable. Are you cold? I'd run the heater, but it'll be loud. Good. Thank you. Okay, you guys, Ryan went to get socks, and now he's back in, like, his bathrobe, and I'm pretty sure he's going to put a stocking cap on. I don't usually, like, get cold, either. I'm usually pretty good about cold, but I feel cold right now. I'm good. It's because all that weight you're losing. Yeah, yeah I'm trying to lose weight. I know I haven't been eating a bunch of terrible food all the time lately. I love eating terrible food. I know, me too. It's all That's my favorite kind of food I gotta to start eat. Stop eating terrible food, too. It's I know, hard, me too. No. Yeah. Well, right. I'm just going to stop for, like, controlled periods of time, and then I'm going to eat yeah. shit all the time. Without, uh, uh, I'm sorry, That's yeah. That's brave. That's brave. Thanks. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Bork. Oh! Do any of you guys ever, like, think about how these episodes we've done and how they're available and, like, get anxious about it? Just, like, all the stuff you've said that you just put out without thinking about it too much? <laughs> I'm a hundred percent on board with my. Well, my girlfriend brings up every time she listens to one, she's like, "You, you've said sex pictures of yourself." Or <laughs> uh, David, I don't know what it says about <laughs> us, but like every once in a while, you'll say something in an episode, and my thought will be, "I wonder what Lauren's gonna say when she <laughs> listens to this." <laughs> I'm like, you can't be like mad at me for something I did like 15 years ago. <laughs> But no. apparently can. I was gonna say, I think you're wrong about that, and she can. I'm so lucky that my paramour doesn't even listen. Ditto. Yeah, ditto. Bork. Oh. Uh. Yeah. Do you want me to pick something for you, David? Austin. Bork. Oh. Nah, you're wrong. <laughs> fight, 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 fight. I'll kill you, fight. David. Oh, yeah. How I've just been thinking about this, how we're doing the last one, and I'm just like, is David going to tell me off? I'm <laughs> waiting for it. What's he going to do? Let's give him another shot and see. <laughs> yeah, you got to get me drunk enough to do that. Yeah, take a shot. David, drink some pee-pee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was like, a shot of pee-pee? That really might get yeah. me going. <laughs> a shot of pee-pee. Drink pee Drink pee, drink pee. Yeah, come on, David. It's the last episode. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta do something drink special. Anyone's right? pee. That's true. It doesn't have to be your own pee. Anyone's. <laughs> yeah. Uh... 
Carolyn. Do you guys ever do any pee drinking, you and your girlfriend? <laughs> you should have seen his face, you guys. I can tell that they do. <laughs> Fork. Oh! Fuck that guy. Oh, yeah. All right. I guess David got up. I guess I'll say more. <laughs> All the shows were bad. David must have got to get another shot. Ryan. Let's go drink some pee-pee. Ryan. Yeah, Austin will sub, sub in, yeah. What was your least favorite episode? I didn't really think about it, and I just automatically excluded all the Miss Bliss, Clips shows, College Years, and Malibu Good Sands shows. episodes. Okay. Because wow. I feel like none of those counted. Tough but fair. I'll, and I'll I would con- say... I'll con- I'll, uh, I'd argue with you on Malibu Sands, but otherwise we're on, I'm on board. Austin, I don't want to argue with you. What's <laughs> happening? Everyone's fighting. It's anarchy. I know it's gone out of control since you've left. <laughs> I, I took o- I took over for you and queued up least favorite to Ryan. Yeah, and then he um, spit on him. Yeah, I know, things got really bad. Should time. don't question my authority, Austin. If I'm not here to direct things, everyone should just be silent in respect of my absence. <laughs> it's true. We should have sat quietly. Fork. Oh. Was he a Transformer, Austin? He was not a Transformer. So are you rethinking this answer now? I am rethinking this answer. Yeah, all right. But to be fair, the Transformer he was was Blur. And that's, yeah. I mean, on the Transformer scale, Blur is pretty far down there. Ooh, lower than Bumblebee? <laughs> My favorite Transformer for a while was Perceptor, so I don't have much of that. <laughs> Just what I thought, you couldn't be nerdier. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, my favorite is Soundwave. It isn't like he's any cooler than Perceptor. Yeah, I thought it would be Ultra Magnus. Oh, yeah, Soundwave's the best, man, yeah. What's the John Cleese one? Uh, no, the Eric Idle one. It's Rekgar. That's, yeah, that Rekgar. one's cool. No, wait, which one is Citizen Kane? That That's one's Unicron. Oh, Unicron. Unicron. Yeah. <laughs> Fork. Oh! Silence. <laughs> Nobody agrees. <laughs> Seems like it's time for a fan fiction, huh? Is it? Yeah. I'm Am gonna I doing go... a shot or not? Yeah, yeah, you get a shot. I'm going to go pee. I'm going to return fully ready. I'm going to drink my own pee. Carol's going to go drink her own pee. <laughs> what am I getting a shot of? Uh, Just whatever. <laughs> All right. And then are we going to do the letters after the fan fiction? Yeah. Okay. You got emails, and then uh, do you have the Facebook questions, too? Yep, I got all those. All right. We'll do those. Did you get an email from Lauren? Yeah. I think I'm going to do that as the last one. Yeah. I don't know what... I've been staying away from the emails. She describes your penis in great detail. Yeah. It's a national treasure. I know, that's what she said. Oh, <laughs> you guys belong together. <laughs> I'll be back. Sadie, how you doing? Ryan. Yeah? Alright. I got nothing. Oh, really? Okay. <clears throat> Is David off getting booze? I guess so, yeah. Carol's been peeing. Is DB back? DB! <laughs> Kitty's ready. Closet, where's my fucking food? (laughs) (laughs) 
I know, this shit's really long. I know, we probably should have started earlier. I didn't realize that after the fact. I'm like, we could have started this an hour earlier. Oh, really? I always just assume you guys can't start before 8. Oh, no, I we usually can. Well, I mean, I usually can. I don't know about David lives a full and vibrant social life. Yeah. I just sit at home most of the time. Do you watch Luke Cage yet? I haven't. I'm behind, I still haven't watched season two of Daredevil. Oh, I'm not watching that, but I'm interested in Luke Cage. Jessica Jones was really good. So. Yeah, I haven't even seen that yet either. That I thought was really good. Have you heard you about? One? Have you heard about all the uh, the dumb fuck much, white yeah. people who are like Luke Cage is racist because yeah. it doesn't have white uh, enough white people in it? I think that's just like good publicity for the show. Oh, totally. Which I mean, is like I don't think those people are doing it for good publicity, but yeah. But you can count on people like that to help kind of empower your show now, you know? Yeah. Someone's yeah. going to say some stupid shit that makes them look like an asshole and makes your thing look, you know, proves the importance of your thing. Right. But it's also like, it'd be nice to just get past that point. Right. Right. What the fuck's David doing to his cat? <laughs> oh, was. oh, man. So high. <laughs> I can't. I'll stop for now. Yeah. Before I... Are you just gonna Are you just gonna, gonna fly home, Carol? Yeah. Yeah. I have to do the exposition. So. Oh, oh yeah, boy. that's right. So I'm Mr. Booberries. <laughs> yeah. Okay. GG and Mr. Booberries. Oh, GG and Mr. Booberries. Yeah, Austin. If you channeled your strong black woman. I did. Just go deep with the sass. You don't have to, like, chicken head, oh, but just boy. be like... Well, no one can see him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Do whatever you want. It's in your hands. <laughs> I'll try not to give us a Carol and Ants situation. <laughs> we have to bleep that part. Carol and bleep. Okay, d- d- where, where you at there? Dave DB? What's Drop going on? You dropping a deuce over there? I had to feed Cloud quickly. Ah, uh, okay. We're going late. I know. Yeah. We got a ton of stuff to go through. Yeah, so we, okay. do we want to split it up at all? or Potentially. No, not in terms of out. recording, but maybe in release. Shit, okay. Now let's do this fanfic. All right, in honor of Carolyn's fanfic, I got some Crystal Skull vodka here. Sweet. Oh, hell yeah. That's the spoopiest vodka you can drink. Trying to figure out that. All right. All right. Uh, let's Slauncha. do. Slauncha. Spoopy. Let's set it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bork. Oh. It's a total fucking mess. Which universe did we end up near? Okay, we're gonna let a dog out. So pause. <laughs> dog. Real, real blueberries. Is it a two-headed, flying, fire-breathing dog? <laughs> Just one tiny chihuahua. You had to let the dog out of the room. There you go. Bork. Oh! Because he won't stop eating pussy! Ah. Has Gilbert Gottfried laughed? I think that, yeah. Ah. <laughs> I think it goes, waka, waka, waka. Bork. Oh! Is it just me or is my Herbert Hodis and Ryan's Gilbert Gottfried sound very similar? <laughs> 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 
The props are a shift and a line to read. Cut the paintball scene. <laughs> I can't do it. It's good, it's good. Cut the paintballs. Cut the paintball scene. Wow. Pork. Well, okay. May I confide in you, sugar lumps? Of course, my chubby bunny. <laughs> How do you know what Austin calls me? <laughs> I'll share a, a, a bubble now. <laughs> Pork. <laughs> well, maybe male prostitution doesn't make sense as a premarital ceremony. What does WWP be? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. No problem. <clears throat> <laughs> get back into character. <laughs> well, maybe male prostitution doesn't really make sense as a premarital ceremony, but... WWPD. Pork. Upon completion, the universe devours it in a shower of sparks. Eating. Hackling. Our Bork here is done now. Wait, it's the dog talking? Yeah. <laughs> we- <laughs> You have to go to dog, Richard. No, I'm gonna do it. Go ahead. Okay. We have to go back to Dog Mansion. We're developing a pilot called Putinsky, where a dead cop comes back to life as a puppet dog. No kidding. How's the script looking? Rough. Rough. <laughs> God damn it. And with that, the two head. Pork. Oh. Ziggy doesn't like those odds, Herbho. Did you see the new Gory Velvet song? <laughs> we need the Ziggy sound effect in there. Yeah, yeah you can get that. <laughs> Alright, let's try that one again. Pork. Of course it checks out, you limp dicks. Go. I, I feel like I'm going to wake up the lady who lives downstairs from me. It's even harder to do that. I think Lauren's already awake now that I've done this Herbert Otis one. I'm sorry to everyone's girlfriends. <laughs> Go nap off the refractory period. And then, I, it's like a Joe Pesci. <laughs> I can't do it at all. I can't even Yo, think go nap off. And then, I want to see some more. Pork. Oh! <laughs> that's why we have to misspell like her and Hodis' name or something. That was beautiful. Thanks, I, guys. Really good job. I, I, I feel like I wish I had known earlier that I wasn't. That I was going to have to do a Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> my, my favorite part of the whole fan fiction was Ryan stopping midline continually to critique his own impression. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got too self-conscious. I was like, really well, it's tough one. when we had Herbert Hodes and Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah, it's hard. not like we're impressionists over that. here where we can right. get the nuance down. You know, this is street theater. This is <laughs> It was like, you got, you ever do karaoke and you get up and you're like, oh man, I really suck at this song. Well, no, yeah, it's like you get up, you're pumped, you're like, I got this going. And then as soon as you hear your voice over the speakers, you're like, yeah. this is not going to end well. And then you're like, this song is four more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm just like, don't be racist, don't be racist, don't be racist. Don't be and too racist. Big Diddy, Austin. You did perfect. Brian, you were good too. Oh, thanks. Yeah. 
David, you nailed it. You guys are all amazing actors. Thank you. You're all pretty I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You guys want to do the mailbag? Let's do it. Well, it's gonna be like fixing my misspellings that snuck in there, Austin. Like yeah, Austin, pro. I was really impressed on the fly. Yeah, I like... spelled the most wrong for Austin, yeah. and he just breezed through it. <laughs> he just typed. I was like, "What is that gonna say?" And then he just say it. I was like, Damn. Austin's <laughs> a beautiful baby boy. <laughs> Do you read them ahead of time, Austin? No, but like as I'm reading the line, I try to read a couple words ahead, and then that gives it's me the context for the ones that I'm not sure nice. on. Wow. Context clues. Wow. Yeah. What, what a great guy. He's smart. You don't even have to clear your <laughs> scripts. You just give it to him. Bork. Oh! Carol's a little under the weather right now, so she's <laughs> hanging on by a thread. Should we mention that we took a week hiatus in between this episode? Half? You sound fine, so no one will notice. Uh, I don't from in my head. Okay, we don't have to mention <laughs> To me, that. you sound fine. Great. Do you want me to cut that out, or should we keep it? Either reading? way, either way. Well, this episode needs to be longer, so All right. <laughs> every comment. Bork. Oh! That just kind of reminds me one time, I, like when I was like eight or nine or whatever, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, it was like a Saturday, and I just wanted to talk to my parents or something, so <laughs> I went to their bedroom, and the door was locked. Oh my god. And of course, I, I like, me not knowing anything at the time, I'm trying to get in, you know, I'm like jiggling the doorknob and stuff and then finally i listen at the door and i'm hearing like bed springs <laughs> and and i was just completely confused and then it's one of those moments that i never thought back to until like 10 years later and then one time i thought about it, i was like oh <laughs> were they 69ing uh one can only assume david I mean, do like, your parents 69 I mean, I've never asked them personally. You should ask them. Yeah, well, you ask them. Can we call them right now? Text, text, text. (laughs) Text them right now. (laughs) So, yeah, what is it, like 10 o'clock where you guys are? (laughs) Hey, Mom, you and Dad are 69? (laughs) I'm just asking for a podcast. Yeah, I mean, no big deal. I'm just asking because I'm recording this and a bunch of strangers are going to hear it. (laughs) Fork. Oh, no, what was interesting, what made me think about this is because we pretty much made, I, as far as I know, every Monday morning, and there was one Sunday, and I'm a procrastinator, so I'm usually scrambling at the on a Sunday just to get everything ready, just to get it out on Monday. <laughs> I stopped procrastinating <laughs> because of just the crunch. Go ahead. I know. I try not. I but there was one Sunday where I was sick as a dog, and we actually, that was the one where we had a review and I couldn't drink for it, that was on a Tuesday. Oh, that was so sad. And that Sunday, I was, it was basically, I could not keep anything down. I was throwing up. I'd drink water and I'd throw it up and I, and I was just incapacitated. But my sister was in town that weekend, so I was planning on hanging out with her most of the weekend, so I had to get it done earlier. And it's just interesting to me because if it hadn't been for that, I probably would have procrastinated until Sunday. And then if I got that sick, there was no way I would have gotten it up. Hmm. But it's like the universe just wanted this podcast to work so well that yep. Made sure it worked. Kind of like when we found Herbert Hodis. Oh know. my god! And I and I fork. Oh. Uh, would you, Carolyn and Ryan? Yeah. I, I was drunk the other weekend, shockingly. Yeah. And Ooh. I said that Austin could get a gay sugar daddy if he wanted. Do you agree? <laughs> when um, did you say did that? Did you say that on the podcast or just like in life? Just in life. Okay. To my girlfriend. Yeah. Just I gotta... you guys were just sitting around talking, and that is what came out. Uh, they yeah, were out drinking, much. and I got a two in the morning <laughs> podcast or a 
uh, text <laughs> message from <laughs> Lauren saying, David just said you could get a gay sugar daddy if you wanted. Um, I think yeah, he could. could. I think he'd be older and maybe like Billy Joel old shaped, you know? Well, Austin's kind of a bear, right? Yeah. So he would be, they would eat him up. I don't think you can get like a Mario <laughs> Lopez. <laughs> well, it Is depends he, on what I they're into. Yeah, but I mean... The question is whether or not a gay man would financially support Austin in exchange for sex, and I think the answer is a resounding yes. I don't know who that man would be exactly, but I am willing to find out. I appreciate this boost to my (laughs) self-confidence. Bork. I am David Bitsenoffer for Saved by the Bell Review. Or, I should try that again. Why did I say I'm David? All right. <clears throat> for we are David Bitsenhofer. We it? are yeah. <laughs> we yeah. are saved by the bell review. Why can't I think of how we end this? Anymore? For Goodbye. saved by the bell reviewed, I'm David Bitsenhofer and funny thing. Goodbye forever. Uh, do you got a funny thing there, Austin? Or, you know, it's usually like a thing. From no, the I show, feel like right? I wrote this all weird and then I lost it anyways. <laughs> so, <laughs> so for saved by the bell reviewed. So, for Saved by the Bell Reviewed, this is David Bittenhofer. Fuck it all up right at the end. Oh, yeah. Well, see, no, now I forgot an end line. It's only four hours long, this episode, David. But, ding, 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 ding. Oh, that's all the time we have. I guess you could say I was Saved by the Bell. I don't get it. Oh no, all this lava is coming at me. Here, I'll ride in this bell to safety. Shoo! It's a big Thanks liberty for bell. for listening, everyone. <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank you. You're all appreciated. You're all beautiful. And we love you all. I Unless... love you. I love you. I love you. Unless you're like a racist. We probably don't like you. Then. I don't like unless, you. We love you, every one of you, unless you're a racist. <laughs> or sexist. Or, or I mean, you can still give us money and I'll pretend like I like you. But... We'll take your raper money. <laughs> <laughs>